You are watching the vodka stream. Hi, what's happening, guys? Welcome. It is Friday. We are here. We've made it through another week. We survived and everything. Just making sure that's good. Hoy, hoy. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Um, just to uh, FYI, um, there's a chance the guest might not show up. <laughs> Man, um, did a little emailing. I uh, thought everything got worked out because Jesse Cove, who is Martin Cove's, of course, um, son, um, was supposed to actually be on two weeks ago and then had rescheduled that. And that's when Mama Film Junkie came on. And then, uh, you know, we had a great show. So we rescheduled it to today and it all seemed like it was good like a week ago. And then today when trying to email his rep, haven't gotten a response. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's a chance that the thumbnail and the title of this stream will change. <laughs> there's, and it might just be a full-on panel type uh, type vodka stream tonight. But it's okay because we still drinking. I got the the Reka vodka from uh, from Iceland. That's right. Small batch of vodka handcrafted in Iceland. I've had it before. Uh, distilled with uh, renewable energy. It's got glacial spring water still. There we go. I apologize that we might not get a guest tonight, but you know it happens. It happens. I don't think we'll get. We'll give it. We'll give a. You know, maybe there's a possibility he might show up. If not, then uh, we'll just change it up, and then we'll get some people in here. You know, we'll have a panel and everything. So, cheers, guys. Cheers, Talud, and cheers to. Uh, geez, man, 2022, man. We lost Louis Anderson and we lost Meatloaf today. If I can do anything for love, I won't do that. There we go. Cheers. His name was Robert Polson. Tell ya. Mm, good stuff. All right. Talk to me. Who's out there? Who's out there? What's going on? Hi. How's it going? Good day. Rest in peace. Yes. And we lost some uh, two legends today. And we got Mama Film Junkie here. Kind of new here, Ling. Don't worry. You're welcome. Welcome. Ahoy, hoy. What's going on, Mr. Jason? And we got uh, we got this Jason. We got Fear Jason here too. Hello, hello, mom. Hello, Selena. Kyle is here. Here, here. We got Dane. Ah, let's see. Have I ever told you you're my hero? Everything. I yeah, nice. She's singing to me, guys. Captain Gator Girl. She's singing to me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it happens. Short notice, but I guess. Yeah, there you go. You can fill in. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Hello there. Um, uh, and like I said, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. They just bring, I know, right? Just bring her on again as backup. <laughs> uh, how many times have you listened? Oh, I was, I was, I was on repeat yesterday. It was definitely on repeat yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely on repeat yesterday, last night, as uh, after I watched, after I watched my Ben Affleck double feature, guys, I told you guys I would do that, right? What's going on, Emperor? Yeah, Mr. Nicotina here. How's it going? William Powell is here. Uh, but yes, guys, um, 
Uh, I did my double feature last night for uh, Ben Affleck. I watched The Last Duel and I watched The Tender Bar, which you can, uh, you know, if you have HBO Max, The Last Duel is on there. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch The Tender Bar. And I enjoyed both of them differently. I enjoyed The Last Duel, pure cinema. Uh, great performances, great story. I love the structure of the story that was in chapters and the different perspectives of what happened. Jodie Comer, man, I tell you what, I just continue to have a bigger and bigger crush on her. Ben Affleck did great. He was such a dick. Matt Damon, looking like Theo Vaughn, um, you know, did a great job as well. And, you know, it was just, it was pure cinema, but uncomfortable. That movie is uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you know what the actual story is about, yeah. It's uh, it was uncomfortable, but um, but uh, yeah, we got Stephanie here too. Hi, um, so it was uncomfortable. So it's one of those movies that's like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic, but you know, it's not like I'm gonna oh, let's watch it again right away. I'll watch it again, but it's just like you know, the uncomfortable nature of it, but still, Adam Driver was good too. And then The Tender Bar that's a feel good movie, a coming of age type story, but not quite. And it was great. Uh, that was also uh, uh, um, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it easily would have been in probably, I, I, maybe, I don't know if I had to rethink my list, would it have fit in there? I mean, it was pure fucking like, it was just, it was great. It was fantastic. It's just, just the uncomfortable nature of the story though. It's like one of those where you're like, okay, it's not, you're just not going to throw it on. But at the tender bar is a movie that you could throw on and be like, Hey, it's a good story. It's a good, you know, so, so I enjoyed both of them big time, but in like in different ways, you know, when, when, uh, the last duel ended, I was like, holy shit, that was intense. I mean, especially when you see that last duel between, uh, you know, driver and, um, and Damon, it, it, it sits, it's, I mean, it's fucking Ridley Scott, man. The man knows how to, uh, craft a scene like that. Am I glitching? I'm not glitching. Am I, am I getting glitchy right now? Looking at the, the YouTube feed. But the tender bar, if you haven't seen that, yes. Ben Affleck does great in that. But Ty Sheridan, man, he really, uh, you know, he really did a fantastic job uh, being the star of that movie because it's, you know, revolves around his character more than anything. Um, ben Affleck plays his uncle, who, of course, owns a bar. Um, it's just kind of funny, too, because both, I mean, you know, props to Ben Affleck, man, for, you know, still, I mean, you know, he's defeated. He, he's defeated his alcoholism and stuff. And, um, but yet, you know, he could. He still, he play. He plays, uh, especially in the last duel. He definitely plays. Uh, yeah, he likes to drink a lot of wine. That's for sure, and act like a dick. But uh, you know, yeah. I wonder. You got no, no glitchy. Okay, it's not glitchy. Good, good, good. Looking uh, fine. Okay, good. I thought I saw like a little glitch, glitchy glitch happen. But you know, what can you do? So yeah, I mean, it doesn't really look like. Uh, like he's going to show up here. So, <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem like Jesse's going to show up. Maybe we'll get him again. We'll get him, try to get him on later on. I don't know if, what happened or something, maybe. So I'm going to go ahead and change. Let's see. I'm going to edit. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change it because, yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's going to. I already made, I made a second thumbnail just in case. Just, I made a second thumbnail of, you know obviously of like certain events that happened this week that we'll talk about let's see let me go ahead and change that okay it's all good we'll get a panel in here we'll get some people in here and we'll have some we'll talk about some of the stuff this week and random stuff too oh shit i need to uh 
do that and transfer it over, dummy. But anyways, um, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Don't worry, it's not going to have Joss Whedon in the title, or not Joss Whedon in the thumbnail. I'm tired of, I mean, it's not like I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about some Joss Whedon tonight, but, you know, I didn't want, I was like, I'm not going to put him in the freaking thumbnail. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, let's see, all right. Sorry, I had to, like, transfer it over to my laptop here. But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of batness that was happening out there. This week, so we'll just change the title and the thumbnail to have some bat people in it. We'll just do that. There we go. Okay. All right. Oh, crap. Oh, okay. So I can't change it right there? Well, that sucks. All right. We'll have to change it through YouTube. Why did I do it through StreamYard? I don't know. I don't know. And now my laptop is lagging. That's probably what. Well, I saw the lag earlier, but anyways, jeez, vigilante, put vigilante. I know, right? Everybody's loving vigilante now. I just was, uh, I just saw somebody post about vigilante as well. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I, it was funny how when, 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 when you first saw vigilante, like, uh, in the promos and, and stuff like that, when, um, when it came to Peacemaker, everybody was kind of wondering, like, is he going to be somebody? And then he was kind of annoying at first, kind of annoying. I mean, the character kind of was like, eh, but then all of a sudden it just was like this last episode, everybody's going, okay, vigilante. He is now my favorite. A lot of people are saying that. So yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I just got mentioned. What? Okay. My, my laptop is now acting really slow. That's awesome. Cheers guys to Friday, man. But yeah, so hopefully you guys saw my, my review. I mean, obviously. It was, uh, all right, I'm going to change it now. There we go. Sorry. Let's see. The I'm going to call it the Bat People. There's a really good image. There's a really good image of uh, Leslie Grace, uh, Batgirl, that I, I tweeted out. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like, I, it's just funny how these set images are, are like, uh, are better than the, uh, why can't I change the thumbnail? <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, funny how the set images are uh looking are looking better than the actual promo it's almost like they shot the promo just to have people you know be all crazy about it all right there we go changed it up now this is just a full panel kind of thing Ooh, tomorrow that's right niners and packers niners and packers i mean i'm gonna root for the niners because you know it's my brother's favorite team you know, I don't really have a favorite team, but, you know, I am a San Francisco Giants fan, so why not go for the San Francisco 49ers? Um, I'll root for them, but I, <laughs> it's just going to be uh, – I don't even think my brother's confident, to be honest. I don't think uh, he's even confident, so, yeah. I don't think he's confident either, so. All right. All right, go ahead and start bringing some people in here. Uh, Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the, the Rams and the Niners. I mean, that's, you know, like I, I've told you guys, my dad's team is the Rams, my brother's team is the Niners. So naturally, I'll root for them. But I mean, they're going up against Rodgers and fucking Brady. That's going to be a little tough. Let's just say that's going to be just a little tough. So let me see. Where else am I at here? Come on. There we go. Boop. All right. Okay, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting exciting weekend of football though. I'm um, weekend uh 
you know, I always loved, um, I mean, playoffs with any sport is great, but, uh, yeah, I just love, uh, especially playoff football. It's been pretty damn exciting. That's for damn sure. So has joined the stream. Okay. Ah, all right. Let's start running some people in here. Um, Let's see. I mean, he's not exactly, uh, you know, John Kreese's son, but, you know, he's still, he's still saying. <laughs> there it is. Blast that meatloaf, baby. May he rest in peace. I mean, seriously, uh, let me lift that needle. I had to, I had to bust <laughs> out the vinyl. It just, yeah. it had to happen tonight. Yeah. That's good. I know. I mean, it's just, I mean, he lived a pretty full life. Um, at least, I mean, it was what, 74? 74. Yeah. 74. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's always sad. It's always sad, but, uh, you know, but two legends. I mean, I don't know if you were ever a Louis Anderson fan. I, you know what? I really wasn't, but I do remember, what was it? Little Louis? What was yeah. that cartoon? That was yeah. the yeah. weirdest yeah. cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Louis. Yeah. Weird cartoon. I it mean, it was. It was a weird cartoon because he did the voices for like, like himself, which he was supposed to be a kid, but he's still sounding like Louie, you know? And then he did his dad and I think his mom too. I still watched it. I don't know. I was always a sucker for those kind of cartoons. So, but yeah. And then family feud and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, the meatloaf thing though, that like, I will, I, I'm really getting sick and tired of this. I wake up and like, you know, you're in the bathroom, you're looking at your phone first thing. And it's like, this is not how I needed to start my day. It it just reminds me of like the day, my junior year of college, when I used to have NPR, like when the mm -hmm. alarm would go off, it would be the radio that would turn on. Yeah. And I just remember waking up one year, junior of college, Fred Rogers died today. I was like, oh, fuck off. No, <laughs> no, man. That's Ugh, not how I need yeah. to start my day. No, it's not. I know. I mean, I mean, when Bob Saget passed away, I just, I had just pulled up to my mom's house and it was just like one of those, like, what? And then I told her and she was like, what? You know, it's like, I don't know, man. 2022, stop it. Stop I it. Know. And we got Steven here. What's up, buddy? Hey. And then hey, I saw Steven. that he died and I was like, what? Everyone was <laughs> like, what? And we were like, what? And we collectively said, what? Yeah, I know. His name is Robert Paulson. I know. Oh, I saw you post that, Stephen. Yeah. I don't know why everything is red. <laughs> you have you have anger issues, Stephen? I think yeah. that's... Yeah, uh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. angry Speaking of that, I saw Edward Norton. He posted that, uh, that, that picture, like a little behind the scenes because, you know, Meatloaf, obviously, in Fight Club. And he posted that picture of um, him hugging, you know, pressed up against those tits. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's funny. My my first, I mean, of course, I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. But, you know, my first real memory of, like, really falling in love with Meatloaf was, uh, like, 2005. I was installing the hardwoods in my first house. And Paradise by the Dashboard Light started playing mm -hmm. on the radio. And... If anyone's familiar with that song, there is a certain, I mean, one, their whole, the whole topic of the song. And yeah. then you get to the, um, the baseball game. And if you're listening to that, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> am <laughs> I hearing? Yeah. Am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? And I just stopped. 
And my dad and I just sort of looked at each other and I just was like, I love this fucking song. This is <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, I never really got it too too into his music. I, I'm not gonna lie; like, I never was like a huge like fan of his. I mean, obviously, you hear his music; he had a very recognizable voice and everything. And you know, and I will do anything. I mean, uh, we everybody knows that song, which but, is uh, funny I, because my dad told me a story today about that song. Uh huh. The radio edit uh, is a, that's right. It's only like five minutes long. Uh -huh. But the version on the album is over, like long as hell. Yeah. It's 12 minutes. And Jeez. the funny thing is, is that if you listen to the song, you know, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. If you listen to the radio edit, you never know what he won't, what he won't do. Yeah. What he won't do. You have yeah. to listen to the album version. <laughs> and it happens at the very end of the song. They tell wow. you what he won't do. Oh wow! Yeah, I have to go back and listen to that. So I think I have heard the full version, but yeah, but yeah, every time you just always hear the the radio version. Then I forgot too that he was he had like a little cameo in Wayne's World also. I don't oh, know if anybody remembers that. Too long since I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, wow! It's when they it's when they show up to that club, the Gas Works. He's like the guy that's letting everybody in. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He was freaking yeah. He was in that, and I forgot he's he's made cameos and other stuff too. But yeah, may he rest in peace. And then I don't know. Hey, Stephen, were you ever a Louis fan, Louis Anderson? I was gonna say I that was one of those shows where like I feel like I watched it like several times a week, but I I have I could never tell you what it was about or what was yeah. going on or if yeah. there was it. It was like it was like. It, it was like um, Bobby's World. I was about to but, say Bobby's yes. World. But like, <laughs> like after years of drug, like a burnout from like a drug burnout version of Bobby's World. Yeah. Like if if it, like if Bobby grew up and like abused drugs and then made a TV show, that was like what Louis was to me. Because yeah, to be honest, like I'm the same way with Bobby's World. The only episode I remember is when he made a haunted house. Or him, I think it was him and his his crazy uncle who made like a, a haunted house, but it was made of all cardboard. And I remember me and my best friend at the time, we tried to make a haunted house with like cardboard boxes. And it of course didn't look as cool. That's the only episode I remember of Bobby's world. I remember the beginning, you know, and the song and everything. And it's just kind of funny because, you know, Howie Mandel, he, he, he did that. I mean, he's the voice. He did gizmo, right? That was him. The same I voice. Did he do, he did I thought he did multiple of them also, but I mean, I'm like, I could yeah. be confusing it with Louie. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, no, but uh, it's just that that voice. Is, I'm pretty sure he also did Gizmo. Yeah, I think so as well. But that that voice was always like the, part of. I guess it was part of his act at one point, and then just incorporated into a cartoon. Both those are both one of those shows for me. Louis more so, just because I never knew because the opening with the live action, and as a kid, you like kind of tune yeah. live action stuff out. Um, but Bobby's World, I remember, is one of those ones where I feel like. This happened back in the days of TV. Um, I, I had to tell my kids about. We were like, whenever at a hotel, the kids are like, "Skip the ad." I'm like, "Well, you see, here's the, television is owned by corporate conglomerates, and they give them a lesson because they're, yeah. they're used to YouTube, like just skipping." But um, yeah, back in the days of like TV and reruns, I feel like every time I watched, even though I watched it like multiple times a week, ninety percent of the time it was the same episode. 
Yeah. I feel like. That would seem like it was the case, right? I feel like I want, and I don't know why, if that's just my perception. I also am kind of screwed up because when I was really little, not Bobby's World, but like when I was watching Sesame Street and stuff, I didn't find out until I was like a teenager that my mom um, had like canceled our cable subscription and had recorded like a week's worth of Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and like PBS stuff on VHS tapes. And I had just been watching those on loop forever. So like wow. I had like five letters of the alphabet from Sesame Street that were just <laughs> you didn't get on, the whole alphabet. <laughs> like really good at A through A through E. But after that, <laughs> um, <laughs> like C is for Cookie was on there. So like I was set. Yeah. Like that's all I needed. Oh, yeah. so, I think yeah. we had put down the ducky too. So like she recorded the best week of Sesame Street. Ever, oh wow! Probably, but or <laughs> probably it was just reruns. Probably it was just like the best of reruns that that she recorded. Did you ever get to but, see the Follow That Bird movie? Yeah, uh, is that the one where the big bird um, um, is being chased? Yes. Um, yeah, because there were multiple Sesame Street movies, I think. Right. There was that, also like a Night at the Museum type one that had. Yeah. That was like it. It was even like a. Well, ancient egyptian tomb wow i remember way weird. random stuff from my childhood i'm those sorry were weird too because weren't those the the crossover between sesame street and the muppets i'm not sure how that shared universe works but like don't isn't there a crossover with the mup with um like fozzy bear and Ker well because kermit's in both of them but then i feel like what's the um um I feel like they like pull they they drive past or something in the in the Studebaker from yeah. um, or maybe I'm just maybe the VHS skipped I don't know. <laughs> it could um, be that. Am I am I wrong there? I feel like there's there's some weird level of crossover between. You know, it was funny because I was never really into Sesame Street as a kid. I never really got into it. I don't know. Just wasn't really? my thing. Yeah, I was like more into the card. I don't know. Maybe it's just like it felt weird, like with puppets. I wasn't all like a big fan of puppets. I, you know, because I remember, I remember the what's that? What's that? What's that Genesis song? Phil Collins and whatever. I forgot what song it is, but there's like them as puppets as a music video. Freak me the fuck out. <laughs> That's all I could say. So maybe I had a thing with puppets where I just didn't like puppets. I don't know. Well, my, um, you're in good company. My wife wasn't into puppets either. Like my mother-in-law <laughs> tried forever to get my wife into Sesame Street. And mm -hmm. she was totally a Mr. Rogers neighborhood kid. And I it just even... yeah. I was more of a Mr. Rogers guy. I was a Sesame yeah. Street guy. So yeah, I wasn't either. It's weird. Like I just All right. yeah, and that's why I found weird. Avenue Q just to, to just be not... the most inappropriately funny thing ever. Just because Scott gave me a weird look <laughs> when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Got it right there. That's that Studebaker, oh, huh? The most yeah. ambitious crossover. <laughs> um, that's hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah but i just never got into it just never really i don't know i don't know it why was, like it was a weird level of because uh, i i'm talking about sesame street obviously here but like i was always way mr rogers was way more my speed and then because of that whenever sesame street comes on there's just this frenetic level of like hey kids that's like well, okay yeah, like after Mr. Rogers right being like, let's talk about the alphabet, and then you've got like, ah! like, it's yeah, just, <laughs> see, uh, yeah, yeah, and then they had Pee Wee's, uh, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which that was just insane. Oh, man, just I, I so watched every episode of that. 
Did you? See, yes. I watched the movie. I like I like the movies, but I didn't really watch the Whoever show. Used you to know? be in charge of children's programming in general was, was just so dropping shrooms. Like, <laughs> yeah, the war. Like, not the day, while they were making it. Not while they were making yeah. it. They just burned out every like yeah. dopamine receptor they had and everything. Because even stuff like um, bed knobs and broomsticks or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang had this weird level of like not just desaturated, but like it felt like they like had burned the film stock or something. There was this, wow. just this level of like grunge or, or the original Willy Wonka even that's mm -hmm. like almost like, like creepy. Which way we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the dude the in the part. alleyway. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Roger, Roger rabbit has a lot of that in it too. Oh, Roger True. rabbit is fabulous. Of course I, I still to this day go, it's Chinatown with cartoons. I rewatched Chinatown like a, a year or two ago. And I as I'm watching it, I was watching, I was going, oh my God, Roger Rabbit is just a remake of Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. I, yeah. When it came to that movie too, it, wasn't there like, wasn't there supposed to be like a sequel at one point or they keep on, they've, it's always been yeah. thrown out there that there was supposed I to be a sequel. Like there was news about that recently. Yeah. I thought there yeah, was. There was. Like, yeah. 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 And I'm like, why, what's taking so long? I mean, uh, isn't Hoskins, he's passed away, right? Uh, yeah. Bob Hoskins, he passed away a while ago, right? Um, but yeah, I always wonder, like, why wasn't there, I mean, that movie was, it was huge and it was great. It was, and it's just, that was when, it was, it's kind of weird when it came to like movies, like when you think back in the 80s and 90s, you kind of just go like, well, why wasn't there a whole franchise? Like nowadays, everything is like green light, sequel, sequel, spinoff, shows, everything, you know? Well, there They're was not, a cartoon I, series for Roger Rabbit, though. That's true. Can I True. can I read the first paragraph of the Disney wiki about Roger Rabbit 2, the Toon Platoon? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Roger Rabbit 2, the Toon Platoon, is the unproduced sequel to the critically acclaimed 1988 film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It follows Roger Rabbit learning that he is adopted, going out to search for his birth mother. The script takes place from 1941 to 1943. Steven Spielberg refused to sign off on the film due to its cartoonish depiction of Nazis. Oh Jesus! Oh, 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 <laughs> wait a minute! Wait, <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> um, so there we is, go. That's <laughs> this is falling under the category of films. I'm glad that were not made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 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 ride well, for that would be right next to the uh, Splash Mountain at. Uh, yeah. Disney and it's World. like it's similar to like uh you know when ET remember did you guys read the 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 synopsis for ET2 like how dark it ended up like getting yeah. like when it came to like an other it's, alien it's so race and we yeah. I shouldn't say weird cuz like I don't know we can get all Disney conspiracy or or we cannot <laughs> but well, head is in a it jar so weird how saying. Disney is not under more like mainstream ire just in general any day of the week considering their past issue with representation of various cultures and ideologies yep <laughs> like, yeah it was a uh, pretty rocky know, batman guys... v superman is x Snyder are the evil ones like <laughs> oh god ones. cool like, world <laughs> yeah do you, you remember cool world brad pitt came ba kim basinger i mean it was not a kid's movie no <laughs> no it was not but it there was uh, one scene in that movie that I I watched on repeat and I oh yeah I think I know which one you're talking about because I I remember when that came on HBO it was like I mean it didn't really show anything but it was still you know it was sexy as hell I it mean, was very sexy 
I mean, there was just, yeah. um, and this was, of course, before Brad Pitt was Brad Pitt. And, you know, I mean, but Kim Basinger was still Kim Basinger. <laughs> very much so. Jeez. She was like in her prime right there. It was like, oh, oh, like we're yeah. talking, we're talking Kim Basinger like in the 1992. Era. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, you know, we're a little oh, bit after Batman 89. Yeah. That's, you know, we got my stepmother's an alien. Mm, love that movie. You know, uh, you know that that's Ackroyd, Allison yeah. Hannigan. You yeah. know, it's 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 just this era of yeah. And then there was like the getaway two years later, where she and Alex. Yeah, Hannigan, that's right. No man, remember uh, the real McCoy uh, with uh, Val Kilmer? Did you ever watch that one? No, I never did watch that one. Yeah, it's not a bad flick. Not a bad flick. I liked it. You know, you know, it's all about heist and thievery and stuff like that. What's going on, Mister Ray? How's it going, buddy? <laughs> the, 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 Ray. Ray, Ray! The, the, the getaway is a good movie yeah that, that's 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 like an underrated like one that no one has like ever it's weird really too because it's right? Baldwin and basinger and, and they were uh, together. Uh, michael madsen and and phillips that was the first thing i saw philip seymour hoffman in yes really? yeah. he's, he's totally yeah. in that movie for like five minutes but like yeah it's, it's it's it was good enough that I was interested in watching the original with, with Steve uh, McQueen. Steve McQueen and um uh what is her name? Oh, uh, what is her name? You're gonna make me look this up, aren't you? Yes, please <laughs> no, please, please do because it's 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 one of those it's one of those names, it's like as soon as I hear it, I'll know like who it is, but um but, yeah. 1972. Yeah. Uh, come on, uh, Steve McQueen and Allie McGraw. Thank you, Allie McGraw. I I kept wanting to say Allie Larder, and I knew it wasn't Allie Larder. (laughs) (laughs) But directed by Sam Peckinpah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I still need to see the original Thomas Crown Affair. So do I. I had not seen it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Steve McQueen, I mean, like, um, I mean, he was in the original Blob movie. And I remember when um when I watched that, I think it's on the Turner Classic section, yeah, uh section of HBO Max. So I put it on. It's just kind of funny because I mean he's like 31 years old, but he's supposed to be like 16. <laughs> when, the cop, when the cops are like showing up and like the cop looks younger than him, but he's calling him boy, you know, or something like that. I was like, this is just this is hilarious. This is hilarious. So, I mean, I, I mean, the the, the 1980s uh, blob fucking freaked me the shit out. This one is just just so ridiculous. But you know, it was for the time. But it was just funny how it's like he was like 30 years old and he's playing a 16 year old. <laughs> that, that, that was the thing back then. It was like, yeah, yeah we gotta. They have to be adults, right? They yes. gotta be adults. Yeah. So didn't do that i know especially when you watch greece which i always make fun well, of that you know i mean there was a weird there's a weird divide like they had to be adults but also like sometimes they weren't when they should have been <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yes yes, yes. there's also that too also yeah. that too so I remember we sure. had to watch um uh romeo and juliet what's the uh 1968 version is that, i think that's the one it was i mean whatever the one is where she was like 16 Oh yeah, Olivia Hussey. Uh-huh. Yeah. What yeah, about what about the, the one that's directed by uh, Franco Zeffirelli? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, we, I was like, what a. I remember I was like, they assign, like I'm I'm required to watch this. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, why are we watching this in school? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know, but the funny part was was that you know, well, 
but they're supposed to like but that's the point is like yeah i always love i always love when people want to make romeo and julia out to be like this oh this great tragic love story no it's two horny teenagers that's, that's all it <laughs> is that is that's all really it is. all it is i mean and then, <laughs> and then that uh, the 1990 version, um, 1990s version with Leo and uh, Claire Danes and mm -hmm. John League was on that. That, that version, it, it it's that weird. Romeo must die. Yeah? Huh? No. No, that's the no, that's, that's the Jet, Jet, Jet Lee version. Lee and, oh yeah, uh, that's right. What yeah. was? Um, and uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, I forgot. Oh, it's not uh, Leah. Was it Aaliyah? No. No, hold Aaliyah? on. Okay, I'm, I'm no, looking this sure. up. Yeah, hold look on. that up too, because yeah, there was a, a singer that. Yeah, I want to yeah. say it was Aaliyah, but maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, it could be Aaliyah. Uh, it was Aaliyah. Yeah, it was Aaliyah. Thought. There you are. Yeah, because yeah, she, was... she had a little run there. She had a little run there. You know, uh, Queen of the Dam. Oh, Romeo plus that. Juliet. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that what they? Yeah, that's well, right. <laughs> yeah. It was just so weird. There was something different about the title. What was interesting about that movie and what what. I couldn't get past was the fact that they still like all the dialogue was in that old English dialogue. So they were still yeah. saying, like, you know, it was just, and then of course, like their swords were their guns, which I thought that was kind of cool. Like you know? nine millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it had, it would have like a sword, like emblem on it or something like yeah. that. So no, it was no, cool, no. but it's just, they just kept that dialogue, that old timey well, dialogue. It, it and I'm like, it feels hey. very like, um, I was going to say, who was it? Who directed it? Baz Luhrmann. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I was gonna say it feels very Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. Hey, I also yeah. want to. But I was like, before I say that, out, let's make sure it wasn't actually him. I, I also want to give a shout out to uh, the early '90s movie Romeo is Bleeding. Romeo is Bleeding. What is that? I don't know if I. Oh, saw that. that is a neo noir crime thriller starring Lena Olin and Gary Oldman. Wow. I have, have not... Roy Schneider, Juliet Lewis, Will Patton. This movie is great. Is it, man? Hey, that's, that's that's already a loaded. Wow. All right. Yeah, I uh, I haven't it's even so... heard of that one. Is it is it like based on, or is it just is it loosely based on anything Romeo Juliet or no? Um, or it... it's it no, not really. It's okay. it's a okay. I have to, okay. I'm gonna read this description because I love this line. Okay. It follows a psychosexual cat and mouse game between a corrupt cop, Gary Oldman, and a ruthless mob assassin, Lena Olin, who begins to unravel his carefully constructed double life. The film's title was taken from a song by Tom Waits. <laughs> I like it. Sounds entertaining. Okay. I, I saw it in 2005. Live, I was living in, and it was my first apartment after college. It was a cheap DVD at Barnes and Noble. I was working there. I picked cheap it up because I like at Barnes and Noble. That was a sentence I never thought I'd hear. I was in my about life. to say that's yeah, usually not a, they're very overpriced. That's 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 not a real sentence, is it? <laughs> what? It, well, it was in the bargain section. Plus, you get a member at a thirty percent ah, employee discount. That's oh, there we go. Okay, that that helps. That helps. Yeah, because I'm saying like, yeah, some of those. Uh, I remember yeah, Barnes and Noble. They ain't cheap. I was a big. Here. I hit up the. Um, the the Hollywood video and Blockbuster buy two for or buy three for twenty five oh, yeah. deals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, for all the yes. new releases. I've got a whole yes. binder full of like from like two thousand and five to two thousand and eight. Like every single new release. I, I had so many of those stupid Blockbuster cases in my house. Seriously, <laughs> like you know how like they would when they would they would take them out of the real stupid DVD case and put them in their own stupid DVD case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had so many of those. My roommate. Uh, that's how I had kiss. That's how I got kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Was right. was yeah. that? Yeah. 
man, so many uh, Black Hawk Down, Lord of War. Uh, oh, those are too good. Okay, yes. Lord of War, I watched so many times. Lord and, of and, War is so good. It's funny because it's one of those movies where I went through phases on of like this is the like and like I was like sixteen. I'm like this is the greatest movie in the world, and then I was like twenty, and I was like this is kind of like when you don't really know when you don't really <laughs> fully realize like what uh, um um what's his name um nick cage does yeah Yuri. Um, he's like yeah. The, the, you get that point where you're kind of like i don't really know this nick cage stuff is weird and i watched it again yeah, yeah. years ago and I was realizing like, oh, no this is amazing this is like <laughs> yeah. fire the, yeah. the the ending shot where he's like oh yeah the most important lesson is you never go to war <laughs> especially against yourself like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a nick cage like line too it's perfect yeah no, I, well, it, directed by the same, forever. directed by the same man that directed Gattaca. Just probably oh, really? Ethan Hawke is in it too. Yeah, Gattaca. Mm. Gattaca's yeah. so good. Man. Well, and, and, and uh, Lee, um, uh, Jared Leto's in that. Yeah, Jared, Jared Leto is in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have some. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Much Ray, I I watched the f before I was going to finish it because I was going to wait through the gas, but then Dave had to be all like. Get on the vodka street. <laughs> and I don't have a guest. I know. I was, was my I was, fault, man. I was halfway through Re Requiem for a Dream. Oh, shit. Oh, halfway? Oh. Oh, only halfway, huh? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm at the, just so you know where, because I don't want spoilers yet. I still got the other half of the movie to watch. I'm at the point where Jared Leto is talking to Ellen Burstyn, and he's realizing that, you know, his mom is hooked on uppers and downers. And. Uh -huh. I'm at that point in the movie. Yeah, so. you're, 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 okay. it, it's 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 only it's only going down. I have never <laughs> seen it. It's like high on my on my list, but it's I, one of those movies where like you you, you like I mean I, all of us <laughs> that have a list as you as you know. Yeah, that you have you have like your list, and then you have like there is like one specific sliver of time once every blue moon we're like this is where i finally watch requiem for a dream <laughs> you're not gonna be like like oh i got 20 minutes i'll just pop that no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I won i won a free 4k digital copy of it nice ray and i had just talked about it before recording the epic return of uh dc tv squawkast yes. and <laughs> For patreon.com slash squadcast media, Tim and I just recorded a review of The Fountain. Also, oh, so you're, you're, you, yeah, you're <laughs> so, on uh, Aronofsky. Uh, I can never say his last name. Aronofsky. Aronofsky. You can't say Aronofsky. any names, Dave. I, 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 I know. I'm, I'm, I don't I, know I that, your names all the time. I, think, I don't know that anybody should ever be in an Aronofsky mode necessarily. He that his movies aren't the kind you binge. They just aren't. No, no. <laughs> At least they should. Well, be. I, I, but I'm I'm kind of rewinding because it's like I watched. You know, I originally watched Black Swan, then Mother, and then I rewound oh. and saw The Fountain, and now I'm going back and watching Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> so, yeah. See, I haven't um, seen Mother or The Fountain, but I've seen Requiem, I've seen Pie, I've seen... Pie, that was his Black first, right? Yeah, yes. Pie is... And, and my buddy, I was like, is Pie worse than Requiem for a Dream? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> alright. So then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Thanks for the warning. Wow, yeah. that was pretty messed up. Yeah, when it comes to mother, I mean, I, uh, that's one of those movies where I told every mom that I know, don't watch it. You no, don't need no. to. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to. Yeah, no. you know, you get Black you're Swan. I was I was very intrigued by. I there's something about Black Swan that appeals to me on a 
Sick Gee, one. what oh, is really? it? Oh, really? I wonder Natalie what it could be. Kunis, possibly. Uh... Actually, no. It's actually the. It, it's Natalie Portman <laughs> in the ballet. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually not lying about that. Yeah. Okay. It, All right. It, <laughs> I, I, I gotcha. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Listen, you man. should have been on you should have been on that fountain review. You get torched, by the way. You and Jordan. You know, fountain, fountain is underrated. That's, that's a it really, is very like, underrated. It's a very movie. underrated movie. That, First of that, all, that, it's that, mean of yeah. you to torch Jordan considering the reason he wasn't on. Oh no, come on. Is, we torched Jordan because how many times has he done this? I mean it's okay, it's, but I but I buy this one. That I know. one was, was I like, do ah, too. Yikes. But no, like the I listen. I'm. I've been a Natalie Portman fan since The Professional, oh, and, I, and I can are. say that because she's only a year older than me. But like, that's <laughs> you know, like since that movie, like I have just been a fan of her career. So that was that was number one. Like Aronofsky was like the bonus for me, like watching that movie. And then I was like, okay, this is just what you do. This is what because at that point I'd seen Requiem, I'd seen Pie. Um, did Noah come out before or after that? The what? Which Noah one? came out after. Oh. I was Noah looking at IMDb. Yeah, the Fountain. You're like it was Requiem, the Fountain, and then he did the Wrestler, which was which the Wrestler. He did yeah. the Wrestler. That's, that's yeah, Black yeah. Black Swan. And then it says Lou Reed and Metallica, the View music video. I, I totally did not know he directed that. That was a horrible. <laughs> Horrible collaboration. As a Metallica fan, I did not like the Lou. Re I'm not a big fan of Lou Reed. I'm just saying. I don't know if you guys know his style of uh, singing. Not the greatest. So when they combine, it just it wasn't good. And then he did Noah in 2014. Who starred in that? I forgot who. Started. That was Russell. That was Crow. Russell Crowe. Crow, Jennifer right. Connelly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and uh, Emma Stone. Not Stone. Uh, Watson. Watson. Emma Watson yeah. and yeah. Anthony Hopkins. That's right. God, that movie kind of fell under the radar, didn't it? It it's yeah. It it's, really it's did. Like, I think yeah. The best it did way that, that like open not open big necessarily, but like it its peak was like at its opening weekend. Everyone was kind of like, This is mm -hmm. fine. Like <laughs> well, it, it was like I want everyone like wanted to say it was awesome, but it was also like excessively weird. And you didn't have like it deviated enough like from the Bible that like its its target audience was like not into it, and then anyone who's not into the Bible was also like not, not into, into it. it. And so yeah. um, it, it, it's yeah. like if you were it's like if you were adapting the Bible if it was written by Tolkien. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, it's Lord yeah. of the Rings, the Bible. It is. Yeah. I mean, parts <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it all. I've seen like parts of it, and like, yeah, it's got that feel to it. I, I it's a good explanation for it. Um, but yeah, but remember, he's also doing the whale that's going to be starring Brendan Fraser. Ooh. Yes, yeah, that's oh, good. Man, that, the the that plot of that movie, weird. it's like, huh? <laughs> yes. What? What was that? Okay, I'm on board. I guess. Did, 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 <laughs> you, did you guys see that video? Like the said video that he's in. Did yes. You see that? No, I I have I have honestly been like. I've been like avert my eyes, which has been easy because you know I I don't get to them on Twitter right yeah, now. Yeah. But it's like I don't know if I've seen um, because they're like shooting like Glasgow is where they shot. Do they shoot Flash and Batman there? Is that so. like yeah, Batman, Batman for sure? Yeah, yeah because yes, both with those Batman. two, yeah. there was a lot of access, but not nearly as much as there as like there seems to be for this it's almost like, like they're welcoming it no i think they're welcoming well, no, no, I totally one think of the reporters from it. glasgow said that it was an open set and he just walked there in, you go. standing next to the cameraman yeah. shooting 
No, they, well, I mean, like, they, they, yeah. they, they, like since the official photo, like it's like they've they've just been shooting all outdoors. Like there is so much just. In which the past is why, week. I think I think I mentioned that last week. Um, which is why my speculation on why they released that Batgirl image when they did was yeah. because it was about to mm-hmm. be a bunch of set photos. Uh, Ironically, they should have just let the set photo leak. That's the, the first that, look. That, for the first was, time ever, they I, should have just let the photo I love oh, I this photo it. right here. I saw this shot. Can I, yeah. can I point out yeah. something awesome. that, um, of course, I've noticed about everything I'm... Every well, time you see a set your, photo, your carbon fo- your carbon fiber thing, I think, looks really obvious here. Yes, yeah, it's definitely well, there's that. But look at every single set photo. Look at how there is a there is a floodlight of some kind of color mm-hmm. on the scene. And go look at some of the like shorts or the uh, um, or any of the movies, I guess. From um, um, uh, it's not. I can never forget the name. Bilal Fallow and... Oh, uh, um, Adil El Arbi and, and Bilal Adil, Fala. Yeah. Adil yeah. is the other one. Which I, saw, I watched a podcast interview with them about where they talked about how they got to direct Bad Boys 3. Mm. Um, and it was like they had a that. scheme. It's when a they good were, movie, Ray. You need to see they it. Were, Everyone they has were, said that it's like the best of the three and I'm like, that is I, a it's, bold No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's my favorite of the three. Is it really? It really is. Dude, Dave, he's like the... Eighth person has told me this. I can't. I I I liked it a lot, but I can't. Get, I'm the first one still. My I, I I could maybe say it's better than the second one. The second one gets a little too nuts, a little too Michael Bayisms, like like uh, you know, especially yeah. that ending scene where they just go charging through. Oh, well, the end little, is pure Bay. Yeah. The end, yeah, the end is, is pure, pure Bay. Bay. Well, yes. Yeah, because which is what I love about it. See, that's the thing. Is like I remember. <laughs> When I watch it, I go like, "Yeah, it's Bad Boys, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. The, the chemistry is there. It's all there, you know. But it's just missing a little bit of that Bayisms. But it's not, it's not, it's not terrible at all. And yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, I, I, but I can't, I can't say it's better than the first they one. A, at least. They had this whole story on this podcast that I watched with them about um, how they were in film school together, and they were like, "Why isn't there a Bad Boys three? And they're in, they're in Morocco in film school. Like they had to break into Hollywood, yeah. and so they're like, "We had a plan." They were like, we're going to direct a movie, and it's going to be really good. And then we're going to get attention for it, and we're going to do another one that's really good. And then we're going to go to Hollywood, and we're going to say, make Bad Boys 3. Um, and so, like, they did. They made a couple movies, and then they were at Sun- they were at a Sundance, or they were at a film festival, and Jerry Bruckheimer was there. And they were like, Bad Boys 3. chance. And he <laughs> took them to their office. He's like, our, one of our first meetings in Hollywood was in Jerry Bruckheimer's office. And he that's sat awesome. us down, and he said, so what do you guys want to make? And, and, and they looked at each other, and they're like, Bad I could agree three. with this. Um, I could agree with this right here. Yeah, okay. Jose. One, three, two. One, yeah, three, I could see but, that. Okay. And I haven't seen I haven't seen Bad Boys three yet either. But what? Um, <laughs> if you look at their visual style from their the other right on the bottom, Dave. From the other movies the they've done, is um they have a lot of kind of shallow depth of field, lots of colored oh, yeah. lights with like refraction and uh, lots of pretty bokeh and stuff. And you start look like for example that that second. Yeah, um, set I, I was that noticing leaked. that too. The right one, the the one that yeah. leaked where there's like the umbrella in the back and there's the lights. Yeah. And there's all oh, the huge, one that everybody loves you more look at than the, the light. The... Look at look at the lighting on that and the way it's set up that that um, there's it. like a mirror even down or, or something, a reflector of some sort down on the on the stage. And that light is cranked and it's a temperature light also because it's later in the you can see from other shots at the same time. It was later in the day. So you look at that and that's like I can almost guarantee you that's going to be like a a uh golden hour yeah look imagine imagine mm-hmm. the uh like see, like look the bokeh of like the the balls behind her imagine mm-hmm. the lights like behind my head here 
like mm-hmm. you get some sort of some of that uh, yeah, soft that, focus or like the yeah. water like the water hanging down off of the railing there that's all fake like this is all and there's the light cranking down at the bottom of the like the reflection there um and then you've got this kind of yellow bathed look this is 100% going to be like a like uh almost like a like a nightmare-esque um color palette um uh-huh. This shot yeah. right here. I mean, talk about the colors. Look yeah, at yeah. that. Yeah. that oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at any that's, shot where there's yeah, cool. any shot where there's smoke. Um, yeah. There's a there's a there's a big fl- like, and I've, I started noticing this in every single one, especially after I watched their other stuff. Like this is going to be a um, every everything I see reminds me of like the club scene in or, or or just in general the whole movie of Collateral. Like it's got that that michael bay okay, kind you're, of you're, you're raising the bar here now i know <laughs> I, know, I know i know I, but i'm saying like i mean i hope though. so i like, hope so to compare it to the movie i don't know if i, I don't know if it's fair to do that yet but like when i think of collateral i think of that like yeah the, the nightclub the, the, the la nightclub all the the the, the taxi Light. lights the street lights the yeah. club lights the mm-hmm. like this the like everything is is so um it's like la noir but, yeah. Um, yes. So, um, so the more of that kind of stuff I see, the more I'm like hyper curious about what that's gonna because it's almost like a, um, it's almost like a more modern. It's it's like it's based on the movies that the Batman that that were based on the movies that the Batman is based on. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like you have like the like you have like the Fincher and 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 um and uh, and. I guess even going back further, but into like the taxi driver and stuff like that, like the Scorsese stuff. But then you have like the filmmakers that were inspired by that, that did all the, the more like LA noir kind of like nineties stuff. Um, and it feels very much like it takes a lot from, from that vibe, at least from set photos, who knows what it looks like in camera, but you don't have a light like that cranking on camera. If you're not going to have, you know, if you've got smoke and you've got a colored light and you're cranking it that much, um, there's no way you're not gonna you're not gonna throw a shallow depth of field on there and get some glorious like. Well, the the, going on. the the video I was talking about with Fraser, I, yeah. I was I was really bringing it up because he's got chops. I noticed that like he's got like uh like if you look at his face up close, he's mm-hmm. got like a little like some thin chops on the sides of his face, like they're giving him that kind of a look for Firefly, and like it was a shot where like he had like set a pharmacy on fire. <laughs> he's he's walking away from it like, it, it, like and it's nothing. not even it's not an explosion it's just smoking well he just like, walks out of the smoke and it's like just how walks... long is brendan fraser standing in that smoke before he walked out of it right he walks out of the smoke and like is walking toward the camera and it looks like it's a close shot of like mm-hmm. his face like as he's walking after he's just set this up and it just there was something about it that was like eerier than i thought he was going to be yeah yeah oh no he looks like yeah he's he, well, he stops around. and he looks back at it <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, someone, someone in the, and I meant to, this is another yeah. example. Someone said John Wick, like the, like the red circle and John Wick. Yeah. Um, but this oh, yeah, reminds yeah, me a yeah. lot yes, of, yes. of that kind of John and not I, I, clubs are easy way to refer to it. Cause they got a lot of light colored lights going on in clubs, but John Wick in general has a lot of that colored light yeah. kind of effect going on. Especially in the third one. Um, but, but yeah. really in all three, but yeah. In all three, but, but each, but, but that's a way that like each John Wick movie has like a different flavor to, like you know if you're watching john wick one or john wick two or john wick do. three yeah. yeah i agree yeah and uh jose i saw you yeah i'm not we're not going to show it because it's like a lot of stuff but yeah someone actually edited together like 
something that's happening like with i said i guess you know there's i think it maybe it's the pharmacy burning and yet there's batgirl involved with it but somebody actually edited it together like a, like almost a whole sequence of like i don't yeah, that I, I don't want to go that that's, that's yeah that's the thing tank going too far i don't yeah. want to i saw it earlier stuff actually very well done like somebody like yeah. from, you know they did good with the audio i think they even added mm -hmm. some audio like with the the uh, the patrol cars that come in and the fire uh, truck that comes in too. So no, yeah, I they, love it, that because you got this with when all those set picks from um, the yeah the Flash because it was the Batflex stunt double, where yeah. we're getting mm -hmm. all these like HD set photos from these movies now and Leaning compared into it. compared to what we used to get from as far as set photos go, it's way better because it's actually like it's not like these grainy bad looking like you're actually getting professionally like people getting up close with good cameras um and uh and so you're getting better looks than you used to but also it's like second unit stuff a lot of the time or it's you know you're getting the stuntmen and you're so you're getting like really cool looks at not there just was, the movie but the behind of, the scenes stuff without spoilers yeah. and oversaturation there was a lot of second unit like stunt double stuff that came out today yeah from like the, the film for the batgirl film news account like the it was it it looks like it's the same scene that because i swear probably the biggest reason people like the set photo more than the official is because of the goggles. I guarantee that's a <laughs> well, huge well, reason. You know, you know, another thing that even I, as someone who is on record for saying, I liked the costume because I like Burnside. I do appreciate how in the set photos, the purple is a, is a, it's a deeper purple. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know what I noticed also, I looked up, um, I love looking up like Google maps and stuff of uh, when this stuff is going on to try to figure out, like I was trying to find out where that was shot. Cause I was trying to figure out if there was like, um, like a, a, a Gotham t clock tower sort of thing going on, um, for her like hideout. And, um, it turns out it was not shot at a clock tower, but, um, the building that it was shot at, um, based on like the color of the bricks and some other things. Um, when I kind of put it together, I was like, Oh, they blew the saturation on that photo out. Cause it was a, it was like a rush job. They took, who knows if it was a part of a scene or if it was shot specifically for that purpose, but they wanted to make it look like a more polished. Um, and maybe that's what the color grade of the movie is going to look like. And that's why they did it. But it, it didn't just impact the suit, but it also impacted like the bricks on the wall behind her. And so, you don't just have like the suit is too purple, but it's like too purple with like a red orange, which doesn't mm -hmm. go with the purple. And that's the kind of thing that color grading is going to fix um, where, and I don't know if it's going to be that purple or if it's going to be toned down or what, but, um, but yeah, I've definitely been digging some of these set photos a lot more though. It's, it's a little bit weird. I can understand why and how that first look, I didn't even think it was that, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was fine, but yeah. um, well, as, as I... we said last week, but um, yeah, I'm loving. It. What was that? The what the you put the bloody one up just a minute ago, or is that just yeah. on your Twitter? That one's amazing. Yeah, on my Twitter. Yeah, and then there was like a couple other shots too from that. But I mean, I, you know, it's kind of cool. I'm like, all right, she ain't fucking around. She's uh, she's getting in there. She's getting down and dirty. I mean, face is all dirty. Everything, you know, bloody mouth. It's like, damn, you know. I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm intrigued. I mean, well, yeah, like you said, I think they're just they're deciding hey let's lean into this we're shooting outside and it hasn't hasn't haven't they been posting videos on their instagrams too saying like hey look at there's a paparazzi yay stuff they like have that. Or, they're I, embracing I've, it yeah I, embrace it. that's what well, you gotta air do. air did that i mean with suicide squad it was yeah. like 
it's what you know it's when people need to realize it's like what they they play this game with the movies that you know it's batgirl it's a bat family character but they feel like they need to build a little bit more hype for it yeah so it's like yeah let's let's let everyone just but the but the the weirdest thing the weirdest thing though was the, the batman and robin mural where it was like you know, and it's just funny because that's, you know, I, I did the little sketch about that because it's just it is funny how, yeah, you put that on the Internet and like within like like 22 minutes, somebody's like, oh, that's a Batman from that from Art Station. And that's a Robin from this issue. And it was like, Jesus Christ, that is crazy. But then all of a sudden now we see a mural that has Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, OK, what was the first one just like supposed to be a decoy or I don't know. It's weird. I'm I don't understand that. Scrolling through that news account now. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. It's not just colored lights either. Like every scene, like even like the the fire scenes are like bathed in these orange, orange lights. But then you also have um, like the sets themselves. You got like neon signs. Yeah. Also, you've got. It's got this, a cyberpunky vibe to this it. This truck is just solid bright red. The front of the store is solid purple. Another one is solid yellow. Like I think we're going to get a really cool. Like, like when people talk about comic book films being colorful or like Marvel being colorful and it's actually not, or you talk about like, <laughs> this is the, sounding like Dick Tracy. Yeah. Well, not like oh, there you go. Like Dick Tracy, but Dick Tracy was very stagey feeling. Whereas this yeah. is all practical. Yeah. This, right. This yeah. Is location shooting. If, These know, locations have a back if, lot. Yeah. If right. they're, if the, like the cinematography comes together well, I mean, this could be a really, really cool aesthetic. Yeah. Definitely could, but yeah. And speaking of Dick Tracy, why haven't has nobody trying to be like, hey, let's do another Dick Tracy? It's been thirty it years. Give Robert almost. Rodriguez a Dick Tracy movie. Like, oh. uh, <laughs> maybe that's too on the nose. That, that is, might like, be because of Twin City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah he, I don't think he can go back to that well. Yeah, he, he, you can't perfect perfection like Sin City. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you but can't, then, yeah, but then the sequel came out. And nobody, nobody cared for it. It was weird. I still, I haven't seen it. I still haven't See? seen the sequel. It just I, kind of fell off. It, it I did. think, it, I think it took too long to come it took, out. Maybe. It did take yeah. too long. Yeah, people just forgot about it. I yeah. mean, I, I, I have a soft spot for it. it it's not as good as the what first one. No, fuck but, no. But did they? Ava Green. Oh yeah, Ava, Ava, Green. Ava Green. And then, and then, <laughs> even like even jo- uh, Josh Brolin. When I walked out of that, I'm like, man, Josh Brolin would be a good Batman. And it came to found out that I guess he was on the short list before, you know, when it came to BBS at oh. one point. I'm like, man, there you go. Did they repaint this mural? The the one with the Keaton on it? Yeah. I I guess. I don't know. This looks I gotta find the, the other one. There's this there's a shot up here that I'm looking well, at. Well they yeah, like they did exactly they added like, like they added some graffiti onto it too. Well, this shot looks right. exactly like it's out of a Keaton movie, whereas the other one looked like it was more yeah. like more of a comic book. Yeah, yeah, no, I I know what you I know what you mean, and that's why like because because even I think even when you look at the and it, we, Scott, remember we talked about this on our uh, when we reviewed Batman eighty nine, we talked about why his logo in the first movie is different than like all the other like it's that weird like Victorian bat feet kind of with the <laughs> right, and that's that's what it is in this mural. It's it's that logo on his is chest. It really? Oh yeah, you can. I, well, from what I could see. I thought thought it was more of the Returns logo. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, and then apparently like there's news that he's going to start filming his stuff, but then everybody's questioning is he, I don't think he's going to actually get into a bat suit or anything like that. I don't know. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Your mic's muted. 
What's that? What day it was? So I didn't even know he was on the vodka stream. <laughs> I just came down to say that I got the kids to go the fuck to sleep. Good job. <laughs> nice. Like a minute ago. It's a fantastic book, by the way. I know. Amanda knows. I read it to her. More than a minute, not a literal. <laughs> no, I actually recorded. I, I literally recorded an audiobook version of "Go the Fuck to Sleep" for Amanda. Nice. <laughs> I edited in some like some cricket sounds underneath yeah, me nice. as I'm reading the book. It was I, I, it was my first adventure into audiobook publishing. I did, I, I, I did okay. I, I was like my my friends. We were all like when when we found out. Samuel L. had done it. We're like, oh, we're we're listening to this. Oh, that is fabulous. We're, we're listening oh, to this. I gotta shit. listen There's, to that. We, oh, have, to, we have to listen to this <laughs> shit. Because like when you read, because you, you read the book and it's like, he should be narrating this. And sure yeah. enough, there it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always wondered about like, didn't he also uh, supply his voice? Um, he supplied a, his voice to like a you know GPS too. Like you can actually like, uh, I don't know your uh, oh, Alexa. Yeah. Oh, you can actually do that? Okay. Yeah, you, 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 you can, can actually have him. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. They 100% really here, motherfucker. repainted this mural. Okay, okay. So what? So they it's, did it's, repaint it's it? A, it's a it's a totally different version of Bat. Or is it two different? Maybe it's a multiverse. I, see, thing, I thought it was like too two different. different I thought it. I thought it was too it different. It says here that it's an updated mural. I'm wondering almost if they shot one version one day and then like another version. See, another that's what's day, that's what's like confusing a about it. All. Yeah, that's why it was like all of a sudden it was like it was like you know you had Batman and Robin and then people were like that's totally Keaton and I'm like eh, is it really and well, then all of a sudden somebody found out where the hero is updated to Michael Keaton's likeness yeah and the new now one it totally definitely is. Michael Keaton yes yeah now it's it, now it's like oh yeah that's totally Keaton doing that now and it's still got and, Robin on it yeah but it's like it, you can't, he's not as noticeable as he once was you know I I I, I still don't know I've got to bet Flash comes. Flashlight comes through a portal or whatever, and he's like, "Buy that!" And then he looks back and he's like, "Wait, what's going on? That's not, that's not the same." Mm. I don't know. That could be something. I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird to to put it up with the. I understand what like if they're using it as reference or something, but why? Because it's not even a it's not even an exact copy painted over. It's not like they just changed it to match. He's actually facing like the other direction. It's it's a weird. You know, that's what's so intriguing about all this when people ask like you know because we still have jk simmons gordon in this movie and he's right. younger than keaton it's like so yeah how keaton, look looks like young, keaton looks younger yeah. than him though. keaton totally that's looks very true than him. so i wonder if they're gonna play that card of like hey, you know he's still you know yeah because keaton that guy's aged like you know he's a he's he a play a by yeah, the way, could... Ray, speaking of Keaton, I just found out Best Buy has a still book for pre-order of the 2014 remake of RoboCop. Oh, wow. Oh. I forgot that he was in that. Oh, Shit. Oh, you're doing a, they're doing a 4K steel book at Best Buy wow. of 2014's RoboCop. I actually, he, he, I actually he's the like Dick, that. He's, he's the Dick Jones of that movie. He is the Dick <laughs> yeah. Jones of that <laughs> movie. That, no, I'm like, there, if there that was movie had been titled anything other than RoboCop, that's the thing. Been, it would have been amazing. It That's was just like it. the problem was that it, it like it was a phenomenal just like action thriller. But in terms of like RoboCop, you can't take the Verhoeven out of it. That scene, that scene where before they actually put him like in the full body, and he's literally <clears> it's <throat> just like it's it's uh it's McK it's um, uh Joe Kinnaman's head. Yeah, yeah. It's his head, and then you see <clears> the <throat> lungs, and then he's yes. just talking. Yeah, that scene was. I mean, I was blown away by that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is creepy as shit. I am uncomfortable, but this is so sci-fi. And this is like, yeah, 
That's well, badass. And, just, and the way did they did like the action, they, yeah. they did things with it that they couldn't do with the other RoboCop movie just in terms of like technology and like action cinematography at the time but like the idea of like the programs and the efficiency of the like the the, the training warehouse and all that that was all really cool like the only issue with the movie is that it just plays it as a straight kind of cop movie and it's well, lacking I, all of the like absurd like satirical right so it, it's a more personal story and they said that like jose padilla the director he said that it was going to be a more personal story about murphy and about yeah. like you know because in the in the Verhoeven version like you know there it, it there's it's there's complete excommunication like he does not see his wife and mm -hmm. child like ever again like he is OCP property this is whatever whereas in the, the reboot in in the 2014 version it's like oh no he's still Alex and like even Although, the doctors are like fighting for him and like the wife is still trying to like no that's my husband and all like there's there's way more like it and the the idea of like losing the man in the machine right because yeah. there's that whole point where like they don't want the programming to completely take over but then they make the programming completely take over yeah. and he goes like, ironically full robot it and... feels <laughs> like it's of the two verhoven remakes um it feels more like like the original um um i'm blanking on movie names tonight but i just it's the other um the mars um, Total Recall. Total Recall. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> it's been a long. Day. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked yeah. about. We've talked about that. I could too. not like, totally like... recall the title. Of yeah, it. you couldn't totally oh, recall. Oh, oh, I, 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 I like. Ding. I like Ding. RoboCop 2014 more than Total I, Recall. I well, but Total Recall. I do like did a both. similar thing where it failed. It failed to capture that same like level of of absurdity. But it was. It played movie. it too straight. It was a good movie. But. Um, if you hadn't, I feel seen... like if they had swapped places. Ah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, if you hadn't seen Get Your Ass to Mars, you would. No, that's, yeah. that, that, that's true. If you don't see the originals, then you'll like the new the the reboot exactly. more. Yeah. It's very yeah. true. So that's the thing. It's like you when they try to do these remakes, or you know, and try to add. Okay, we have better technology now, and we we can write this story better, and everything. Like that. People are still like, nah, sucks. I'm like, yeah, I like the original. Yeah. Nah. Stupid, because, you know. because we wanted like two weeks and get your ass to Mars, and you know, and, and well, I still, really I still weird. love the ending of RoboCop. That, and by the way, Ray, I remember when we talked about RoboCop because it ends way too abruptly. The original RoboCop, I still love the y'all fired. Oh, thank you. That, that's that, 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 that <laughs> like, like, even as a kid, like the light bulb went off when I saw, and why am I watching that movie as a kid? But like still, third grade watching on TV. Yeah. Third grade. I, was like, I, I was like in first man. Th th yeah. That is not a movie to sell toys off of and yet they did. Oh, oh I, I, had, <laughs> I had a figuring this big of RoboCop. Well, even, oh, yeah. they were I still, played the video <laughs> game and everything. Yeah. They were still doing that as late as like, I think the last one I remembered was, um, was it independence day? That they were still because I remember they were selling like the aliens with that yeah. one, and that yes. was like, although that was PG thirteen, but that even was PG -13, like yeah, like yeah. the alien, I don't know the alien movies were like selling xenomorph toys and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I still and, have and one. Dark Man and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that, that was a big. And you would see like, like commercials on TV for it too, and it's like you what? know how many I had all the Terminator two fucking figurines. <laughs> oh oh yeah, yes. oh many of those. Yeah. Oh, there was there was one uh, my best friend. I I didn't get it, but he got it one Christmas morning. I remember. 
uh, you know, after I open my gifts and blah, 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 oh, can I go to Matt's house? And then, I, you know, go over there. He got the, he got the Play-Doh, like, there was like a, they did this whole gimmick. Terminator 2 Play-Doh. <laughs> no, it wasn't like, play I forgot exactly what it was. It wasn't Play-Doh. It was like, but you can literally make the skin over, yes! over the exoskeleton. Oh, you know what? Yes. yes. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking you could about. Yeah. Peel it yeah. off. Yes, you could. Yeah. Yes, you could. Yes. It was totally a mess. That. It was a mess, but it was awesome. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of. Terminator 2, that scene in, in uh, Peacemaker with Robert Patrick and uh, <laughs> uh, Vigilante this week was like the Ooh, best oh of the whole, Dude, the whole Scott, season. Scott, seriously, like, okay, and I, it, it's weird because, like, we have our thoughts about Vigilante over the first three episodes, <laughs> and then it's like the fourth episode was like, screw that, here! It's like, <laughs> well, everyone it's like what Gunn is doing with this series that I feel like he failed to do with, with the Suicide Squad is and it's the same thing he did with the first Guardians, where he's like, "Oh, look, it's this, it's this absurd, ridiculous talking raccoon that likes guns," and he gets you to like kind of accept the cartoonish nature of it. And once you're like, "Oh, it's just a dick joke spouting, you know, bullshit, whatever," then he's like, "Oh no, but he's got feelings," right. and and the amount of effort the show puts into you just like turning off um, Peacemaker, like like the character. And being like, oh, yeah, no, he's just this. Like, the number of dick jokes and the number of butt babies and the number of, like, you know, whatever. Like, I was talking to um, – uh, oh, Dice was watching it. And he's like, how many bits are in this? It's just like one – like, there's never not it's a, a lot bit of happening. And and I can – it's like kind of wears you down to the point where, like, either you have to turn it off or you're just like, okay – Fine, I'm accepting the bit, and then the second you like surrender to the like, fine, I'll I'll do I'll 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 run with your bits, James Gunn. Um, then and then it's like, oh no, but there's feelings too, and it's like, oh, they they really captured that in episode four. I mean, there's a oh, whole montage all was like there was yeah. lots of feelings you know, and, and a perfect song, four. a perfect song to you know to have that montage, you know, house of pain, you know, in my well, in my house of pain, and it was just going back and you know going through the all best. the characters. And they're and they're making full use of the the I don't know I won't say the only good part but the part of of Suicide Squad that I liked the most was the Peacemaker what a joke mm -hmm. um, like the fact that that is so um, it's they, part of his PTSD it, it haunts him yeah it yes. haunts him yeah which you know which, that's which, the thing which yeah. I think is and and I don't know if I don't know if he intended to do that or if or if there is a part of him that's like let me throw this in there because I know some people. Because that, that was one of the big that was one of the biggest things that pissed people off about the movie was that Flag got killed. And so yeah. the idea of make certain that this character is literally tortured by what he did and yeah. make it as obvious as possible that he's that tortured by it to the point where we've now seen that flag shot twice. Like yep. in the in the, 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 in the previously he was in and then shooting the series before the movie even came out. Okay. Oh, so, that's true. So, so then, yeah. So then they was... said that he he got they decided to do a peacemaker series during filming. Yes. So maybe yes. that was so maybe that was added after the fact or not after the fact but like during maybe that was something that he added to the script as they were going or maybe it was always there and he's never intended to capitalize on it. I mean, it's a good line regardless if they do anything with it or not. It's it's a it's a great line for And and flag. also the fact that peacemaker <laughs> is of course the uh analogy to comedian that always yeah. like that yeah, yeah landed for me so yeah yeah it's always a good one I, I saw a theory today on my uh timeline that said that that the old man neighbor dude 
what if he's Batmite? What if he's like an actual, you know, oh, you know, since no. they already made, yeah. And I was like, because <laughs> he's, you know, he's hmm. he's had. I mean, they had that exchange in episode four where he's like, Batman doesn't kill people, and that was actually a pretty good exchange. Uh, that know? was, I, I feel like that that exchange that, that that was one of those like, you know, like not necessarily a wink at the audience, but just one of those things where it's like. Yeah, we we've either had that conversation yeah. before, or we've seen that conversation before. That is, yeah. we we. It, Although that, I was, I can totally turn off the fact that I'm invested in that argument in one way or another. But I was a little bit disappointed at the just the missed opportunity of Peacemaker being like, "What are you talking about? Batman kills everybody." Yeah, you're telling better. me. Yeah, he's a liar. He's like, at least the, I own what I do. The like, fact that he, he pushes the, the guy that, off the building and pretends he's fine just because he has to go look at him. Like he, he, he brought up the incidental deaths. He brought up the incidental deaths by not killing his villains, but did not bring up the actual killing. Yeah, yeah he's done for decades. That would have been good yeah, if he and it wouldn't. And, and 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 per the nature of the argument, anyway, the fact that it's happening between two characters doesn't have to mean the show is taking a side on it or anything. So it's not like he would have risked anything to bring that into the conversation. Um, right. but I mean, that's totally, I think Peacemaker naturally would have been like, oh no, Batman kills. He's like, I know people that is, that Batman has killed. Batman has killed people that I know personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was a little bit of a missed opportunity right there. I will say <laughs> that, but it was still like a nice exchange. I mean, especially when it was like, you know why I don't have super, like a, a super villains because they're, they're six feet under the ground like that. And it's just the way that yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. You oh, and, that, and, and I always love that line too, because I remember, oh God, what, what? show or movie was it because wonder woman there, there was a movie or a show once that wonder woman had that no i don't have a rogues gallery because i take care of them <laughs> and i'm trying to remember which one that was but that was a conversation at some point and I'm, i hope someone in the chat can can back me up on like which one uh, yeah. was this somebody asked. Yeah, like, somebody but, might that, but that is totally a conversation the whole idea of you know like all he does is put them in Arkham just so that they can break out again and do whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I like, I think I watched that scene like two or three times, like over. I was like, yeah, I, I, I yeah. I've had, no, had, had that, make, had that philosophical debate before with people yeah. with respect to his character. And it just, yeah, I, I don't know. Like every episode, it, it's funny. Cause, uh, uh, Scott, one of our mutuals, uh, pud three thirty three said that he watched the first he, he said he watched the first three and was like nope i'm done it's not my thing it's okay it doesn't have to be my thing it's just i'm just not into gun style and i was like you know the funny part about that is if you like any of these it, it'd be the fourth one that just aired <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and he's like what the hell it's an, it's one more i'll try it this weekend so i want to see what he says because i i do think if he if he well, likes any of them at all it would be the one that just i know not yesterday. everyone's gonna agree with me on this but um, when would we ever agree with you? Steve? What uh, I mean, I just I just say that before I say anything, just as a <laughs> cover my ass. As a general, the general qualifier of every comment. Yeah. Um, but I think that one one thing I I really appreciate about it is even I I got I was one over fairly early, but what the nature of the show, even the parts that I don't like, it was like all right, whatever. Once you buy into it, those parts then work. Whereas a lot of shows, there's a moment at which it's like, okay, if you just watched the third episode or whatever, it's good after that. Whereas, like, for example, I think that that Boba Fett finally in this fourth episode <laughs> is like a lot of like what I think close to like what, what the show would like 
whatever I, I could go on for forever about that but i think like the fourth episode is like really the ideally kind of what that show should be going for yeah um however that doesn't change my opinion on the on like the the way that the first three or the first and the third or whatever entirely played out um or like um or like agents of shield or whatever you know you get to that point in the first season where people say like oh just skipped like halfway through the first season or whatever Wait Nothing. Till the, wait till after Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. Right. And but none of yeah. that makes that first half like more tolerable. It's still kind of a slog to get to that point. Whereas Peacemaker, like once you're like, oh, this is what this is what Vigilante is, then you can go back and rewatch, and it's like, oh, Vigilante is great the whole time. Like so none of the Supergirl season four is like that too, where it's like the first fourteen episodes is like, I don't know what the hell you're doing, and then as soon as John Cryer shows up as Lex Luthor, oh, okay. I'll watch the, the, the now this now the season's actually really good. Oh, it's really funny because I remember that season. I didn't watch the first fourteen episodes. I literally just started when John Cryer showed up. I was like, I'm good. I don't. Need, <laughs> I literally skipped over half the season. I'm fine. Wow. I didn't need it. I didn't, didn't need it. Need it. Didn't need it. As soon as John Cryer showed up, I was like, I got Lex Luthor. As, no, but it, as someone who watched the whole season, you didn't need that first fourteen. You could have started right where you did. That's pretty bad. No, but like, yeah, it, but it, it's just funny because. Before I watched episode four yesterday, I was seeing everybody going, okay, Vigilante is now my favorite. You know, Bubba, I forgot what the actor's name is or something. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Freddy Stroma, then, I think. Yeah, yes. I think so. yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was with there too. I'm like, what, what is this character going to be? Like, I, I'm not quite understanding. He's kind of annoying. You know, they, 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 they did. They, he was, I mean, he, he started kind of winning me over, like when they were, you know, under in that basement in episode three and he was well, you know, and the whole bit at the beginning oh. of this where he's like you sound like you're kind of pissed at me about the toe thing he's like no yeah. not a <laughs> <laughs> i mean the toe thing i think that's when I, he started like you know it started like you know when he took off his mask and he started making the faces yeah. all nobody would recognize me and he started I, I i laughed at that that whole there were some bits down in that basement where i was like jesus christ this is i was i was belly laughing just it's the shit that he was saying to um um What's the uh, the little dude's name? That well, Judo uh, Master. Judo Master. Yeah. Judo, yeah. yeah. The shit that he was saying to us. Well, what's funny because like you see like in the stinger for this one, some of these jokes like the duck in a human costume joke. Yeah. Which is like absurd, but it, like yeah. it's short enough, and it's like okay, whatever. But it's a good example of like they just got to fill every single crack with some, even if it's not that great. It's just gonna be there, and it's gonna be all yeah. the way. And it's funny because like, you get to the end of the episode, and you're like, oh wow, that like. James Gunn does cut some of these jokes back a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, man, if because yeah, you get kind of get the impression like, wow, this is just all the way every time. And I um, did appreciate that when uh, Vigilante asked about the closet, I was like, that is totally a TARDIS explanation. I was yep. right. I felt verified. Yep. I felt vindicated. <laughs> I was like, Peacemaker totally just gave a TARDIS explanation the, the for fact the closet. That, the, the fact that we got exposition about what the closet is, I was like, okay, all right, thank you. Appreciate it. But no, I love how... And the like, white dragon what? costume. We saw the white dragon costume. And, and he, was so, he was so dismissive. fucking costume, yeah. He was so dismissive about it, too, or whatever. He's like, I don't know, some pocket dimension shit my dad does. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, I know. When they talk about like, because everybody's wondering like, how the hell does that room even exist in like a house? And then he just like, yeah, you know, it's just a quantum yeah. whatever the f I forgot exactly. I know, quantum quantum folded. But the, but but, yeah. but the, the 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 table, him sitting down at that table with them, and oh, just, Jesus well, just the shot of him walking down the hallway. It was you know what you know what it was. I gotta go compare it now because he might have been a straight up ripoff. Is Napoleon Dynamite after he gets the suit? 
and in the uh you know well, yeah i know in, what you're in, talking the, about the slow-mo yeah. shot of him walking down the hallway at the school and just the, feeling confident suit. as shit yeah. Well, and, yeah and him walking down the hallway that's the photo on it the is. app for the episode yeah, exactly that's right that's i mean that was all the i mean when he did he just he is so confident and it's just funny too because when um uh what's her name i i um the amanda Mueller's out of bio yeah, Adab- yeah, yeah. She does Daniel a little. Brooks, man- she, she does a little Amanda Waller. With, oh mean, no, she she manipulated she totally the shit out of him. There's no question. That's why she Which, admitted it later. She's like, "Yeah, yeah I did." I, I yeah. Totally yeah. Well, and the and the way the way that the whole scene played for humor too was hilarious, just because of the like, I don't sound anything like him. I mean, I don't yeah. even know what he sounds like, or that it's a he, or a, I don't I don't even know what yeah. what gender. Just it's just I was assuming because of what you inferred. Like <laughs> and if it wasn't he, I think it would have sound like something different. Than, it's like, <laughs> well, well, you're not. Well, well and, and not just, the, just the subversion of, because like he sits at the table, all these dudes are bigger than him. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's you know, ready for him to just get wrecked. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I'm it, t- completely 100% expecting. That is what is going to happen. And when yeah. it doesn't happen, I'm like, Okay, I oh, love this dude. Well, and then the, and yeah. then the, and then the fact that the dad then is like, like scared. He's like, oh, right. yeah, he was like, I'm not gonna take on. There's Cameron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. he knew. Well, no, yeah, he's yeah, like, gonna look like I was the aggressor. These guys are screwed now. <laughs> but I, I love, I, I love how the one yeah. black guy that that he intimidated the others are. He did nothing. Experience, man. Yeah. He would oh, do yeah. nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Totally yeah. no, but and, and even even just the conversation like contributions to the black contributions from the black culture, yeah. right? When yeah. he talked talked about the music and he talked, yes. like, oh, this is I this is this is my favorite scene. Dude, all this the names that he the called, all the names that he called them, and then like yeah. how fast it was. I mean, it was just like I can't even say like what exactly he said, but my God, it was just like bam, 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 and it was just like okay, yeah, this is this is why everybody's loving this guy right well, now. And it's funny too because I feel like. As as is typical with any online fandom, who is always the most credulous and, and logical in the way they approach manners of all topics, um, you, it starts off with the uh, when he's like first revealed, and and those people are like, oh, he's just like a Deadpool ripoff. And it's like, oh, he's not a Deadpool ripoff, rah rah rah. And now the, after this episode, everyone's like, oh, he's so much better than Deadpool. And it's like, no, nah, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. No, 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 no. You you resigned. It's like the Rotten Tomatoes thing, where it's like Rotten Tomatoes isn't important, and then your movie gets a good Rotten Tomatoes review, and you're like, "Well, look at the Rotten Tomatoes review." It's like, no, just just mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stop it, yeah. No, but yeah, it's uh, and then and then again, like yeah, they go heavy with the hey, you know, and it was funny too because when Steve G was on uh, last week, he talked about how you're we're gonna see Robert Patrick younger with a crazy mullet and no CGI younger looking. They just kind of pulled his face back. Yeah, saw that in this episode. I was, I, I literally did the Leo DiCaprio <laughs> one time. I was like, that's what, that's what a G was talking about right there. Yeah. yeah. So and I was like, and by the way, yeah. and I the G. I noticed also that the dye was starting to wear off. Like he yeah. had a little. He was, he was getting a little grayer uh-huh. in the beard. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Good old dyed beard. But yeah, I mean, like when they, uh, yeah, when they do a little montage and you just you get more, they just have like, yeah, it's just good to have those scenes in there like that where people start questioning and then of course you know the very end of it where you go okay i was wondering <laughs> wondering if one of the characters was you know, I, they they were they were lingering i'm like why is he because he's sitting there watching lethal weapon four that's what he was that, watching. that was yeah that was because that was the that was the 
the dentist scene with uh with Uncle Benny yeah. where like the laughing gas leaked into the yeah. room and like, yeah great so scene. like great scene it's a great scene it's a great movie but like uh <laughs> yeah. but it, they were just lingering on him watching Lethal Weapon 4 way too long I'm like uh oh. no he was just staring like like a zombie kind right. of at it. It was like way oh yeah. there it is yeah and it's the so. idea they, they had like a fight club or something and his brother got like a seizure is that is that what was going on there because oh. a lot of that happened like off off camera so i don't think explicit. we quite know what's we don't know fully what we happened. don't know fully what's going mm -hmm. on i mean they show yeah he starts having and he's foaming at the mouth but we don't know exactly what kind of caused it yeah, yeah. because because they, they were hinting at it because he's talking because you know peacemaker keeps on asking about what's in his file yeah. So, oh, and right. so once again, it's this idea of Christopher is messed up. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, like when he goes to be Bugs Harcourt again at the bar, and he's... well, you know that whatever happened, his dad held it over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so he's trying to make it up to it. That's why he's attached to his dad is because his dad lorded that over him, and he's trying to prove to his dad that he can like that he's not whatever his dad claims he is because of that incident. But, but it's like when he goes to the bar, she just thinks he's there to hit on her again. And he, no, he, he needs to talk. Well, well, he, he still, to, like, one, he still has he, to say that one thing. <laughs> he does. He still has, that which one he's line. absolutely right, by the way. <laughs> he, 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 he does have that one line. You're right. But that's 10% <laughs> of why he's there. The other oh, yeah. 90% is because he really, this really is fucking with him. He really does yeah. want to, talk to her about it and so that's just part of his whole character development and like how he's just an infinitely deeper character in these four episodes than we were led to believe he was at all in suicide squad so yeah and i think that's where uh you know when i think all of us collectively went what they're gonna make a peacemaker fucking series and then i remember like you know recently seeing james gunn go yeah 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 you could do like the blood sports or the rat catchers or whatever the fuck that's easy because they were heroic at the end of suicide squad let's talk yeah. about this guy who was the same guy and ended up essentially being the villain let's 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 go let's 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 see where he well, goes and see and, where he develops. And that's where I think I said this last week too, but that's where I th I'm, I'm thinking a lot of my issues with Suicide Squad are because mm -hmm. Gunn excels at taking the character that you don't expect to sympathize with and presenting them as the character you expect to not be able to sympathize with and then subverting that. And I think mm -hmm. what really part of what the issue is with Suicide Squad is that he was distracted by and had the burden of characters where a that's already been done like Harley Quinn, where there's not much more. He can't do that again with her because we already went on that. Like you can't introduce her again and be like, surprise, there's something under the surface. Um, and then vigilante kind of wears that on his sleeve a little bit more. So you can't, you, you actually are in order to, to do them, you're actually taking the, their, their kind of more pure heart nature and hiding it under some humor. And then, and then the same thing with like Ratcatcher, for example. And those were kind of the bigger stories. Whereas characters like, like Peacemaker or even like King Shark, for example, those are the characters that like in his Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax, Rocket, Groot, where later on the reveal is surprise, you feel something for these guys. Um, even, even um, Polka Dot didn't quite get there in in suicide squad in the same way that he does with both vigilante and peacemaker in this show and with um most of his guardians of the galaxy characters 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he tried. Well, yeah, because and you know, and this kind of goes into my whole thing about like having real estate to be able to do that with an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Like when when it's between a show and a movie, a movie, especially that movie, which was like part, it, it was a, you know. I guess you could call it a mandated movie. It was two hours and 12 minutes. It's part mm-hmm. of, it's in that mandate runtime wheelhouse. It's like, okay, when you have an ensemble cast that big, there's only so much you can do in two hours and 12 minutes with everybody. Whereas if you have a show that is stretched out over eight episodes and each of them are like, what, 40 to 50 minutes? Yeah, yeah like, they kind of range. Yeah. You can build out a lot more, especially in this case. I mean, even though I think, I mean, this is a smaller, I guess, like mathematically speaking, this is a smaller cast yeah. for Peacemaker than it is for the Suicide Squad. So he's got less people, more time. Yeah, he can flesh all of this out. And you kind of need a lot of more. runway because, like I said, you kind of got to wear people down first to wear them down to like the okay, this is just dick jokes and whatever before you twist the knife. Right. Um, and now that I'm articulating this, I'm wondering if that's my issue with the Guardians of the Galaxy too, because he'd already he'd already thrown the curveball at us with every single character in guardians of the galaxy one. And so then guardians of the galaxy two is just like kind of doing that again, but this time it's baby Groot. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that I kind of liked, but like it, like Craglin and Yondu just aren't quite built well enough to, to do that with. I feel like like Mary Poppins y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I mean, the fact that, you know, he had the sacrifice, I was like, all right, cool. And it was like, you know, I like that scene where, you know, obviously he's trying to connect with his father, Kurt Russell, yeah. but then his father's, you know, trying to just, you know, do but his thing. As we and see, then, well, that's yeah. one way of putting it. As, yeah. as we see, as we see with, with, with Suicide, at least from my perspective, I know not, I know some people like the movie. Um, I do. I feel like so. that's a. Um, I'm okay with it. I feel like that that approach maybe not backfires, but it, it, or at least to me, when you don't pull off that twist, um, it, it, it's not like just lacking the twist, but kind of the rest of it just doesn't, doesn't hold together as well. But when you hit it, it really hits it. And that's why I like this. And that's why I like guardians of the galaxy. Whereas those other ones, to me, it's like, you've got too much runway. And so instead of just like the plane, not quite taking off the plane actually crashes. If you don't, properly you know have the space you need to kind of get the hooks in well you know what a good space though is two hours and 55 minutes yeah bro i was about to say yeah <laughs> yeah hey uh, two hours and 55 what minutes what a wonderful oh, yeah. segue yes i mean i mean i'm sorry not only is it two hours and 55 minutes Oh. Reportedly eight minutes of credit, so that's two hours oh, and forty-seven which, minutes oh, of oh, movie. Oh, oh, but, but, which, by the way, is a short credits. That's like yeah, two, like Endgame was twelve minutes. Harder, most right? blockbusters are, are or Endgame was twelve, and most blockbusters are like ten. So that says a lot about the budget that there's that few names the, the, in the, the credits. The only thing, so like literally, the only thing about this that that bothered me at all was just, and, and Dave knows this, the whole, well, this tweet didn't age well, shut the fuck up. I know, my tweet. <laughs> Don't act like we didn't have any reason well, to think I blew that this it up just because we were... Be... No, no, not you. I, I saw what you. I saw what you tweeted, but not you. <laughs> well, I know, I'm saying that it got brought to me. Throw a knife at Steven. 
I when, <laughs> when that came up, I was like, oh, someone saw me like Raz and Dave over yeah over oh, me yeah. calling it. Yeah. And then like f other people started going. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it, like, do you guys realize where I'm coming from here? Uh, hello, yeah. hello, anybody home? Right. Come on. Like what? Like what, why? What, yeah. <laughs> what benefit of the doubt has Warner Brothers given us in the last five years yeah. alone for us well, to make us think that they would do this? Regardless, I mean. Like I was having fun just because yeah. it's Dave and me, but um, <laughs> I care. Yeah. but like from and like who this is not like a who cares this is not like a scoop like he didn't no. get like a casting <laughs> no. wrong or something. I it just, was just I, a, I, and it was funny too because you know I said oh yeah they'll cut it down between uh, two thirty and two forty five. I said the same. And thing. Technically it's two forty seven, so it's only off by two. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I, I thought about that, Dave. I did. No. I, I, there, there was a part of me that's like, no, yes, Stephen. No, I had I had to tweet out about this because this started a couple years ago. Actually, it started I think with Justice League 2017 was the first time I saw it, and it's only gotten worse since then. Which is every time a runtime a movie comes up, people have to ask, is that with credits or without credits? Yeah, and I know. You, yeah, and I, I saw your tweet fucking about that. Yeah. hate that question <laughs> so much because the answer of what the runtime is without the credits is absolutely useless to you because your yeah. frame of reference for how long a movie is is how long it is with the credits. Nobody yeah. ever lists a movie run. If you look at like, if you think of Lord of the Rings, it's like a three hour movie or whatever, you're thinking about that runtime, including the credits. So if you're gonna strip out- 30 minutes. Yeah, so <laughs> if you're gonna strip out the the the, the runtime of the credits, you, you then have a, a number that has no parody to any other number you wanna compare it to because no, all the that, other numbers just, include the credits. Yeah, and to Steven's point though, I remember when, when Eric came on, uh, Squadcast, and we did over several years. We reviewed all three Lord of the Rings movies, and we reviewed mm -hmm. them as extended editions. There was always that part of me that I was like, "Okay, I braced myself for the runtime," and then I would get to a point that I'd go, "Oh yeah, there's like 20, 30 <laughs> minutes of end credits. I, I, yeah. I bought myself some extra time with this movie. It's I mean, well it's because movie, because those but... movies, those movies are like one of the the few exceptions to the like." Because the, the credits are so much longer because they listed like every single member of the token fan club in um, in the credits for those. Um, there's like uh, like hundreds of fans listed in the credits. Yeah, well, I, thought I, only, I thought they only did that for Return of the King. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was only Return of the King. And, and, I and it's funny too. We're in the age of of Marvel Studios. How many times do we have to literally sit there and wait till after the fucking credits? Now you know, yeah, with exactly. like yeah. So I mean, the people who still get up and leave that I want to go. What are you doing? What are you doing? I know. What are you, what are you doing? When when I go to any Marvel movie, like well, even other movies now, ninety percent of the audience is trained to sit, yeah. remain seated until the credits have fully run. I actually, I kind of hate it because I've always been. Yeah. I always liked sitting through the credits just to hear the song and just to watch to see names, especially yeah. now that it like you recognize stunt people or you recognize VFX the people or, or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. or, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, or I've known people who worked as like a production assistant or whatever. Everyone wants to leave yeah. and like yeah. get out of the parking lot. Like yeah. it bought me time. Can't do like... that now. <laughs> exactly. And now everybody waits and then and then the ushers hate it because they're like, oh, God, you're, you're waiting oh, outside God, like with the big right. trash cans and shit. No, like... they're, they're, dude, they're not waiting outside anymore. They're standing like at the foot of the, at the, the stairs. Yeah. Watching oh, okay. You. Well, yes. the, the theater that I go to, they, they don't, they wait outside. They wait outside. They're actually 
they wait outside the theater. So. Speaking of which, that you guys listen to the Kevin Smith Film School for I like, haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's yet. like two and a half hours. Yeah, I have the it's time it's yet. really really good. But the guys that he does it with are are two guys who they're talking and they start saying like, yeah, we we met, we were working at this the the new the new four hundred theater in Chicago, and I was like, that's weird. And they kept on talking about it. I was like, that literally was like I I lived, I I could walk or I would walk from my house to that theater. Um, mm. regular. to be fair, I would typically go to Evanston because it was, it was, it had the IMAX and it was better. And I just, it was one train stop up. But <laughs> if I wanted to run down the street and see a movie, like that was the movie, I, it was a, like a four screen in a, like a, like a, not a strip mall, but a, you know, in, the, in a building. Um, and so it was hilarious to see them like talking. It's like, well, these guys like met at the movie theater where I, um, like saw all these. Okay. So who, you know, of course, for me, it was different because I'm central time. So, you know, nine o'clock Pacific sounds great until it's like, that's fucking 11 o'clock central and I have to be at work <laughs> in the morning. So how many times have we listened to Michael Giacchino's Batman Oh, theme? man. I had that thing on repeat. Okay, so after my uh, double feature of Ben Affleck last night, which both movies were phenomenal. Last Duel. Who's seen Last Duel here? I, I know watched it I yesterday. Saw it opening weekend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was I. I should have watched that a lot sooner. That movie is amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing movie, but it's just it's one of those movies where it's like, okay, I'll revisit this in a little bit because it's it, it gets uncomfortable. It's yeah. just uh, two well, times, yeah. and that entire, really yes. uncomfortable. That yes, entire. Well, not just that, but like the entire ending. I would where Ray hasn't seen it. Don't 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 spoil it for Well, Ray. I mean, it's a historical event, but the <laughs> Ray doesn't know history. I'm not the teacher. How I, do I know that? I'm not going to spoil the like all the, the details, but it's just there's a juxtaposition of like how like it, it puts you in this position where like, you don't know how to feel about like the way society is handling th like obviously yeah. the whole movie, but there's it culminates at the end where you're just like this is is this satire or is this <laughs> yes like I know. or is this drama yeah, because exactly this is like dramatic as like but also oh, it totally it, does it's, like yeah. borderline satirical like like monty python level well even like, the way ben affleck plays his character sometimes even feels like oh man yeah. I mean, and, and i remember hearing people talking about like oh it's almost like he's just he's overacting but yeah he's acting and perfectly i don't know it was like to, yeah thing. like tonally it works 100 yeah. so it's oh, not yeah. totally so it's not a misstep at all it's just like the nature of the way it portrays what happens is like uh, is like this is a farce like that this yeah. is like yeah. it's it's um and and in a really emotion the, the juxtaposition it made me emotional just being like wow this is like guys society didn't used to treat women very well <laughs> did you know that <laughs> I don't know if you knew this guy yeah. but oh man I know um, yeah you thought yeah. about that too but has anybody who's seen the tender bar yeah I haven't seen okay. that either okay oh man Ray Affleck. you got to catch up on your Affleck stuff yeah, yeah the tender bar I mean, seen but Triple you know shines, I, think, I think Ty Sheridan shines a little bit more in this movie. I was actually going, all right. Well, I, 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 yeah. and, and what, uh, Christopher Lloyd's in it too. I saw it. Yeah, he is. I totally didn't like, even wow. know that. Yeah. When I saw it, I didn't I know like, it either. Oh. oh, when he showed up, I was like, all right, I, pff, this movie is going to be fantastic. It's got okay. Christopher Lloyd in it. Come you on. Christopher Lloyd farting in it. Yes. Multiple times. Farted. More than yeah. once. It's, <laughs> it's part of the plot. It's really um, part of the plot. He's making a point. Yeah. No, but fun. yeah, it's a, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I was, fun. I was driving. I was driving Declan, my five year old, to to school this morning, and I was playing it in the car, and oh, it yeah. reaches like that really that emotional swell at yeah. about two minutes, and and Declan in the backseat goes, "Daddy, 
this sounds like it's a happy ending. Do you okay. think it's a happy ending? Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about, too, was the fact that it's like, I mean, all we've kind of heard and even seen when it comes to the Batman is just dark, gritty, angry, I mean, everything like that. No, but man, no parents, yeah, yes, it's better. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. But you listen to this track and you go, wow. There is a happy, almost ins- like an inspirational section right here. And then it stops and it goes back to the din, 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 din. And then it just swells to just ba, ba, ba. And it's like, holy shit. I mean, it just goosebumps just thinking about it. But I, ha- I had that on a loop last night after I got done watching the movies. I just was listening to it for like an hour, probably. So <clears throat> I can- I'm not prepared for this entire score. I'm so ready. And what's really exciting about knowing that he wrote so much of it before the movie came out, even have you guys seen the, the YouTube video or it's like a short documentary about music and the way like movies are scored specifically. It's about a lot of Marvel stuff, but it's a more of a general blockbuster thing. No, it's about, it's kind of about the effects of a temp score is, is really what it boils down to, but it's about, they, they, they interview people on the street and they're like, Hey, do you know the theme from Lord of the Rings? Do you know the theme from Batman? Do you know the, Oh, I have seen that. No. And then they're like, I have seen that. And now what's now, now what's the theme from a Marvel movie? Right. And like, they're like, uh, nobody knows. Yeah. Well, and that, um, that was part of the thesis. Maybe the main event of this guy's yeah. video. Exactly. Theme, yeah. Well, that was the jumping off point, and then right. and then he ends up pointing out that it happens in other movies too. Yes. But but what he he the part of the biggest conclusion is he says is that modern blockbusters because of the way that they're built, and so part of it's being built by committee. Part of it is that they are built faster than they used to be, um, and they don't have the time to kind of do and then score it like they used to. Is that um, very often the director will have uh, or not very often usually the director has a temp score and sometimes even shoots to the temp score and then yep. edits to the temp score mm-hmm. and so there are there are music beats and there are ways that scenes are literally edited together where when they give it to the composer they can't just say make something that fits this they have to say make something that matches this music which results in a lot of samey music because they're yes. like replicating existing music that was already made for another movie but without making it sound exactly like that movie and it's just like it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy eventually you just get hmm. this like cinema music like it's, um, it's, 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 it sounds it's, like it's, it's cinematic it's, it's, but not it's Doug number four that puts the yeah I was just about to say when he said copy of a copy of copy I immediately yes. thought multiplicity and Absolutely. I was like I wish I still had that drop so, where I always like, think fight club. yeah speaking oh, of me love yeah yeah um, yeah May rest in peace. No, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you when you think Marvel, you can't really think of like. I mean, there's maybe certain ones might uh, stand out, like the original the, Avengers the, theme, the and original Avengers maybe, uh, maybe but Winter even Soldier that's not the whole song. People just know the the melody. Yeah, yeah. But um, and that, I didn't bring that up to specifically yeah. to crap on Marvel, but so much as um, that because this theme was written without temp score without a movie to even score it to it was just giacchino saying here's this and then that just being kind of the mood of the yeah. movie is awesome because uh, hopefully that inspires a lot of the rest of the music too that it's actually going to be like it's rare that we get these scores these days that are like uh, uh, a, like standalone like no music it, accomplishments it, well it used to and be like, i love like, giacchino but even from him he, he he does he does a lot of like 
corporate work and then a lot of like he's he's very talented well, he's very artistic. Well, well, but, it, right yeah. but like but like he's okay like half the reason that i was excited that reeves was going to do this movie in the first place is because it was very likely that he was going to have giacchino score the movie and i'm like mm -hmm. the, it, it, you gotta understand like for me like i i'm a composer nut like i follow composers and like i i and i Back in the day, like before, like the days of the MCU, that totally used to be a thing that I would do with scores. I would find oh, them yeah. early and I'm, I would listen to the score all the way through. Like I did this for the Matrix movies. I did this for yep. like uh, some of the like even I remember getting like James Newton Howard and Zimmer scores for like the TDK trilogy. Ran yep. and just listened to that before even seeing the movie. And I was like, oh, my God, the score is unbelievable. And like for, for me with Michael Giacchino, it was like, I mean, it, Incredibles was amazing. That was like the first time I'd ever heard of him. But the one that really there were there are two scores that he's done that has really like put him on the map for me. And the first was Star Trek 2009, because that's like arguably the most difficult job that he's ever had to do. Make a new theme for something that it, for a franchise has existed. He pulled it off for yeah, at that time over 40 years, but make sure it doesn't sound like Jerry Goldsmith or Alexander Courage, but it's still got to sound like Star Trek. I still right. don't know how the fuck he did it. But also not be generic <laughs> Star Trek. No, exactly. exactly. Right. And that's what's funny. When you listen to that, you kind of go like, okay, this sounds like Star Trek, but it's not. I, 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 dude, I, I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, this has to sound like my franchise. Yeah. And at the end of that movie, I'm like, oh my God, how did he do that? How did he pull that off? And then the other one is uh, Rogue One. Because yeah. he wasn't even the original composer for Rogue One. It was supposed to be Dayspot. That was an emergency score that he had to put together. And one of the craziest things that he did was he actually went back and pulled music out of episode four that they stopped using after they came up with the Imperial March. Yeah, because well, the Imperial March didn't exist yet. Exactly. At that, at that point of the time. I mean, like if you right. assign the music to the timeline. Right. So yeah, like, Joe Martin showed to Empire. Exactly. So he but he goes back and he did use a little of he used a little bit of Imperial March for a bit in Rogue One. But he went back and pulled music out of 77 out of Williams original score in 77 brought those motifs back in and like helped the seamlessness between like that movie and episode four. Yeah. And I'm like, he did this as the emergency composer. Like not the original guy. I'm like this dude's fucking amazing. Well, well crazy about the I liked him better than John. Like John Powell was good too for Solo, yeah. but um, Giacchino. I say this, I can't even remember anything specific from it. But I, I remember I listened to that one a lot more than I did to to Solo's score, um, because even though he had like less time and it start like how do you how do you replicate Williams? But um, he did. Kevin Kiner is great at that too. By the way. He does all the animated yes. stuff. Wars. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, Clone Wars and Rebels um, and Bad Batch. And and actually, he did, his, him and his sons do all Titans and I think Doom Patrol even and a, a bunch of stuff. I think they're doing um, Peacemaker. They're do well, he, he's um, with the Clint guy. Yeah, because he's, he's half of the composing for like all of the yeah. HBO Max shows. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Giacchino for... Um, for for Rogue One, I thought was like a really fresh Star Wars. I mean, as with the rest of the movie, it was like, this is its own thing. This is like the most unique Star Wars movie, yet it is also the most Star Wars, Star Wars movie. <laughs> like at the same <laughs> time. 
<laughs> yeah, especially when like that opening scene and it's just like, okay, we're not gonna get the scroll. Yeah, no okay. crawl. Right no crawl. Right. I mean yeah. crawl, yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna get that. So it's just kind of like here we go. And then all of a yeah. sudden when they show the title and you hear the theme, you're like, All right, it's Star Wars y, but yeah. not it's not Star Wars. Well, but it's so okay. full of like this like references to star Wars that aren't like on the nose yeah. or overly on the nose, at least all the time. And, and that's the, the music very much fit that vibe in terms yeah. of like, right. yeah. And so, so, so like you, you get that guy and he did, he, he did, he scored all three of the, of the, the Calvin timeline star Trek movies and he does Rogue one. And yeah, he, he has done like he, he did. i did he do far from home? I know he did homecoming. Yeah, he's far from home. He's done all. He's done. Well, I was, all, I was yeah. gonna say, well, I'm. I'm. A, this is not a diss on him so much as like the process, and also as any composer, they'll do some work for work, and they'll do some work for showcase. Um, yeah. I don't think I could tell you anything about his music for any of the the MCU Spider-Man movies other than the use of the Spider-Man theme, as opposed to like I could tell you Danny Elfman's Spider-Man. I could tell you. Hans Zimmer Spider Man. I couldn't tell you Giacchino's because he also did Doctor Strange. He did do Doctor Strange. I could, yes. I could yeah, identify right. Doctor Strange is one of the few Marvel movies I could hear it and tell you that's from yeah. Doctor Strange. He also yeah. did Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Also, he did music for that. Uh, did he? I thought that was yeah. Crazy. Did he compose it or was he like in the? Well, no, music it's department? like six episodes. Musician. It shows six episodes that he was a musician on. So okay. Hmm. I'm just going okay, by on BB right here. Okay. Music department, yeah. Because I thought because music department is different than I don't. Know yeah, it could be the same. Just playing because I because well because Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, because it's not composer, yeah. right? Yeah, Falcon okay, Winter. I, I, I think it, I think Jackman. I think Henry Jackman because he did Winter Soldier. Dude, he's doing he's doing Jurassic World Dominion. Wow, this guy. Oh well, he <laughs> did he do. He did. did, he did the, yeah, he, he did, did Fallen Kingdom. He did Fallen Kingdom, and. Did he do, I think he did. No, he did didn't he do. do he didn't do world. He didn't do the first one. He, he did, did not do world. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, but that's the thing. Is like, okay, I mean, he's done so, a million movies. Throw a dart at a movie, yeah. and you're gonna. Hit <laughs> well, Mission <laughs> Impossible Three. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you know what? Mission Impossible Three. Well, he did is, do Jurassic World. He yeah. did do World. Oh, okay. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Mission Impossible Three is like probably my f no. It's not probably. It is my favorite of the Mission. Oh, he Impossible did Jupiter stories. Ascending too. Because well, you know. I mean, I, I like that movie, but you know, but like the, but no, Mission Impossible three score is amazing. Seriously, it's fantastic. I, I love that movie. You did Ghost I, Protocol too. I still, I'm, I'm on the island of Mission Impossible three is the is the best in my opinion out of all of them. I know everybody loves Fallout, but like I love th three is three number is one. what started it on the path. Hey, me and me and Scott clean, number one, one, clean <laughs> number right one. We, yeah. we, hey, we love those we love those Dutch angles. We love the build up with Brian De Palma. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, that the, the first one I I will not. The first one's fantastic. The first one is like the pure spy movie. Yeah, like awesome. Of of we are about thirty yeah. seconds from going on a rant about how awesome Mission Impossible Two is, aren't we? Oh, I, I'm with you on that, David. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I love I love the Wu Man. I can his, I can smell it coming because it happens every time. It's John yeah. Wu. That no, Hans Zimmer no. score. That Hans Zimmer score is under. See, I I really I and I will dig and I still dig Danny Elfman's score for that first Mission Impossible movie. It's good. It's it a is. good. It's, really it's a good, good score. Yes. Duh, 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 there was drum. There were so many drums in yeah. that he, score. Well, and, and, yeah. and he, 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 
you know, because he has a he has a style, but he found a way, like in that movie, to like incorporate his style. But it didn't sound like Batman. It didn't sound like Beetlejuice. But he was still using the flutes, and it was still using like the stuff that he uses, like in all wow. the scores. But it wasn't. It didn't seem derivative of like any of his earlier stuff. It still, it sounded Good. vibrant and different. Giacchino also did Speed Racer, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also okay. did Speed. So I guess the Wachowskis really liked him too. They used yeah. him a lot. That Speed Racer, yeah, Speed Racer oh, music yeah. is great. Uh, I'll agree with that. But no, like, God, listen, man, he, did, he has done a. He, 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 he is quickly and, 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 and kind of quietly, believe it or not, like has just risen to be like really good, especially with like franchise films yes right because even though and i hear what you're saying steven spider-man stuff okay fine it's not i mean the mcu in general is that's why i'm I'm trying to differentiate it from a criticism because you also have guys like um um, i always give the wrong tyler uh brian tyler um oh tyler bates tyler bates tyler 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 something um (laughs) um that like he's great but he's but if i see his name on a score i'm like okay so this is like 30 seconds of like a cool sound but like not this is not like a score score that i'm going to get like yeah. that i'm not going to listen to as a whole it'll sound good in the movie but none of these are like complete songs that are mm-hmm. i don't know and and that's no knock on him just the what he does really well is these moments and and scores a lot of like really cool i mean he does like the john wick movies right um yeah. whereas and and so you get someone like giacchino who i would say he does both of those where he's like very he 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 can turn out stuff fast and it's good, but he does a lot of stuff that like you would never necessarily know he did or even think like I don't, I want to buy the soundtrack to that. But at the same time, he also does work where he's like this one is going to be special, and then it's like and that's what the Batman is feeling like. This is yeah, feeling yeah. like the give me get I I, I want to like I'll, I'll buy the vinyl, I'll buy a double seat like. Get, don't make this just a digital download. Give this, uh, give this to me where I can like hold it. Hold in my hot, uh, I want to uh, hold it. In my hot little drop hand. the needle I, on I, it. I, I have. I'm already preparing myself for the most maddening fucking thing that they do with scores when mm. they release them, which is, hey, let's just give you sixty percent of what you heard in the oh. film. I'm already <laughs> fucking preparing myself for that, and already preparing myself to find. The special edition that will come out some at some point overseas, hopefully like for this or whatever. Just, I'll just, get a copy. I don't give a shit. Just, well, you know, there'll be a Mondo, or eventually there'll be like a La La Land Records, yes, deluxe CD, absolutely that yes. has everything. But, but 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 it, we've talked about this before, Scott. Like the, the like the different school, especially with comic book movies. Which is weird. The more that you talk about the Batman, the less it sounds like a comic book movie. But like the the whole idea of you know the way that they were consistently scored back in the day, like with what Williams did with Superman seventy eight, or what Elfman did with Batman eighty nine, and that type of big bombastic themes and you know big compositions and huge brass and flutes and all that stuff and like stuff that you can whistle in your head, right? You know that theme. And then there's the Zimmer School. Right. Where it's like it's atmospheric and it's a lot more elemental and it supports the film, but it's not like a theme that you hum in your head. Like no one's really humming the Man of Steel theme in your head. You know it. It's in your head. It's very iconic, but it's not something you whistle. It's not something that's like, you know, whatever. Like I don't know. Well, 
No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you do. I mean, I, I think know. about this all the time. I don't. I don't know if I. It's if, if it's a whistle song, but like I definitely. Yeah. It's it's in my in my I, in my brain a lot though. Absolutely no, I have, without question. It's just a different. It's just a different school. It's just a different. Well, that's and, and, there, and that's one part of it. I'm not even talking like there's that part of it, and then there's the you know that. There's there's a there's like a but it's just two different schools of how you compose these types of movies and like Giacchino understands both of them. And it is clear with this one, it's probably going to be more of the, the, the Zimmer school than the old school, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does both in yeah. the film. Right. Which, 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 you know, I mean, going back to the Imperial March, I know some people were kind of going like, wow, that sounds Imperial March ish, but I'm like, it's okay, but it's a different tone. It's not dun 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 dun, and then it's like dun 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 dun. Well, but it's like there's something also, like that he, yeah, that he it's, did. It's it's that uh, same kind of thing you get where people watch a movie and they're like, that's just this other movie, and it's exactly. like, no, they're just all iterating on the same motif exactly. because stories and music and art. Hey, remember Captain Marvel ripped off Man of Steel when they did like you know they're gonna do the showdown and you you clench the fist, and then I'm like, motherfucker, the Wachowskis did that. In Matrix Revolution, shut the fuck up. All, all right. right. Stop it. Or, Stop or, or, it. I mean, or 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 you know, any Western did that. Like it's I know. It's a it's a piece of cinematic language <laughs> in the same way that music has a language and and, exactly. and, and painting Absolutely. has a language. And and when Absolutely. we talk, we will use the same phrases as other people. It doesn't mean we're ripping <laughs> off the idea from that person. It no. just means that there Absolutely. are motifs in the it's, forms of communication we use, and sometimes yeah, people well, are in a bubble. Where they're only exposed to one form of it, and then well, something I, I, will poke through their bubble, and they'll be like, "That's the same as this." It's like, no, get out of your bubble. Everything <laughs> uses that. I, 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 that I, I, Arthur I, clenches his fist too. Yeah. But did you watch that? Like, <laughs> like, hey, it's like, hey, guys, there's like, there's like eight ideas for movies that have been recycled many times. You know, it's right. like it's all the same uh, shit. Well, the, the, can, can we just like, that bubble causes so many problems with these yes, conversations? Can we Especially just seriously? Well, it right because like there are so <laughs> many phrases that I just and, and words that I just want like banned from the lexicon. Like I don't ever want to hear the f word plot hole ever fucking again. Oh, Jesus, Nobody man. knows what a plot hole actually fucking is. It's just yeah, some people the, really. The, don't. It's the easy button they hit to 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 assign to something that they can't explain. And so now, what's the thing now where it's like because because there was a, what there was a press screening of the movie a couple nights ago. What movie of the Batman? Oh yeah. Right. And so now, like, there's this thing about how, oh, the third act is, it, it has third act issues. And I'm like, shut the fuck. Did any of you know yeah. what three act structure is in a fucking movie? Talking like, about three acts. Can you acts tell me when act third... one, act two, and act three actually, like, begin? In the they have movie. no Some fucking people clue. can't. They have I mean, no I can. Sometimes I can't. I'm like, wait. We'll, yeah. we'll be watching and she'll go, oh, we just entered the second act. I'm like, how do you? And she's like, oh, because the. <laughs> Nobody like, oh. actually, yeah. I think most people don't even know. After I watch, I can, I can, I can use, I can often split it up because it'll be like a bridge yes. and a song or something. You'll have yeah. that moment where you're like, oh, there it is. Well, oh, no, the we're going into the final the bridge act. Of a song. Yeah. yeah. It's um, very easy to spot the final act, but I think a lot of people, you know, when it comes to like distinguishing the first and second, maybe I don't know, but yeah, you can always go, all right, we're going into the final act. This is like, all right, we're getting. The, the, the you know, you're going to the third act when the um when the lead character says something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm gonna Ray's gonna hate this because it's gonna be something that I think is from Star Trek, but it's honestly from everything. 
Um, not just Star Trek. Star Trek does happen to use it. I actually love it when it's used in Star Trek. But it's the, um, I don't know what I should do. I only know what I can do, and I have to do something. <laughs> and it's that, it sounds, because Speed Racer uses it too, where he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know what I should do, but all I know is, what I what I I think it's just the same line even like I just know yeah, what I can do. No, no that's that's and that's I, and, Kirk word for word. And I have to do something. But he says he's basically the same thing in Speed Racer. And you and once you hear that line, you start hearing it all over the place. And and it sounds so BS. And it it's it is, but it is like there there is an element of like drama to it. But you start noticing where it's like, oh, when they don't know how to start the third act, they're like, why? What motivates the character to go from? this mo from this dramatic moment to like a suicide mission and they're like well we'll just have him say i don't know what to do i just know what i can do and i have to do something and then he goes and they're like oh yeah that works yeah. <laughs> like, every movie let's do that yeah. some form of that you know just use different words but it's the I, same I, idea i i don't hate that i i i think it's a good line in oh, no it's a great line it's, 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 <laughs> it, it, it admits what you're trying i mean when they tr when that's all you have and you try to get around it it, it it's bad and when you embrace that line and you're like this is a yeah. movie and we're gonna do a movie thing you're like awesome yeah. let's go <laughs> like, you know right. embrace the tropes embrace the tropes yeah but now just looking at uh geo is it geo kino or geo chino giacchino Chino? I've been Gino. continuing to say Giacchino, even though he's yeah. saying Giacchino, just to make sure we have diversity. Because I was like hearing both, and you know, I butcher names all the time, yeah. so I'm like, which one is I, it? I'm, I'm fair because I've watched. I'm, I'm the guy that will like go and if I don't, this is how I found out about Denny, um, because yeah. I was Denny Williams. Say it. No, I'm going to Scott slap, slap you. I know. I always villain, villain Nevue. No, <laughs> Scott and I were pronouncing it like two different ways and i'm like and so one day he was saying this on uh the show and i was like okay i'm i went and found like 10 youtube clips of interviews i'm like how are they saying his name i found yeah. that and i found a pronunciator it's vilnov it literally wow. means new city but wow, i had to wow. i had to verify that because i'm like i am Villeneuve. not gonna keep saying this guy's name wrong i'm gonna figure it out and so i i'm, I'm pretty sure like it's come Denny V. Gino. Ooh, what's up, Denny V? Wait, yeah. wait, say it one more time, Ray. Which one? How do you say Michael's last name? Giacchino. We're both wrong. We're both wrong. Oh, Ready? Shit. Did, okay. did, do you want me to play this or do you want me to send it? Send you the link. No, yeah, you can play it. Oh, right, go ahead and play. I'll, I'll share my. I want to know yeah. how to pronounce this man's name. I know. Because I was like wondering about that too. I'm like, is it Chino? Is it Kino? What's going yeah. on with this? I'm just saying, I'm like, this guy did Spider Man No Way Home. Just recently, big huge movie. He's doing the Batman, Jurassic World Dominion, and then Thor. I mean, this guy is Jesus Christ, man. Go Hi ahead. there, I'm Michael Giacchino, and I'm Giacchino. a fan. Giacchino. 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 Wow. All right. Giacchino. So don't pronounce. Don't don't overemphasize the A. It's G. Yeah. Giacchino. Actually, the A is silent. Yeah. Yeah. You said Giacchino. Wow. There we go. Cool. And that, 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 see, see, but right there, Stephen, exactly that, that from the man himself, which is like that's the best what you way. have to find, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember. Well, we that's why I Doe, say like, I found the video of her saying her name. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah because because everyone I was saying Godot because it looks like a French pronunciation yeah. to me, yeah. Godot, and then right? everyone was saying Godot, and I was like yeah. that that feels way too Americanized. Yeah, and it, and it's and it's actually and once again everyone was wrong. It's Godot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, yeah. It took me a little bit too, but I was like, it's although, Godot. who even knows? 
I guess maybe it's a good time to transition to that. Who even knows how you pronounce that? Because she can't even speak English that well. <laughs> oh, oh, even, oh no! You went there. Oh, I look. I look like charisma. Oh, Dick. I love Charisma Carpenter's reaction to that. It was oh, like, that was oh great. no! I'm oh. sure she understands it in English and in and in Hebrew, Hebrew and Spanish, in Arabic, and, and probably yes, French, Italian. It's like, yeah. uh, yes, uh, Mr. Yeah. Whedon, uh, Gal Gadot, she um, knows more languages I, I, than you do. I, I, you I, only I, know how to speak out of your ass. <laughs> I, 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 I will go ahead and, and, and say it because I was telling people this that day. And for, for anybody that has any illusions on this, let, let's just be very frank on this. Under no circumstances did that article help Warner Brothers. Fuck no. Oh, yeah. At that was all. the funniest thing when everybody was At like, everybody WB commissioned this piece. And it's like, no, WB's got their head in their hands right now. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Just, oh, I know. just oh, yeah. all you had to do was literally nothing. Yeah, exactly. Can open worms <laughs> everywhere. They're like, they want to know. They wanted nothing to do with that. Absolutely not. And, and that... when was this interview done? Because the reaction I love seeing over and over again, when, when Joss is making these these comments about Ray Fisher and his acting and this and that, and I love Aaron's reaction. She's like, we've seen the fucking movie. Yeah. Right? Well, I think well, they, they, she talked about how, like, at first it started <clears throat> in spring. So I'm thinking it was maybe, I mean, well, March, the end of March. Well, I think um, it was it was spring 2021. But I yeah. think that she also implied that there were multiple additional follow-ups in various yeah. forms. She met with him several times, but then there was also like some sort of email the, correspondence or something. The, the, the Although crazy... I'm shocked that they didn't get updated comments for, or that he didn't provide. Because he's also very hands-on with his press. I, I would be shocked if they didn't have a, a, a round of back and forth with him before this even got published. The, the, the craziest um, thing is that the Ray Fisher stuff isn't even the worst. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I know. it's not even close to the worst <laughs> in the article. I read, I actually read the whole because when stuff like this comes, I was like, nope, gonna sit down, gonna read the whole thing, and I did, and I'm like, oh my god, I was, I was this stunned is... at wow. I th it's it's a phenomenal example of like the emperor has no clothes. Maybe is yeah. the best kind of kind of um analogy or metaphor because some of the things that he says, I can only even find a, a shred of rationality to it if you assume that he like like there's no way he was intentionally incriminating himself and so like for example when he says like i was powerless to resist i thought i'd res i thought i'd regret it if i didn't have sex with them it's like one of the most horrendous things anyone's ever said in an interview um well i'm not sure one of the most but i mean thinking that it was a good thing um the only only way that possibly makes sense as anything other than intentionally incriminating is him thinking like, well, everyone wants to have sex with me. So why why would I need to be concerned about consent or any of those things like that? That would be it's clearly right. I was powerless well, to resist them needing it from me. And then, he, and then like, even talking about when he was a so, kid and like some like like some kid drowned and he's right, like the oh, dead body. Know, like what my fault. Yeah. Right. Well, like, why would you fucking him? What, what what is this? Well, what are we talking he, about here? He he's one of the things that I picked up from it that that I I thought was really interesting is he and and he does this in his work and he does this in in other interviews and stuff that he he plays off his own vulnerability as a tool of manipulation a lot. Mm, and so there's yeah. multiple times in the interview where he'll feign a level of vulnerability in order to 
to like d distract from, or he, it's like he thinks that he's going to get some sympathy points or, or whatever. And, um, and he, and, and that is one of those areas, which I honestly, it's weird, but I honestly don't even think people should be focusing on that, even though it's weird because I don't, who knows what happened. And maybe it was a legit, like he's, he, he the way he, he talks like someone who's legitimately got, you know, Mommy some, issues. P, PTSD and some other issues possibly because something happened there. That's a repressed memory or, um, and that can, and that doesn't make it okay. It just means that he's no. failing to deal with his issues. But I see a lot of people that are like, did he just admit it? He's a murderer. And it's like, I, no, that, it wasn't that whole that. thing. Is, that I whole thing that is weird. Like, that whole thing yeah. is weird. But like, there's enough incriminating stuff in here that we don't need to go to his childhood trauma to be like, he killed a child and admitted it when he was, and he's admitting to it now when he was five. I don't know that there's no proof for that, and that you don't need proof for that because there's all this other stuff. And even if he did, he was five. I don't know. It's 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 complicated. But like, that's it's not like, the angle that's it's like going to help anybody. But then, and, and I love the fact that like even Ray Fisher like if emphasis like when he talked about his mom yeah. and then brought the world sexy, like yeah, maybe just leave that that word out when 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 you're talking about. Your so tone deaf <laughs> very tone deaf and that, it's just that, like and i mean it, i mean how do you i mean a narcissist i mean this is almost like a definition like you know i, I think you tweeted something out steven about it it's like how you know how can a narcissist really just just kind of just well, bury himself you know it's, it's something that i've read a fair bit about and had to deal with in various capacities over the over the past few years I think a lot of people on here have had experience with narcissists in some way or another online or otherwise recently. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, and the, the one thing that I've discovered to be true is um, just let them hang themselves. It's pretty much words yeah. because um, they will always. And the way the, the way they get by is by baiting people into, um, into like attacking them and then gaslighting or or playing victim or whatever um but any narcissist you just give them enough rope and they will because you see like like i said all he had to do was literally nothing but he he it, it, like just stay quiet stay out of the public eye and i don't know that everything would blow over but nobody was like hunting for him to like expose him on this. People were just like just leave him. Even the interview came out and people were like, "Why are we reading about Joss Whedon again?" I was already ready to never think about him ever again. But he his need for attention, even if that comes at the ex like total humiliation, like he would rather totally humiliate himself than be forgotten. And that is that is like a, the definition of a narcissistic behavior. And the fact that it ended with. I'm probably one of the nicer showrunners out there is like but, a textbook uh, narcissism. It, it, and it, but it, but it, even the whole tone of it, it doesn't sound like he knows that no. it's humiliated him. Yeah, no, yeah. he's got no idea. Like he, he's legitimately sitting there thinking, this is how I will get my sympathy back. No, mm -hmm. it isn't. Fuck well, you. And, and like, his, and his manipulative tool, like I said, the, like the, the feigning vulnerability and stuff, because in that last paragraph, the, him trying to, what he thinks he's doing is copying to being like, a dishonest husband because he says he's like could i have been a better husband oh let me count the ways could i have been a better showrunner maybe could i should <laughs> i have yelled less and then he's like hmm maybe that would have compromised the integrity of the work who knows but um you know i'd say one of the nicer showrunners you can clearly see the progression there as he's like stone me for being an adulterer but don't disrespect me as an artist and it's like no dude no 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 
you can't no, 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 no. and even in him admitting that he is an adulterer and because he, he's too dumb to realize it he admitted that there's like some like if anyone's read my i'll do some plugging i guess while we're at it um right read my article on um on screen rant when he admits yeah. that he was a like was an adulterer he's unfaithful on set he these are all with women that are younger than him these are all with women who he has authority over I suppose they, they're employees technically yeah exactly yeah. so there's there's multiple levels on like people sure they're younger than him that's not whatever if there's if it's consensual it's consensual but you you start compounding these factors of age authority etc that, that it creates questions of of consent and 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 he even mentions there's a power dynamic and she's like what do you mean by that and he doesn't go into it and the only thing that he ever says about the situation is i feel terribly it's like well why do you feel terribly he's like well i he only talks about how it makes him feel there's no regard for how it and these women are by the way oh, are like i didn't like this this was whatever and then they ask him about it he's like oh i felt terrible about that and it's like why he's like well i lived in terror of being discovered it's like wait you <laughs> This isn't about you. It's not dickhead. about you. Yeah. And so, so the fact that he admits to it, yet doesn't acknowledge that there was a consent issue, like makes it even more problematic than it was before. Because before it was like, oh, he's just like a horn dog, and not that that's okay. That's like really irresponsible in that environment. But it's whatever. But now with the new information out and the way he reacted to it, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now there's something really concerning going on there, and maybe it was above board and maybe it wasn't. I don't, I, I don't think it's f fair in like a legal sense for me to make a, an explicit judgment on that one way or another, but based on the context of the situation, it's not something that we should like assume best intent on. Like he has not earned best, uh, like the benefit of the doubt on whether or not he was appropriately engaging with these younger women who were um, his employees. Benefit of the doubt on shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I mean, like when, when he made the comment about like when like I responded what Gal Gadot had to say, and then his response was that everybody collectively. Well, I mean, it was just like one hundred percent like that's how you're going to respond. The, is the that most absurd absurd thing about that one is another example of, and I, and I mentioned this in my piece also that let's. I know we said let's not give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. All right. <laughs> let's just say that Gal Gadot's, Gadot's English um, is is not as sophisticated as his, and she was not able to understand him. And this is something that he understands. So what he is telling us is there were heated exchanges on set over scenes that she didn't want to be in the movie on that they were having a confrontation over. And the way he handled that situation on set was to condescendingly speak over her in a way that he knew was too sophisticated for her to grasp per his own explanation of her grasp of, of the English language. Yeah, that's almost worse. Like that's really, it, really it messed up worse. for him to be like, that's, that's like, that's, uh, um, I don't know that that's, that's overtly racist. I would say for him to be using the language barrier as a way to taunt her on on set, which is what that what oh, that accounts like the, to. It's, it's like the like, Quasimodo shit that we heard yeah. before yes. from from the the Ray Fisher piece yeah. last year. It's exactly the same thing. And and the the other thing that everybody's thinking about with this is like, oh, okay, how the fuck did Zack Snyder understand everything? She how'd she understand everything he was saying? 
<laughs> because right. that was because you came in after the 111 well, days of principal photography that weren't just fine. And and it also says that so he's saying this in an interview. That means that his assumption is people are going to read that. And when he says that, he's thinking that people are going to say, "Oh yeah, she's got an accent. I know what he's talking about. She's too hard to understand." Like, like, like the what? fact that he thinks people are going to buy that says a lot about not just how bad of a liar he is, but like what his actual perception is. He's like, "Oh, I'll get away with this because she has an accent." Like, whoa, dude! That like, there's so many levels on that. That what do you need the fucking room, man? Is like, <laughs> is like, dude, just admit to harass or to to threatening her. You'd be way better off. That's like way go. lower level of dick than everything yeah. you just I'll, I'll, insinuated. Yeah, with it's like <laughs> what what he had to say about that is like, oh, I had six months to basically redo a movie. They it was a tough situation, to it. It and I situation, and I wish I handled it better shit and then he goes and i regret some of the shit i had to say but no he doubles no, down no. on his fucking no, he doesn't double down. it's one thing to in to cop to the thing that everyone already knew about knew. exactly you literally gave people more information by being a bigger dick than we already <laughs> thought you were yes right. well it's like had... here and just everybody was just clowning on him all day like the fact that he thought that was going to go any one way and maybe who knows maybe over maybe he when he originally gave the interview he thought it would go differently and then like regretted it over time i don't know but the fact that like the second it went up everyone on twitter was just like it's like everyone needed a punching bag and it and was then, yeah and it was funny too because before the article actually went out screenshots of it went out first <laughs> yeah what's so great about it it's like you know, people caught wind of this and it was like, all right, something might be coming. But but like there was like a lot of the, the narrative was like, oh, Warner Brothers put this out there. Warner Brothers, and I kept going, no, no, no. They want nothing to do with this. Nothing. They're, 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 they are they're, like their lawyers oh. that whole day were just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yes, fuck, exactly. Fuck, fuck. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was the guy from Straight the Boondock Saints. Well, because <laughs> oh, it was it. Yes. Was it. Because when it when it comes to Ray Fisher, the the the, the Joss Whedon stuff, Warner Brothers swept that under the rug for the most part. They 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 dealt with it in whatever way they did behind the scenes. He lost the Nevers, he went away. They had the investigation. They had some kind of due diligence to say we did an investigation. We took action. It's over with, and so they can kind of hide behind that as like we did we did our job and then and then ray can say like i need hamada to apologize i need jeff john to apologize or whatever and they can say well they weren't even there at the time so um so we don't see what they have to do with it which there's a point there maybe i don't know how much of a there's he seems to say there's more going on behind the scenes so the it became a question of do we trust ray fisher and it because of the evidence that had been provided publicly and warner brothers response it it required everyone to say do i trust ray more or or less than than wb which i know a lot of people are going to side with ray on that but in terms of like the public perception people have to ask themselves is there a chance he's trying to he's taking this further like yes we agree whedon did something bad but how bad was it so the act of whedon coming out and do it and not just like confirming what ray said but like i said being overtly racist with with godot overtly lying about ray being a bad actor um 
um, basically copping to and, to and being a sexual predator. Didn't make logical sense. Yeah, like I like mean, everything that he said there before. didn't only kind of confirm what we already knew, but it elevated the level of like, whoa! If this is what this guy is like in an interview, and if if this is what he's saying about when he, if this is the cover up, what was the crime? <laughs> right? right. Which yeah. when you look at then Ray's credibility. That 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 sends him up like even higher than it than it was before. And so now when he says, "Oh, by the way, Jeff Johns did this too," or you know, or whatever he's gonna say, who like you you can't dismiss it as cleanly as some people tried to before. When you have verified accounts, check marks, literally tweeting, "Joss, we saw the fucking movie. We know what yeah. kind of an actor he is." That's when you know you fucked up. Because, yeah. And it, it even more, again, like the timing of this interview, like when did it happen? Who knows? But like, we literally have exhibit A and exhibit B at our disposal to compare. Mm-hmm. Reading shit ass writing compared yeah. to what was originally oh, done. That was the other thing was him admitting, him saying the plot didn't make logical sense is another telling on himself because the plot was so, ang- because Terrio and Snyder worked so closely with Ray and Terrio even said that he um that he it was very important for him to get the representation in there and he was inspired by some of the the stories of like young black men that had 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 uh traumatic experiences at the time and he yeah. wanted to kind of respect them with Ray's story and Ray wanted the um the stone family to to be good representation and that mattered to snyder and he was the heart of the movie and you've got all that on one side and then you have whedon and then you have we can see the movie and we can see the way that his story is making him like another superman level character and it's deals with social issues and everything with him helping the mother the the waitress and everything and then you have josh and he josh and he says it didn't make logical sense and it's like (laughs) whoa wait wait like are you like you're the guy that's like you're claiming you're all progressive and everything and now you're saying like you didn't like it made no sense like wow you're not helping your racism case right it it made no sense and and also this overt racism that you were showing towards gal gadot now it lends even more credibility to the idea that oh you took the asian you took the asian doctor out you took that you took eleanor out you took the waitress out chinese american waitress out and and you cut down Silas and Cyborg to nothing. Oh, that what that's now there is no coincidence. You are a fucking racist. Like, yeah, if you if you're gonna take this interview to try to clear up your name, I mean, start. Well, and it, there's even watch all the, the wrong... movie that you're claiming yeah, I, didn't well, make because then we didn't even inserted in the in the graveyard scene with Barry and Cyborg. What does he do? He tries he tries to fist bump him. And then he says something like, um, and of course the booyah thing. Well, right. When he tries to fist bump, he says something. He's like, Oh, too soon race relations or something like that. Like he's just like, this is a line from flash. It's like, what? It's so so bad. It's so bad. When like, when they're like, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I loved how Ray when when, because he quote tweeted somebody like, has has any black man used booyah at all in real life? (laughs) Like get that out of the scripts. And I'm like, I made fun of that too. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't anybody I've known that, you know, a black I, guy. I, I don't say it. Booyah. Have you ever I, said I, Booyah, Ray? No. I don't, no, I don't, no. I don't because it's that. ridiculous. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, let's remember exactly. that it got introduced oh. for Cyborg in a cartoon. Cartoon. Yeah. 
a cartoon just, people and they wanted to uh, and you could see like when like you know you could see when ray said that in justice he was not he, you could see the look on his face like Ugh, yeah. you know and, and zach terrio they knew that they're like we you gonna fucking no we're not gonna put that goddamn or, catchphrase. No. Or maybe even if they were, it's clear that Ray wasn't a fan of it, and he told them he yeah. didn't want it, so they didn't put it in because right. they were cared about that, the way that, that he wanted to be represented in the movie. That very well could have been something that Snyder and Terrio had in the script originally, and then through the conversations, took it out, and it yeah. never saw the light of day because that's how you make a good a movie, shit. folks. <laughs> Um, I just looked up the clip and what he's, he's, they're talking and he's like, Oh, we have a plan or something. Cause the cyber won't talk to me. He, he goes for the fist bump and he just gets turned down. And he goes, Oh, it's too soon. Racially charged. It's like, wow. Oh, good God, like, what, man. What are you, even, especially when you compare it to the graveyard scene, which is so much in, funnier. Oh my I hit the God. real movie. Oh, she's 5,000 years old. Everybody's a younger guy. Yes. Dude, I, I died the first time I, like, and even now, like, just because he says it so, like, because he's, he's cyborg and he just says it so, just water. And he's still, and he's still and, shoveling the dirt. Yeah, while he's, he's doing all, it. Everyone's a younger guy. And yeah, it's just like, it's so subtle. And I was like, perfect. That was perfect. I that was like the best. I thought it was the best like cutaway joke of the whole movie. Well, yeah. and even well, and, and to me the, the 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 biggest scene. I mean, the, the whole movie obviously is a giant indictment on the shit that he did to the twenty seventeen version. But the 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 conversation centered around the mother box and the revelation of that they're going to bring Superman back. Just the complete one eighty between his forced conflict that he was like wedging in there and he didn't even cyborg has like th two lines if that in his version and it's this forced conflict with diana and bruce and did steve travel tell you that that bullshit right Ugh, yeah and then you look at the you look at the real movie and it is a circuit that no one is talking down to anybody else when they're they a team, they're a when 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 Aquaman actually when when Arthur questions him, he's like, "How do we know you're not working for him?" It's a long story. Got somewhere to be, and he gives Cyborg the full exposition. This is the history of the Mother Box, and this so is how I too. this is how I became into this. And through that exposition, they all reason what the next course of action is yeah and it, and it, that's what's so great about that scene is like when it's when the camera's shifting around each one of them has their line about like oh we know what this, where yeah. this is going and it i mean well, that's also what, that's, that's where he says that, turns a house into smoke, smoke. and yeah, the way that he yeah. says smoke is like i don't care that you could have made that the only line he has in the whole movie and like it's just smoke <laughs> yeah well between right. the way he says smoke and the way it smash cuts from um is it where he says turns me into this? Is that where it is when he, um, he's like he's like alive but turned into this? Yeah, exactly. And the and the yeah. cut from Silas's lab into is so cold. Oh, it's fantastic. And and, and just yeah. to look on it and just to look on his face like that's a like just oh yeah how 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 he's looking when he's just like but turned into this and it's just like you feel well people it. talk about like like face acting where like uh, like Bane's face acting and in, in the Dark Knight Rises and you get you know anyone wearing a mask or partially face covered you have. And I've never seen someone have so understated face acting with so much of their face covered, yet is so dynamic at the same time. Like, he's got so much emotion, yet with such a rigid and constrained, like, I don't know, it's, it, 
the yeah, it was insane. And people were even saying, I didn't act through the eyes, man. People even said in 2017, they said he was the best part of that one, which, you know, for I guess whatever that movie is. But that's that's the thing people were saying on Twitter when the Whedon interview dropped was they were like, he was the best version of both movies. Like even the version that Whedon made proved that like even you didn't even need to see Zack Snyder's Justice League to know that he's a good actor based on the version that Whedon made. Like it was just... No, it was just the, the the whole thing about how it didn't make sense, and it's like I. How did that? Well, only only a complete fucking moron would think that saying <laughs> a bad actor. He was so proud of his wordplay, saying a bad actor in both sense. He was so proud of the pun that he totally missed the fact that like everyone was going to see that and be like, "Wow, you're an asshole." <laughs> like even if it was true, it's a dick move to say that. <laughs> like. Besides the fact that everyone, when Zack Snyder just came out, was like, "We we get it, we get it." Now. Yeah, yeah. Because because we'd heard heart of the movie, heart of the movie, heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. We all watched the movie and went, "You're right." Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right, right there for all. I mean, that's why see Amanda Mode got so many followers when she popped up on Twitter right after the movie came out. That's why, like, be, be, that one scene. Of him well, helping and there was the a lot of check marks and otherwise when it came out. You remember when the movie came? Because that was he was in the middle of some of his allegations against WB at the time already, and um, and then the movie came out, and there, a lot of people tweeted at him and said, "Ray like at Ray Fisher, I get it. I'm sorry. I understand yeah. now. Like, like that's how big it was. Was that just the performance and the story alone?" got people onto his side for his c- criticisms for how it was handled. It yeah. was dramatic enough for people to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This was not just about the the performance or the story or whatever. Like this is this is like a crime to change this to change the story in the way that it was. Um which, you know, and that's and that was absent of any behind the scenes confirmation about non movie stuff. Like Yeah. And, I mean, so, and, and his character's not, I mean, not only is like, you know, is, uh, you know, the fact that he's a black man, but also the fact that he, you know, he has this body and he's, you know, essentially, I, I not really deformed or something like that, but it's disabled. always, you know, there was a, yeah, there, there was like disabled. a disabledism that would, that also touched with that too, which is what well, and Jack and Terry and everybody were going for. But it didn't make much of sense, Joss. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm not broken. Yes. And I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Ooh, I mean, that, now, yeah. that doesn't make any logical sense, man. Yeah, it didn't right. make any logical sense. I, I mean, Especially it, when it, he's like at the grave and he's finally realizing you got the Silas fucking narration. And he's got a smile on his face. Yeah, that didn't he rips make off sense the either, sweat. Right? He rips yes, off the sweat. And he's like, sweats. this is who I fucking am, bitches. Right. Come on. Because he had spent like, you know, when, when we first see him in the movies, he, he is alone. He feels yeah, alone, and then always, always covered in his hoodie and sweats. You know? Right, and 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 then through you know when when Diana reaches out to him, and then he's like, okay, no, I I got got this crazy dude in a bat suit that, that mm-hmm. that's with me. I got this five thousand year old woman that's with me. This dude who lives underwater, and this dude who's really fast and won't stop cracking jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not alone. I have a fa- and we're and we just we just brought Superman back, and now he's helping me keeping this big spiky fucker off my ass so that he doesn't rip me in half. <laughs> well, you like know what's did. ironic also oh, yeah. a little bit about rip my Whedon leg saying, off about Whedon saying that, that the story makes no sense or no logical sense. 
and maybe this makes that a little bit more not I don't not that I agree with him but understand a little bit is just how much of Cyborg's story was a riff on Clark's story from Men of Steel. Mm. That they the way they took like look at the relationships with their fathers, and they kind of inverted some of the 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 complications with the dads from. Um, totally see that. Like I mean, John Kent. He also has the first flight, and and not thing. just in a way that's dramatic for him, but in a way that contrasts with how he is the successor to to Superman, um, and um, I don't know. And so there's some interesting stuff there. And so based on the way people were like. I never understand it, but people like looked at Man of Steel. were like, "Yeah, I don't get it," um, or you know, not really that that pleasantly. Um, and so, if people can do that, then I can understand how, based on the same misunderstanding, someone could say like, "Oh, I don't get Cyborg." God. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. All, all I mean, pretty much. Uh, you might as well had somebody just uh, superimpose fucking Joss Whedon's head on when they're grave digging, because that's all he did was dig his own grave. When yeah. it came to this, I don't know how like how you can even think. Like, I mean, did 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 the article come across as you know? Oh yeah, that's good. I, I think this will be good. Put that out there on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because that was what I tweeted out. I had a bunch of people that were commenting at me or my my tweet kind of made the rounds a little bit. And so I didn't know if people were, were subtweeting at me or there were other people saying the same thing. And so they were just reacting to that in general. But a lot of people were like, I'm, it wasn't, I'm sure he didn't have a say in when it was he released. People were saying it directly to that. me, well, uh, which uh, okay, I totally but agree that, with. But, but that's but, where the culpability of Vulture comes into play, and that's where the writer and all that is like, you well, fucking need to be, you should all be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Well, and not, shit only, like that out. not only that, like, not, not that it's okay for them, them to publish the, this piece profile on a problematic racist white man on Martin Luther King Day. Wait until Tuesday, for fuck's sake. Um, if you're going to do but that, also, seriously. Like, like, at least with my tweet specifically, the point is not he's it, he's a problem because he chose to release it on this day. That's total hyperbole. Hyperbole is used to prove a point, and then the point is the amount of tone deafness that is going on. And so, like for example, in my tweet, I also said um, apparently his comeback strategy is to do this. Like, no, it wasn't his comeback strategy. He also didn't choose to drop it on. The whole point is that he gave the interview and he said, yes, this is good. Yes, this, this will accomplish what I want it to. Um, and, uh, and so I just found it funny that people were like seizing on it. It's like, oh yeah, let's publish it tomorrow and everything is going to suddenly be, nothing else is wrong with the interview just the no, fact that it came out today. Like, no, it's, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you can't focus it was on, deaf on Vulture. Yeah. 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 You, you, you can't I just love focus. how people try to, p try to pick apart a specific thing like that. Like, well, it's well, yeah, not yeah. fair for you to blame him for that. And it's like, okay, well, okay, so pick something else then. Like, I don't... <laughs> right, no, the, the, the article itself is the problem. Is that the, 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 the date that it was posted is just the, the, the rotten cherry on yeah. top of the garbage Sunday that it already is. It's really what yeah. it is. It's just of all of this shit, and you did it on that day. Go fuck yourself from the and i say that from the blackest part of me go fuck yourself for publishing that on that goddamn day yeah, yeah. no i mean it was <laughs> i mean when, when this whole thing was like caught yeah it was just it's just such a shit show i'm like uh yeah because it yeah it's not like show, you... but i was totally there i had a sinus infection i was passed out oh, for half man. the day and i literally didn't wake up till noon I woke up to my phone, like blown up, blown up, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, 
I got texts, I got DMs, and, and I'm like, I'm passed out. Ray and I had just recorded DC TV Squadcast the night before, yep. and then I try to get up. I'm hacking. I'm I'm like this, and I just look at my phone. I'm just like, you're, you know, you're kidding fuck. me. You know what I will say <laughs> I though, Ray? Not the, the mo mostly humorously, but also now that I'm thinking about it, how often is it that Twitter can say, "Here's a problematic white man," and Everybody gets to say, "Yeah, yeah. let's get, like." <laughs> of, yeah, no, that, like that, that's, that's it's like a pinata. Like that, just everybody gets to beat it and see what candy comes that, out. That that that, and, that is that is one of the rare cases where there was no, there really wasn't a lot of what aboutism like at all. There's yeah. not that nobody and can. So, and so it's nice. So so maybe that doesn't justify it being on on MLK Junior Day, but um, it is nice that. It, the the fact that it was dropped did not result in a bunch of like defenders there right. were a few but i mean it didn't result in like it was it was it was i mean despite not to trivialize how problematic it was but even ray was having ray fisher was having fun when he started tweeting out where he was just like what where <laughs> there's an element yeah. it was it was able to be like fun just because it was like oh everybody can agree for once, we can For all once. point at a racist and say, "Oh, hey, let's <laughs> hey, all let's all right get here. the racist." Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, yeah. and quacks like a duck. How does that even make sense? It, it, if there uh, is yeah. a silver lining to that, yeah. yes, that that is it. The the fact that when I when I went on Twitter, I I didn't see defense. I saw just an, all manner of fire and brimstone being thrown hurled in his direction and in vulture's direction it's like okay good it i it did well, I, I will it, it did restore a little of my faith in humanity it did a little bit at least right? on twitter <laughs> just just a bit that is that is well, a good thing it was funny too because like you know the writer um i forgot her first name but shapiro's her last lila name shapiro. Her, lila. yeah yeah lila shapiro like she goes i wrote about joss sweet and i saw people underneath like why did you do this why did you do this and i almost want to be like Aren't you kind of glad she did? I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, it sucks that like she like spent time and like did all this. And so, yeah, some of the stuff is stone deaf that the, she wrote, but I'm glad she wrote it. Uh, well, so, some of the wording that she, I will say this, I, I, I agree with you that yes, it's better. Like, it's almost that thing where it's like, it's better to see them out in the open rather than to have them continue hiding. Like I totally yeah. get, like if he's going to incriminate himself, by all means, push that shit out so everybody can like know where it's, that it's there. But by the same token, having read the whole article, there was so, there was some wording that she was using in there where it's yeah. like, okay, no, you, you're no, d d don't fucking defend him. Don't yeah, talk about. Came, I don't want to hear about how he had to go to the bathroom because he felt uncomfortable. Too, right? Oh, I love that she mentioned or, that though, because she yeah. said that like at the top, I think before she ever mentioned before he ever brought it up, he he. What the, the my second most favorite part of the article is him saying someone advised me to go to the bathroom if I ever have trouble answering a question, and right. then she specifies throughout the interview where she's like, so someone said that you were making out on the office floor, and he goes, it says he rubbed his, like the bridge of his nose, and he took off his glasses, and he said, ah, uh, I don't. I got to use the loo. <laughs> right. That was the other. He left, and yeah. then he came back, yeah, and he goes, you know what? I thought about that. And I don't think it. I don't think it's true. 
I don't think it's true because I lived in terror of being caught, and so I wouldn't have done it publicly. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, so he incriminated <laughs> After himself. After going to the bathroom, right. that's like his best so, excuse. So, so yeah, he incriminated himself. She described the incrimination, oh. self-incrimination, and then he gives a worse answer. So yeah. yes, yeah. I, 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 I get you. I understand. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. It's just there were certain points in the article oh, yeah. where it was just like I d- don't defend him, don't yeah. fucking defend him. Yeah, I just, and I don't agree. give him a voice either. Like I don't want any like the ten people that are defending him. I don't even want that satisfaction <laughs> like from them. Yeah. Like no, none none of that. So I I do see like the pe- like I and I didn't go so far. Like I wasn't going to quote Twitter and I wasn't going to share the fucking link for the article at all either it was like you know what i'm reading it but i'm not like posting it out there for people to to check out but there were a ton of people that were like you should be ashamed of yourself i think perhaps 25 percent. the other 75 percent was clearly she was exposing this bastard for what he was yeah so i well I, I think i think like she was like all right i'm gonna write i'm gonna write this i'm gonna do this it's going to be something. And then, uh, Steven, I think we've even had like kind of a conversation about it. It was like, she just kind of went, all right, this guy is just going off and saying she, this she shit. might've gone into it with the idea of, Oh, okay. Uh, we'll, it'll be sympathetic. We'll, we'll get him back. But then right. she realized, wow, this, the, 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 the way he's answering some of this shit. Yeah. I'm just going to let him fucking. We're, we're past it. the point of no return. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. It was like, I mean, when, when you say stuff like, you know, about Gal Gadot's, uh, English and and raise a bad actor after we've seen the movie and everybody praises performance. You just kind of go, I'm just gonna uh, just continue uh, writing. And, and neither of those that. things are the worst things that he said. No, that's the other thing. That's 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 the oh, thing I know. That still, it still blows me away. With with some of the yeah, I mean, because as angry as everybody was about the and, and rightfully so about the Godot and, and Fisher stuff, still not the worst of what was in that article. I still love Steven's favorite. I did the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, and that's where like you start you start talking about like oh, the fact that there were some people that were suggesting like I think he might like like humiliation. Like I think that he maybe enjoys being humiliated and that's bit. why he did this interview. And then and then you look at that like I did the bad things quote and it it comes off a little bit differently. Um, but, um, yeah, cause it even says like he lowered his voice or his voice got a little bit hoarse and the yeah, way yeah, yeah. you can just picture, I, I did the bad things, uh, like, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, and, and you brought up how you brought up how like some of like how he responded in this article is like indicative of like how he's written things and like stuff that's yeah. come up in his work. And I, I feel like, you know, we talk about, you know, especially in this era, like the whole idea of separating the art from the artist. And how we have to do that so much now with like a lot of different artists and and the art that they've created. And I feel like because of how we know he's written things and what we know of his tone, this is now one of the most difficult arts separating of the art from the artist that that, that the situations that there is. Right. Because at least with like an actor or with like, you know, a, a director, like we we can't necessarily like. You know, when, when, when you look at, like, a, like just to bring up another incredibly horrifically problematic individual, Kevin Spacey, hmm. I can look at, you know, what he did as Lex Luthor in Superman Returns and go, okay, I don't think that, you know, like, I, I can't discern 
his the, the the nasty bullshit from him in the the Lex Luthor performance, you know, like it wasn't written like with him in mind, like it wasn't his voice like writing it when he wrote Lex Luthor, or like in his character in Baby Driver, or well, or I mean, well, suspects got, or stuff like that. But like, you also got to take into account like who directed Superman Returns. Yes, well, see, yeah. that's the problem. That is yeah. that's another problem. But but here with Whedon, it's like especially since he purported to be a progressive feminist back in the day. Yeah. And now well, the and reality- he was, and he was like on message boards, engaging with fans where I think it specifies. And if not, I think it's pretty clearly kind of insinuated by the circumstances that he was, um, probably the most balanced way you could say it was using it as an opportunity to meet women when he would engage with his fans on forums and stuff. Um, which is, um, it it yeah. it crumbles that entire legacy that he had kind of built for himself. And right. I'll I'll say that w- without uh, I always, I'm always unsure about my conspiracy theories because if it gets <laughs> put out there, some people take conspiracy theories a little bit farther. But um, no, if he's if he's engaging, never well, really? sp- particularly like with these topics. Um, <laughs> but if he's engaging with people and his fans. And based on what we know about him and the way he kind of cares about his reputation, but also seems to be kind of tone deaf and is also vindictive and a liar. And, and some of these, like we hear things that sound like they're like, like if everyone remembers that John Campia art letter, did you guys ever read that? That, that leaked on his show where he's like, I got an email and, uh, I remember and that. he showed it on the screen, but then it, he was like, I don't know what the whole deal with it was, but people read it and it like reads like Whedon wrote it, but it was written like it was from one of his friends. Anyway, all that <laughs> to say, um, we know that there are like people who like, like, like Devin Faraci and guys like that who like knew him, um, or were like buddies with him who were, who were like big writers. And you look at like some of the things that have been said about other filmmakers over the years. And you start to be like, I wouldn't be shocked if there's much like, like our movies circle jerk or, you know, people, other people on forums and writers or whatever that were actually like Joss Whedon burners, like putting stuff out there against other shows that he didn't like that, like, or other, other directors or whatever that he was jealous of. But, um, you know, nothing to, nothing to prove that that's just me being like, he seems like the type of guy that would do that. Um, not that, not that he needs to be a, uh, someone with burner accounts spreading oh, nonsense about other people in order to be bad, but what? Oh man, I just saw the news. Uh, Regina King's son has passed away. Oh, oh my shit. god, no uh, shit. Di- di- died by suicide. Oh, oh no. jeez. Oh, yeah, he was that's he was horrible. twenty twenty six. I oh, just tragic. saw that, and I am oh. Wow, Dave, you got the link for AFSP in your description. Of always, always, yeah, always. yeah. Every it's always in every video, every stream. It's always underneath, man. Jeez. So yeah, everyone go. God, man, I mean that's the thing. I mean that's I mean especially nowadays, especially wow. you know with the pandemic and everything like that. I mean one of the things that doesn't get talked about the most is you know how people are just being and handling a lot of this shit right now. God, man, that sucks. She that sucks. Her birth, her birthday was last week too. Which yeah. is a week after she, she. Oh wow, this is yeah. 
1-800-273-TALK, man. Come on. Now, you know anybody? You have any feelings about that? Man, that sucks. That sucks. Jeez. Man. You just you hate to hear about all that. You just really hate to hear about all that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry sorry to bring it down, but no, 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 no. This no, is something like, oh, it, it's it, this is something that just needs to be like Oh, it's always got to get put the, out there, the, man. The, this is the part, I mean, you know, why, I mean, this is really, this is the serious part of why I supported the those events, you know, that we had last year with yeah. BVS Comes Home and, and also with Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, that, that, that all that, that, that's for a cause, right? Like that's an important thing. No, it's, it's, it's why, you know, AFSP is on the billboard in the fucking movie, you know, like that's, yeah. you know, that's. It's yeah. all about awareness, man. I mean, geez, man, that sucks. So, yeah, our condolences to her, her and her family, man. That sucks. That, that really awful. sucks. Yeah, that is that's awful. So, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Enough talking about the uh, balding quad, yeah. asshole, fucking idiot that thought that posing. Yeah, yeah. I do like the memes and some of the you know some people you know put out there i think one of the funniest ones was like when he had that pose where he's like leaned up against like his glass window and it's just like i would have voted for obama a third oh, time yeah because <laughs> yeah. that's uh because of course oh. brad bradley whitfield and uh and get, yeah, out. get out get out yeah. yes no no it was like it was, i laughed so hard at that i was like yeah that's perfect because oh yeah it's like yeah you know it's just it was <laughs> I don't know, but even at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you still like, like the stuff that, uh, anyways, yeah, fuck Whedon. He's such an idiot. And, you know, the fact that I, I love the fact that, you know, Godot said, I'm never going to work with this guy again, you know, responding with that. Ray Fisher, he, I thought he was going to go like full on, but I, you know, he, he, he only just made fun of the really ridiculous stuff, which I thought was like, good, good on him. He's not going full force. I thought he was going to go more full force. And I was like, oh, well, here we go. And, he, you know, he, he, like, you know, he, he also was smart he enough also, to know that he didn't need to. Yeah, he didn't. It, need it, to. He also did the right thing in terms of he had that one tweet the day of and was like, yeah, you know, well, not, I'm, today's I'm gonna, not the day. Right. Well, it, I mean, because of the day itself and also because of his uh his show uh mm. women of the movement which yeah that that's not good press like no. you you need to the day needs to be about the day so he waited yeah. 24 hours and then did all of his stuff that which you're right did not well, go and it's far. also classy for of, of a way for him to like he could have easily blasted it <clears throat> for the publication date like a lot of people did but it was very classy <laughs> of him to just say <clears throat> to acknowledge the day without like you've i don't know i don't think he would have come under fire but it just looks classier of him for him to just say i'm gonna celebrate the day and not react to this yet and as opposed to like i am shocked that they would publish it today i'm not even gonna bother to like he took the high road in like all regards yeah no it was he, he handled it well it was it it, it was it's it's been an interesting week in terms of like gauging his responses to things because just a week earlier, the whole thing with like, uh, with, with, with James Gunn, like that was like, it, mm -hmm. that was such a crazy scenario. Like even like, just like try recording a weekly show 
<laughs> while I listen all to of, that weekly show. While all of that shit is happening in real time. Right? We're doing it daily. So first so first, yeah, I know. But like <laughs> but, but 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 like so first it was all about like the the, the, the whole thing with because I forget the name of the, the Twitter account that was like this is why I hate James Gunn. And you know, posted the screenshot of that stupid tweet that he that he liked that was like trashing David Ayer and the, the, the air like any of the air cut stuff, wow. uh, but was also, tra- it was, it was also trashing Pete Davidson. And so I'm like, Oh, but he, he responded to, oh, okay. What did he say? Oh, okay, cool. So the show was totally, so the first part of the show, and I wasn't even planning on talking about him that long, but it was just about how he responded to this person. Like I made a mistake. I, and he owned up to it. And then in the middle of me talking about it, Ayer tweets his support, like quote tweets him, and it's like, oh, okay, in real well, time, cool. And it's not the first time that that's happened. Either. It isn't. It's not the first. Like time. I think Ayer has made it very clear, kind of where he stands with that, and then, um, well, then that's when, then then um, then Ray went after James. Also, oh, yeah. for for a second there, I was like, I, I was in the middle of editing. <clears throat> I was I was I'm literally like I'm like very close to just posting it and then all of a sudden i saw that and i'm like am i just gonna have to fucking re-record the entire episode Mm -hmm. because this happened what's going on so i was gonna record an addendum well and everyone was there was also this weird reaction to that that was very much like i think i thought james's response was great um people were making a big deal about whether or not alan tudyuk's tweet was an apology when I th- don't think that has anything to do, like James said, I shouldn't have done it. I realized that because of what Al- what um, Alan said. He considered that an apology, but whether or not Alan actually apologized has no bearing on whether or not James said it was wrong for him to like the the tweet. So I thought that was a little bit weird. But it, after, because it felt like after Ayer responded, everyone kind of had the win. That was like wanted to gang up on James Gunn because that's, <laughs> that, that's what thing. most people really want. They want an excuse to gang up on him. Yeah, and so they had that and for a David second. Ayer, like, yeah, and then David Ayer took the wind out of their sails. And then <laughs> right. Ray was like, "Well, what about this it. one?" And then everyone was like, "Oh, meat's back on the menu, boys!" Right. Exactly. And then I even saw some. And then like, Gunn responded in ten minutes. Yes, yeah. which was hilarious because I saw some people like, "You have twenty-four hours to respond." I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" He has twenty-four fuck? hours to respond. What are you a villain? Right. <laughs> but then he re- movie? But then he responds in ten minutes. I'm like. Boom. And, and was, I mean, just like, you got it. And he even responded, was like, you got it. Da, 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 da. It was like, boom. And what made it even better was the fact that Ray quote tweeted him, thank you, at James yeah. Gunn. Yeah. It's like, so, there- like, as far as the, 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 anyone that wants there to be residual drama or any reason to lord any of those situations over Gunn's head, per the, uh, per the people who were, should have been offended by it, Dave, and Ray, it's it's resolved. So like right. you can take that off of your like pound of flesh like checklist. Right. Yeah. Right. You really can. And yeah, so really all can. that shit happened while I was trying to put out a fucking episode. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. That that was so that was so great about it's like the fact that it was like yeah. I mean that's happened to me too. Like when I'm doing something live and all of a sudden something happened. I mean the last thing I can remember is when Campia dropped the spoiler images oh. for Spider-Man. And it was, so people were like, dude, check out, check out Campia's tweet. And I'm like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy? What? 
<laughs> you know, it's just when that happens live, it's it, it, it's fun. It's fun when that happens. But it's like it does. You, you I mean, when you when you plan a show, you're like, all right, I'm going to talk about this, talk about this. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you just get thrown that curveball and you just have to like <laughs> roll well, with it. And, and, yeah. and, it's, and, and it's like a, it's, it's, it's a different. T- it's almost like this was a this was almost like a change up, Dave, because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just a difference in the topic. It was it was changing my defense it was changing <laughs> what i was saying right yeah because my whole thing because just like steven was saying like the meat was on the the meat was taken off the table and that was yeah. my whole approach when i in what i originally said there's no meat on the table shut the fuck up and then the meat <laughs> got put back on the table and i'm like god damn it <laughs> what am i supposed to do well i think what's frustrating about it is i like while i'm being defensive of the situation saying like get off James Gunn's back, at least over these issues. <clears throat> I think what's most frustrating about it is that I don't get the impression that the people that are using that for drama primarily care because of either of those issues. Agreed. It's like, like they, there's a, a lot of people out there seem to be just kind of waiting for like an excuse to hold something against James Gunn. Yes. And then he'll always go out of his way to like, They'll be like, oh, how dare you do this? And then and then he'll he'll go out of his way to be like, oh, I'm super excited for Army of the Dead. And then he'll he'll be like, oh, by the way, thank you to Zack Snyder for introducing me to Wayne Deglish um, for which, by the way, this is the stunt coordinator in in Peacemaker. Wayne Deglish is yeah. in the warehouse scene. He's the guy that pulls when the two guys pull the knives at the same time. He's the one with the curly hair who's like further away from the camera. He's the, he does a bunch oh, of other stuff him. in oh, the movie, okay. right. but he does all the stunt coordinating, and he's going to be in, uh, do the stunt coordinating for Guardians Three too. And so that's what that he was like. That whole exchange was was like the fact that yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's just funny that like like James and I don't know if Zach has ever even like hit him back over it or or anything, but um, but he goes out of his way multiple times to praise Zach, which so is funny that people are like so intent on like. When uh, what that all he ever did was James knows what's up. Oh yeah. Well, he clearly reads Twitter a lot. Clearly. Oh yeah, he definitely does. But it's so interesting that it's like he knows what's up, so he picks the moment to go. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, um, um, I I actually, uh, me and Zack Snyder are friends, so I'm gonna, you know, he's, you know. I mean, and, he's and, he's looking at all that shit, you know. And and, and yeah, the, the the moral, the morality, like the, the morality shit, is really what bothers me with it. Because and I've told people this. I'm like, listen, if you were somebody that you were that off put, if you can't get past the shit they did on Twitter before, and that's just something that you're ne- you're legitimately have issues with it, perhaps perhaps because it it's personal to you or whatever, you just can't get past it. Okay, fine, I get that. If you're somebody that genuinely is upset about that, but I really do feel like if there are 20 people that are trashing on James Gunn, maybe two of them are legitimately upset about that. The other 18 are just using it to pile on because they don't like, you know, his movies or they don't like the fact that he's doing DC stuff post Zack Snyder and they think he's just part of the Hamadaverse that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. I hate or that. I I'm sure that they all believe that they're legitimately upset about those things. Also, I mean, we can, people are really good at convincing, like humans. We, we are good at convincing ourselves that we're upset about this one thing when we're actually upset about something different, and just pour our righteous anger into like the most accessible one. And it takes a lot of unpacking to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm just using that as an excuse to 
as a crutch for something else. Totally. There it is. And uh Scott! You have to leave. I have to leave. You're kicking him out? Yeah, You're telling him, right? You're, this is unprompted, Dave. He's just like, get out of here. Get out of here. You're sitting over there. Oh, yeah. What are you doing over there? Uh, uh, no, no. You got to take off, man. Go ahead. It's fine. I got to take off. But you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast at DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com, including the triumphant return of DC TV Squadcast, where Ray and I did spend this last week talking about Peacemaker, Superman, Lois, and Naomi. And then, of course, you can find me Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific, here on the Film Junkie Talking, Batman the Fan Minute Stream, where this week's episode will be, they're yummy and and also delish, they're joker fish. Laughing fish is this week's episode. Which was referenced in, oh, oh, no, no, I just watched um, Injustice, the cartoon. Oh. The animated injustice, which is not that great, not good, but, no. but Harley <laughs> says I was the one that came up with Joker fish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, all right, that. Scott, thank you, thank you for joining, <laughs> thank you guys. See you. We'll talk right. to you. We'll talk, talk to you, you Sunday. All right. Uh, speaking of Naomi, how is that show, Ray? You know, okay, so like, okay, <laughs> it, it's. It, 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 I need to see where it goes. Okay. And, and it's it's one of those things where, like, I think we've talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it here, with with pilots, like with TV, yeah. especially with comic book shows, it's like, you, generally speaking, most of the time, they're, the pilots are clunky. Like, I I think I did bring up Gotham, like how I, I need, it did take me to, like, the third episode before I, like, understood where the show was going or what it was doing. And... I feel like it's the same way with this. I haven't seen this week's Naomi yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just basing this off of what Scott and I were talking with with Pilot. To me, it, it, and not even like these aren't even. I won't even put like standard. You know, like the the standard CW complaints that people have because I don't share a lot of those complaints. I have a wider strike zone than so many others. I don't hate the CW, but this one just feels slower, mm-hmm. and like I don't know quite it. It felt like there was they 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 missed they skipped a lot of work that they mm. necess- that they needed to do in the first episode to further explain the premise of what they're doing. Okay. Like there were just certain things. It's like okay, you're trying to get me from point A to point B with this character, but you aren't really giving me a whole lot visually or like underneath the surface. To, to really cement that that's what's happening. The, I, I mean, the idea, and I haven't read the comic. Um, I would I would like to. I would like to read the comic. Um, but uh, the idea is that she has powers and, and discovers that she has powers. It's like, okay, well, if you discover that you have powers, generally speaking, when you see a story like that, there's like a, you know, like you have a scene, you have some scenes where it's like, oh, maybe a power accidentally manifests itself. Or, you know, like, yeah. they, like maybe an accident happens here. It's like, I didn't know my own strength, that kind of thing. And it's like, I don't necessarily, it, it, the show kind of missed that memo, at least okay. in the pilot. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, I saw the commercials and I was like, okay, um, I, I don't know the character. I'm not familiar with, from the source material, but, you know, it was, it was seemed interesting, but I haven't given a shot yet. But, uh, 
Hey, we got Enosh joining in late. What's up, guy? How's it going? What's going on, man? Going on. What's going on, good to be here. Good to be here. It's good. It's good. Glad mm -hmm. you showed up. Nice hoodie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fancy rock. show. I know. I know. It's, it's a, a fancy show. Oh, yeah. It's a fancy that's, show. That, that, that show's <laughs> on my list. I've seen none of it. You never seen Stranger Things? I've seen none of Ray. Oh. And, but but here no, here's the crazier thing though. Here, here's the crazier <laughs> thing. I don't know how, but somehow I've I've not only not seen any of it, I I, I don't know. Like I I somehow a bubble has maintained formed around you where you don't have spoilers. Good. I, wow. No, idea. I'm telling you, you're gonna go in that and you're gonna just binge. You're just gonna have like Dude. a day of just Dude, watching. you're gonna lose your mind. It's Everybody kept gonna... telling me because I didn't have Netflix for like the those first two seasons, whatever. And so, like everybody, kept Enosh. telling me, what's up, Steven? What up? What up? Oh, it's back to 1999. <laughs> <laughs> With my brow to what up? <laughs> it's like shocked that we don't use Streamyard to do like exclusively that all the time, right? Like, that's right, I mean, right. that's that's what that is, right? Nobody right. knows. It's, it's probably no, no, man, gonna I, it's probably oh. gonna be like uh, like like Breaking Bad was for me because like. I sent everybody over here after I meant to do like this, like, like simple, like half hour, hour long stream. Cause I was showing off toys and stuff that I got. Cause I got like some, toys Oh, it's Batman never that and everything. Yeah. And like, and we were, and all, I literally only had one, like one topic. We talked about uh, the Batgirl photos and I was going to show that. And then somehow we got talking about peacemaker and the whole insult to Batman. And then, then we discovered, you know, StreamYard now has music. And that's right. Just, they do. They. Yeah, I saw that today. We just today. started jamming, man. We just started jam. We just started flowing, and like we can literally like a ten minute period. Yeah, baby. We can. We can have this, this in the background, and I could see we down. brought the party. And we this brought is the party. Free. The lounge brought the royalty party. free. This the is all streaming yard. Uh, royalty free, and the stream is down. Yeah, and <laughs> all of a sudden, oh shit! Oh yeah, Enya just took us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but I, I was like when i was like setting up the stream i went what the fuck they have background music and yeah we got i mean there's all kinds of stuff like oh this one kicks in in a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like weird. takes a little bit right yeah this no yeah before the stream bit. started i was like oh this is interesting like here we go we have a party <laughs> pretty much Little Rockberry, yeah, action right there. Me, him, me, me, him, <laughs> yeah, me, him, me, him. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry. About it. Me, him. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. You got daydreaming. It's called, you know, ingest an edible and fucking have a dream. This is called feeding the ducks. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Feeding the ducks. This is called Into Space. Oh, yeah. Now we're all traveling the space. Wait, wait, wait. Did somebody did someone go Barry White on that for a second? I sure <laughs> did, baby. Oh, that was you. Oh, you did that. You know, I, when I used boy. to do my radio show. I had a, I had a character <laughs> named Funkmaster Fee. And I'd play this music. They would come in like some Barry White music. And I would read letters from our viewers or from our listeners for uh, their love life. So I'd come in as Funkmaster Fee. And there'd always be a smell of jasmine in the air. <laughs> mm, baby, like it. That's how. That's how my wife got her nickname, the lovely Tiftastic, was when I was doing that radio show. This is called Lofty. I don't know 
whatever. It's well, I think it's lo-fi. Lo-fi. There they go. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, there's that. I like this one, though. Night driving. Got that synthesizer type, you know. Let's go for a little midnight drive kind of thing. Mm. Hey. I feel it. Let's get in there. Let's get in the You're listening to Dave. Dave. The Vodka Stream. Film Junkie. Live. On the Vodka Stream. Spinning the hits. This, this, this is this. Yeah, this has got some quiet storm vibes here. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Why don't you just kick have back. this in the background as we're shitting on Joss Whedon? Right, kick back, <laughs> relax, and realize you don't have to have sex with all those women. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally you have Rock, which is just it. It's oh, like the yeah. generic garage band if you have a fucking Mac. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I, 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 it sounds like all this was just made by one dude with GarageBand. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. Pro Tools, you know, something yeah. like that. Which I, yeah, I'm not shitting on GarageBand. GarageBand's actually. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome. GarageBand. No, no, yeah, you can do a lot of creative shit. I've done some creative yeah. shit on there. But yeah, no, it's just kind of weird though that like that's what they pick because like you can literally spend five minutes in GarageBand and do like and millions of times better than like that. that. Oh yeah. Totally. But you know, but but they can't update it yet, Dave. Where it actually brings up like the member super chats. We can't right? get that update. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can yeah. Get, uh, get, get, get canned elevator music. Najid, Najid, KC, if you're out there, you know, I saw that you've been a member for a little bit, and I couldn't bring it up because of StreamYard. What I started and doing also, was going to YouTube, and I pop yeah. out the chat, and then I'm able to share it because you're yeah. shit, you can share uh, it as a picture, and so then I just share it that way. Oh, uh, is that what you do? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, when I do live, I do Streamlabs, so I can actually oh, pull yeah. up everything, so that, yeah. that works. And then also, Carrie, if you're out there, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Carrie. Happy birthday to you. I saw you. Uh, it's your birthday today. That's and awesome. uh, I think we might actually be doing a Patreon stream tomorrow. I know you're part of that. So we'll wish you a happy birthday again tomorrow. So there you, there go. you go. Happy birthday, Carrie. We all know Carrie. Yeah, Come back on. to back oh, yeah. Stranger Things there, Ray. Uh, listen, yeah. for the first few seasons, like nobody. Um, well, the first season I didn't watch because. I didn't have Netflix at the time because I had had Netflix back in the day when you had to send in the DVDs, you know, we all, oh, yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That? Like, oh, yeah we, we, we've had that. I'll send them back. Right. And so, uh, so I had canceled my Netflix subscription and everybody was just like, like, uh, Enosh, you got to watch stranger things. You love 80s <clears> stuff and you love sci-fi. You got to watch stranger things. And it's like, I put it off, put it off, put it off. <laughs> and then, then the first season came out on DVD and, Tiffany and I rented it. That's from, a rarity. We had a, we had a video <laughs> store at that time. Cool. We rented it. And uh, back in our days, kids. Yeah, back in our days, we had these video stores. So we had to go and get the video. And we brought <laughs> the video back to our house. And then if it was late, they charged us an arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. so we binged it all in one day. And then the next day, literally, Stranger Things Season 2 came out. So, so we immediately signed up for Netflix and binged it the next day. So. Oh yeah, yeah it's a uh, you're you're gonna enjoy it, Ray. I mean, it's 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 just it it it, it hits all those beats, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're practically the same age. It just hits those '80s beats just it, it perfectly. Was, with the, what the, the, the score? It, it, the score really does it for it, me. That's it was I mean. one of those oh, yeah. where, like, the first couple of seasons that it came out, it was like, you know, it, it it's one of those things where, like, you know, that it's hit like the zeitgeist when like your coworkers are just yeah dropping references and i'm like what the fuck are you talking oh, about you have not seen stranger things no i have not that's that what was, we were talking I, about okay. I, 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 I was catching seen, up 
I have seen none okay. of it. I have seen none That's of funny. it. I thought I was late. I I saw I, I it popped up and it didn't have any like fanfare that I recall at least before the first season dropped. And so it was brand new on Netflix and I like on a day I was off from work and checked out just like one or two episodes or something and then ended up binging the whole thing in one day as you do. And so there was like a week where I was like the guy that was like, dude, there's a show. And um, <laughs> and now it's like, oh, okay. It's like everybody knows about it now. But I remember yeah. I, I remember like texting my friends, be like, dude, check out Stranger Things. And then they'd be like, dude, that show you told me about is really cool. And then now it's just like, oh, that show is Stranger Things. <laughs> you know, well, and, season three, though, messed it up, though, because I'll be honest with you, as much as I like binging stuff, season three, I think that they made a huge mistake by not changing that to uh. weekly because everybody was so hyped for season three. I mean, everybody was just losing their mind ready for season three. And then season three came out over the, like at the 4th of July weekend. And then it was just done. Everybody talked about it in one weekend. Everybody binged it. Mm-hmm. And then nobody ever talked about it again. Yeah. Some Netflix but- stuff is good for the binge watch, but other stuff uh, speci- like stranger things of all things to me would be one of those shows that has a weekly like water cooler like throughout the entire week um chatter like even more yeah. so i mean like wandavision i think was there i don't think some of the other and mando like season one a little bit season two i think are on that level um not like in terms of quality specifically just in terms of like how much people are talking about chatter, it yep um but not many things really retain that like week to week um witcher I don't know which season. No, two. which, but no, not God. I don't know if it's quite big or it doesn't have quite enough of a through line. It's a great binge, I thought. But you know the, yeah. you know one. Of, well, this is what I was going to say about Netflix is, and I hear you. Like, they, I mean, they're committed to the binge model. That's just what they're going to do for like all their stuff. And yeah. like, but when people, you know, like there was an article that came out recently. We we're talking about like, you know, uh, you know, I, the numbers are coming out. Like, how many subscribers everybody's added over like you know through fourth quarter and all that right and we got the mm-hmm. disney plus numbers we got the hbo max numbers and i think there was an article yesterday that said netflix added another eight and a half million to their wow. total right so but whenever you talk about like hype and like you know what gets the conversation flowing with all of these services the one that consistently does it like 10 times a year with something different every time is netflix yeah well, and it's like, so, cause, cause and there's a lot yeah. of armchair, especially on Twitter, you get these armchair pundits. But the thing that I always find when I look more into the, <laughs> into like the data or, or like reports on like what they say is that they're acting on, like they are acting on data. They're not just dropping it. Like they're dropping it on a specific day and, and whatever. Right. And, and, and they aren't making that decision arbitrarily. Like they, they don't care when the views happen they just care that people are plugged in and always watching stuff Mm -hmm. and based on the model that they're using people are people are doing that more this way and and we don't see it because it doesn't manifest in the way that it used to but it's not as important to keep that water cooler talk up because they're not looking at like the same kind of eyeballs and ratings that they used to have to have like for commercials yeah and there's this back catalog and people are constantly discovering the back catalog and like it's but, just a totally different game that but, is di- like, but but that's but that's the crazy thing about it though is like when when because when people talk about how much hype one division had or how much hype yeah. Peacemaker <laughs> has right now and it's like okay guys it, that in many ways looking at the other streamers whether it's Disney Plus HBO Max Paramount Plus whatever 
anytime they have a show that has big hype, it's like, oh, that's cute. Let me know when you get like Squid Game and Queen's Gambit and Bridgerton, like right. all within a year's, yeah. all within a year, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's that's you you you, you can't beat that. I just well, think, look, I, like I said, I love I love binging stuff, I, and I and I get that they don't have to do it, you know, like that they don't need to rely on it. I just think, like for us as fans, like I know that every fan thinks you know, we there's the thing that we think that we want, and then the thing that we probably really want but don't understand how we get that hype and like get that, get that excitement going and that thing that like really sustains us for a while. And so to be able to watch a show on a weekly basis, if it's good like that and it keeps leaving us wanting more every week, then you're talking to your friends and we're doing shows like this on that, you know, and, and yeah. we're 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 keeping that in the vernacular and like everybody's talking about it. It's unfortunate when it all drops at once. Well, Dave's going to do his show on it, right? I'm going to yep. do my show on it. Everybody's going to do their show on it. Well, and we're going to have a show, and like half of us are going to be like, I stayed up all night to watch the whole thing. And the other half are going to be like, I didn't finish yet. I just won't, won't watch the show and won't be on the panel. And yeah. then like next week, we're on to the next thing. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. And exactly. so then it's gone. And I felt like that was what, because I think somebody, I saw somebody said, didn't, uh, didn't jump the shark. I don't think Stranger Things jumped the shark. I just think that they kind of like popped the balloon for a minute because. It just, it was so hyped for season three and then season three got here. Everybody watched it. Everybody seemed to love it, but it had no staying power because it all came out at once. And then it was the, it was like the 4th of yeah. July weekend. So it was a holiday mm -hmm. and then everybody just kind of went back to work. Everybody kind of went back to doing what they were doing. And now we're just waiting for season four. And I was talking to somebody about How long about has this. it been? It's like right. years like how long does it take to well, do a season of eight shows? I, like, I think yeah, they're all 18 mean, months apart. Each one has yeah. been. Yeah. yeah, and see that they did. I love what Netflix does with animation, or not all animation, but they did it with Voltron. I think they did it with Master of the Universe. Um, a lot of their different animated shows is they'll do like four to six episodes once every six months. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I was I was watching all of uh, Voltron, I was like really into Legendary Defender, and that was awesome because it was like every four to six months. It was just, it was like a few more, and the, and the break between those months was not. It didn't seem as long as as it would. Yeah. So instead of getting like 12 episodes every once a year, it was like pretty evenly spaced out. Um, and like the pacing of the show was great. And it was, it felt like constantly being fed, but not getting burned out at the same time. Like it was a really, I don't yeah. know if live action can be done the same way, but I really yeah. love that model. Well, you know, I was talking to somebody about this cause we were talking about like the matrix. Right. And, uh, and we were just talking about some other things that it's very much right now we're, as fans, we're very much in a cons in, in a consume mode where it's like we don't get done watching one thing and we're already wondering we already want the next thing. It, yeah. and, they, and we were talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, for example. Right. And I know what we'll, well, you know, we, we all take our, our hits, you know, for, you know, stuff like, you know, tonight I was showing, you know, that I got the. Oh, the, the my God. Battle, I right? hate you. Oh, yeah, look at dude. that. Look at that. Like, dude, look at that, dude. L listen, that to me, man. Beautiful. There are there are no bad Batmobiles. Heck yeah, man. God, that is awesome. Well, that that right there is when Batman and Catwoman are getting on. on oh the, yeah, when they're having sex on top of the. Yep, yep, and and you know it's like, hey, Batman, did you bring the bat protection? You got yeah. the bat condoms. Okay, <laughs> the make bat sure. Condoms right there. Yeah. But it's cool. This reminds me actually like of the old like eighty stuff because like. Yeah, because the door opens. The door and the opens yeah. and everything. Yeah. And so, like, so I got that. And I got, oh man, I got a bunch of other I stuff. But it. I was sure that, and then like somebody jumps in and they were like. Enosh, 
says he's a says he's a Zack Snyder fan, but he supports the Hamada verse. Whatever. Uh, I, and I had to laugh. Even, I know, but I had to even. laugh for a second because I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about like <laughs> like Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? And it was like we we waited, we waited, we waited, we waited, we waited, right? And we we fought, we pushed, and we wanted it and everything. And then we got it, and we were all hyped up to watch it. And then we watched it, and it's like we didn't even seem to even enjoy watching the thing. We before it was even done, we just were like, "When's the next one? What's coming next? Yeah. What's coming next?" Like not even taking the time to just like bask in the goodness that was there. We were already wanting to move on to the next thing and see the next thing. And I get it as a consumer, like you know, yeah, it was so good. You want to see what's next, right? Or like, I was but, surprised, and I wanted to. I keep on forgetting to like mention it to people, and I don't have the time energy to like organize it myself. But like, I'm shocked that there's not like weekly or monthly live watches like viewing like how hard is that to like and and people are going to tweet it's going to trend like like yeah have everybody watch it together once a month or not even everybody but just say hey we're going to watch it on friday night like it's a pop like who's who's going to say like i don't want to watch that once a month <laughs> like right um I'm, I'm really shocked that's not like a normal like especially in such like a campaign oriented fandom like that that is basically a mini campaign and you're watching the movie and live tweeting it like yeah uh oh these guys that's some oh, jokers nice. right there look at that McFarlane jokers what it, okay heck yeah nice. wait for the third one to come from walmart loving the, is that not, from the three jokers right three yeah. jokers yeah mm -hmm. never been a um a huge I've never really been an extra figure collector in general, like since being a kid and like playing with them. Mm -hmm. um, but I got it. most I know, of dude, the. This, um... I was so hoping that they weren't going to sell out of this thing, and I when I came <laughs> oh across it tonight That's at Target, good. I was just like, "It's gorgeous." <laughs> yeah, love it. Oh, man. I mean, oh, look at the front of it too. Check this out. Oh God, look at that. Oh, nice. it even lights up. Jeez, nice. I have to have that. You just missed Scott. He would have been all about that. Oh, I know. Scott just, yes, yeah, he left it the wrong. You got safety back there. You know, you got the, the brake lights. Yeah. You know, it's for safety. Of course, of course. Brake lights, brake lights. There you go. I, I, for some I, reason, R2D2 is there. That's why it's three hours. <laughs> it it, it right. literally goes off I, into I, space. I, I just enjoy, like, with, and I don't know, I guess 66 started it, but it's like every Batmobile, it's got to have, you know, the, the atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed in the back. It's got to have that. It's got to have the flames. It's got to like. I also got to show you guys this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so, so why do you have that? Because so this guy and his and his wife. First of become... all, do we know what this is? Do we know? <laughs> That's from Star Trek, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What's I don't know it, but it, but I, I I recognize it from Star Trek, but I yes. don't know what it's called. It is a Klingon Batleth. Yes. Okay, there you go. Yes, and it yeah, is, it is. I knew the franchise, the but I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, Ray, I can sharpen this sucker. Oh look, my! Look my at God. look at the blade on that. Look at the. Look okay, at the so 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 tell the story. How the fuck do you have so, it? Why, okay. why don't I so, have it? So <laughs> so uh, so my grandma passed away a couple of months ago, oh. right? And uh, and so yeah, and so uh, anyways, I took over her church, and uh, this couple started coming, and they've become like really good friends of ours, and they're just like one day. He's just like, uh, James is just like, hey, I, I got a couple of things for you. I'm like, okay. And so first, he comes out and uh, you got to love, because uh, this is how I roll, right? Is, uh, yeah, I took over this church, but like the first thing he brings me is like some KISS action figures. 
right? You know, nice. Nice. That because that's how I roll. Uh, so <laughs> you know, so uh, so there's like a couple more of those, and that was awesome, but stuff. But then he's like, "I've got this for you," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, yes. Yes, all day. Yes, and William is there in the uh, in the chat. He yeah. thinks he's coming in here and he's going to take my stuff, but I uh, I'm prepared for William. Yeah, I, <laughs> and for Wonder. We Meg. have protection. He says him and Wonder Meg are going to come and raid the place. She's going to take uh, uh, Gene Hackman, and uh, he's coming for the rest of my stuff. Do, do, I, do, I, do, I, I probably, you have that Gene Hackman uh, uh, Luthor, don't you? If, if you're yeah. not a Trekkie, you don't understand the the weapon he wields right yes. now. Okay, that I, <laughs> dude, this you, sucker's heavy too, man. Yeah, it yeah. looks. Yeah, no, I mean, that is that is that's fun, like. Klingon warrior, right there. Seriously. Like if 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 you hear a noise at night, Enosh, you can literally just grab that and just you know go down the hallway and be like, "What was that?" <laughs> and can you, and imagine, if you... <laughs> can, can you imagine the like the, like the, the news? Yeah, gets attacked with Batleth breaking into breaking. I mean, into that's there's... happened before. Where people have like a like a katana in their house or something. <laughs> Um, I gotta look up like the headlines, dude. dude you know awesome. they're not gonna call it Batleth. They're gonna say Star Trek sword or, or, yeah, like, or like yeah. nerd sword or something. Yeah, like, I know, yeah. right? But still, that would be amazing. There'd be a picture of you in the paper, you holding it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh man, that is fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, sir. Hacked oh, to pieces man. with a samurai sword, the burglars <laughs> who got a very unpleasant surprise when their victim fought back. <laughs> a man wait, defended wait, his home see. from four armed burglars by hacking them apart with a samurai sword. Well, yeah. it's either that or I'll get him with a piece of kryptonite. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> Don't mess with this. Or I know both. how to use or this. Both. I know how to use this. I'll crack this and glow the stick. This thing. Right oh, here. dude. Okay. All right. So, so, so I, I just thought like of when I'll Sam, use you as a nightlight down my hall. You break in here, William. I, 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 I just thought about like when fandoms collide and like, Dave, are you watching book of Boba Fett? Yep. Okay. So Thundercat was in yeah. the book. It was in the book of Boba Fett. Was he? He was the modder. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Thundercat. Like, I oh, saw okay. him immediately. I was like, oh, my God. I cannot hmm. believe that. I didn't it, see that. You know, you know who Thundercat is? He's, like, my favorite, like, bassist, like, in the world. And the fact that he's now canonically in Star Wars is just fucking amazing. Like, I remember even cool. reading something about that, too, I think. I thought, I thought I saw something on my timeline, too, about that. Yeah. yeah. I well, I as soon as I saw it, I I tweeted about it because I follow him on Twitter. But like, yeah, that was I don't know how that happened. Or you, like... just, you just reminded me of something. Uh, Tiffany's birthday's coming up on the first, mm. and uh, I just put it in the private chat. Yeah, I saw that. Know. Yeah, I got that for her for her birthday. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. William ain't got a chance. <laughs> oh no, not with that. Mm -mm. Nope. William ain't got a chance, dude. That is, he has no idea. Does it? Does, does, does it? Does it? Uh, does it animate? Does it move? Or... No, no, it's real. Okay. No, oh well, no, I know it's real, but like, does it? I mean, okay. Like, I didn't know if it had like the, you know, like the the snap. You know, like it. You know, oh, like how it changed. Yeah, like... I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I I don't know. I don't know. Quite honestly, like I, it, it's very detailed. 
Okay. Mm. Well, I, I, that's amazing. That is fantastic. Yes, can I just no, say that I love that I that I can buy that for my wife? Right. Like. Oh God, yes. Yeah. It, see, and, and that's the other get the a nerd other, girl. <laughs> well, and, and see, that's the other thing. That's why you don't like don't come for nerds. We've got plenty. <laughs> we have plenty of like in fandom home defense options. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. At some point, yeah. I will have some a of them are weird. Some yeah. of, dude, at some point, I will have a glaive from Krull. I will. I will have one. Oh, I will have a fucking yeah. glaive. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will have that damn movie. God, I, I got to watch that movie again. I, I watched that movie so much when I was a child, but I, I, love that movie. I have not seen that movie probably in 25 years. I, I love that movie. That. You break into Ray's house. Ray comes yeah. out like Khan in Wrath of Khan. He's got like the earwigs. <laughs> 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 They have a particular way. See, they're they're young. Cortex. And this is a fact of rendering the victim extremely susceptible, susceptible. to suggestion. The suggestion. Later, as they grow, yes. follows madness, madness and death. death. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, He's got yeah. it. He's got it. <laughs> Dude, all the shit that came, like, you saw that, that all the news that came out like it was like yes, well today was the 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 final trailer for season two of Picard that actually has fucking Whoopi Goldberg in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I, came Skyrim. back, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Well, like that. before, right before the the pandemic started, Patrick Stewart was in the View and he formally like asked her. Oh yeah, to be in season two, but we hadn't heard anything about it officially. Like her shooting or doing anything like that <laughs> until now like mm-hmm. her being in the trailer today it was amazing that's so awesome. like so like she's back q is back and like uh and brent spiner is playing like it looks like he's playing another soon type character in it mm-hmm. it's amazing but like on top of that like the like we found out that like discovery is getting a fifth season and the fourth season is only half aired uh strange new worlds is premiering in may but it's already getting a second season um, that's the the Pike show where they're in the Enterprise and like Lower Decks is getting a third season. There's a lot of Star Trek. We're getting a shitload of a lot Trek of Star Trek. Where's that? But but uh, you know where's that that next movie? I know Chris Pine said that that might be coming, but I don't and, know. Yeah, you know, and and, and that's the messy part because like you know, the, the Viacom had Paramount, CBS had yeah. the TV rights, so it's like. The 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 remarry is like only like what a year or two old now, so I think they're still like getting that in a row. Like they can't even what? figure that out with the with it because they need to put all thirteen fucking movies on the streaming service and they haven't done that yet either. And they totally need to do that, like because yeah. they have all the shows. So I think they're still like trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Well, with what's the movies. what's interesting about Star Wars and Star Trek is like what we've seen. I guess you could say in like the last few years it's like man some of the i mean both of these universes work very well in a tv format in a series format you know i guess star trek was always this i mean i know that star trek has 13 movies but but it's always been a it's always always been been tv yeah it's always been tv but even star wars i mean like you know when it came to this the sequel series it, it had its messiness when it comes to it but i mean look what's been given to us when it comes to the star wars series Steven, you look like you want to say something about that. (laughs) And you drink your Diet Coke. (laughs) Do do, do you want to comment on today's casting news, Steven? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who wants to? 
Any more uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead, I'm all for that. Yeah. I know. I like what you said, Stephen. You said cast her and everything. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. I mean, I've thought that she's um, give her all of the, ever since uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I've been like, give her all the roles. Dude, ever since Scott Pilgrim. What are you talking about? Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. I, just, I was I just a latecomer wanna... to Scott Pilgrim, but. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just yeah. want to know who she is. Like, I mean, like anybody wants to know, like, who who is she playing? Like, is yeah. she playing somebody that we know, or is she playing? A, I a I new almost character? want it to be a, like, there's excitement and like, oh, who could she be that we know? But I almost want her to just be new. someone new that can just come in totally unrestrained from any sort of having to fulfill canon expectations or anything, and just go for it. Now that was exciting news. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was like nobody that went, no, fuck that. Why would we want that? And I know everybody's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Put her well, in. It helps whatever that it's the Ahsoka want. show too, which I feel like yeah. not that, not that people are really down on star Wars TV in general, but no. of, of all star Wars, I think the thing that people can most universally get behind is a Dave Filoni run Ahsoka TV show. Yes. Um, yes. So. Yeah, I know when it, uh, ha, um, you know, how are you feeling about book of Boba Fett? You know, I actually like Book of Boba Fett. I know Thank that you. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, my my only, my, I'll be honest with you. My only thing I get the, I get the idea that some people are a little like because he's he's kind of a good guy, right? I understand that, um, and I hope that they get to him being. I think that they showed him though that you know he obviously you know spoilers I guess for book of boba fett but you know hanging out with the sand, sand people and everything kind of learning you know that tribe you know that tribalism yeah. kind of thing you know learning like a family you know to to quote uh, uh fast and the furious um <laughs> too fat too furious <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know so like i feel like he's kind of learned something there he's kind of grown up as a character uh you know, like I understand the desire to see Boba Fett just, you know, kicking butt. And I think that there'll be plenty of that. But I think that they got to set up the character. We have yeah. to always, you know, people don't ever want to do put in the time for the payoff. It can't just be payoff <clears throat> one episode, episode after another where it's just, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I thought it was awesome to see him coming out of the Sarlacc pit for them to explain that. Uh, you know, I love the fact that he got to, you know kill that sarlacc that was awesome uh you know it it is what it is the my only my only issues with uh with the um with the show is that there is the production value sometimes yeah because because it you can tell sometimes where the stagecraft stuff is like heavily like he's like you know supposed to be in the desert and you or can like tell the lighting's weird when they were sitting in front of the uh in front of in front of the fire spray um uh, in, yeah. <clears throat> in the last episode i could not care less um, about that i don't really i, I don't really I, care so much my it, my biggest issue with it is the fact is is the fact that it's kind of done without any sort of fan it's just kind of done with no explanation and yeah. then the reaction to it is very like like i'm seeing people post pages from source books and be like Oh look, it's been referred to as a fire spray since 1998 or whatever. And it's like I know I've got the source books too, but they also, in the text that says fire spray, the title on that literally says 
slave one. I know. Yeah. But, Fine. But, like I keep telling people, like, me too, man. I got a hundred and twenty of these guys. But, right? but yeah. I, I, I come <laughs> at it from the I come at it from the other <laughs> angle though, where it's like, when did it, name me the movie that it was ever that it, it was ever called that. It wasn't. I'm just where saying. Where was it ever called Slave One, though? No, that's my point. That's my point. No, that's what I was. Oh, not, oh but, I, thought but, you, I, mean, I thought you were saying. But where, where was he ever uh, called Boba Fett? Like uh, prior oh, to. Well, I mean, Han did say that. Yeah. yeah, true. Actually, they do. Say, yeah. But um. Oh yeah, we they, all slammed you, Stephen. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> yeah. Um, look, they didn't. They didn't name him until I know. You know, I was thinking of um. Palpatine, they named him in Return of the Jedi, but it was Palpatine yeah. that never got named at all in the original trilogy. Yep. That's true. You're right. Um, Very true. Just yes. by his action figure. I remember getting that action figure in 1983 and going like, who is this Palpatine guy? Or like, yeah, exactly. or like Organa, yeah. for example. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember yeah, being right. a kid and wondering what the heck that is. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You know, but. Um, and so there's right. a bunch of stuff like that. And it's not like I'm like, you know, rename it fine, whatever. I'm flexible on mm -hmm. canon. My issue is just the the way the I think the people who are mad are being a little bit ridiculous, but also the the like the there's a lot of Star Wars will do things, and then there's a lot of like pr semi pro Star Wars fans who it's like partially their their career yeah. who come out who 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 are like incredulous at the idea that anybody would mm -hmm. be miffed by that at all when it's yeah. like these people have been like the people who 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 care are. I realize a lot of them are like bad faith or maybe not, not exactly of the best of intentions, but also they're people who have been buying the, the, the dozens of iterations of slave one on Lego <laughs> or action figures sure. or reading the books and comics about Boba Fett and playing the video games. And it's, and it's, it's slave one. And it has been for, for decades. And that doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Um, but for people to act like it, never mattered or never was the name i don't know yeah. there's just there's there's a there's a reverse bad faith argument coming back at the people who are all miffed about it and so like while i'm not i don't have a dog in the fight i just find it funny when i see someone like like i don't know why people are so mad it's always been a fire spray it's like well no no it's been slave one and they changed yeah. it yeah. so let's yeah. just say they changed it because it's they they prefer it that way and whatever nobody ever named it so it doesn't it doesn't matter but like let's not try to pretend that it wasn't changed well it's like <laughs> yeah. i said when, when that when that yeah when that when that controversy started you know because i'm a huge boba fett fan like i said like i've been collecting vintage boba fett figures for quite a while i've got you know well over a hundred of them oh, i've wow. got all kinds of boba fett um memorabilia i mean i got a helmet back here i got you know i mean like i'm a huge boba fett fan um that's why my screen name was enosh fett for the longest time it's not my real name uh really? you know, I, thought it no, was. I know people have thought that they're like you're just a fan no uh, no that's <laughs> it um that's what that's not why um but like when i first heard that like it frustrated me i understand the frustration because you know like i've got a couple slave ones you know but it's like i told people it's like it'll always be slave one to me it they're never gonna disney is never gonna be able to convince me or most of the other people you know, to change our minds about it. They're not going to, we're not going to all start calling it the fire spray. You know what I mean? We're all going to yeah. call it slave one. And that's what we know it by. Um, or like what would have been easiest, honestly. And, and I think fans would have even accepted it. Like there was a slave too, right? Like just, just add a comic where the original slave one got destroyed and between empire strikes back and return of the Jedi, have him get a new fire spray that he just calls fire spray. <laughs> and like, 
I know that's like maybe too much explaining just just for a name change, but like honestly, I think most like uh, although Slave Two wasn't even a fire spray, right? That was a yeah. Is the Hound's Tooth is that is that a, is that Bosk's ship or is it a, a ship type? I don't remember, but um, anyway, they're but they're regardless. Even you know what I'm more upset about than than Slave One. What I'm more upset about that Hasbro, you know, did their Haslab thing and was like, hey guys. You know how you love the Mandalorian and you love that really cool new uh, ship that he's got there, the, the Razor the, Crest, uh, the Razor Crest, and it looks really cool. And like we, we keep playing with it like it's falling apart every week and like it, it keeps surviving. It just it's like the new Millennium Falcon, guys. He just keeps <laughs> just putting it back together. You literally saw it in the last episode with the door hanging off, flying through space, and they literally have to seal it off. Remember that thing? Well, guess what? We're going to make one of those. And if you get in on our deal, you can drop $350 and get it sometime oh. in 2021. <laughs> and I was like, honey, that's a great thing. I missed out on Jabba's sail barge, which I wish <laughs> I wish I wish I, I wish I would have gotten. So how about I get that? Would that be okay if I get that for Christmas this year? Yes, babe. That would be awesome. Thanks. And then the next episode, they blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> so then it got delayed because it was supposed to be here in October. Now it's supposed to be sometime in February. What the Whenever hell? it comes, I've got a ship that got blown up. Yeah, that's that, that, that's and not I, even part of the what's, story anymore. You know what's, yeah, what's really crazy about that too, and it's one of my larger frustrations with. <laughs> it's not, they're going to use the veil of the force to bring it back. A, a minor frustration, but still a little bit of a frustration with how the franchise is being handled is is they bring all this back and like the, you've got the millennium Falcon is still like the franchise flagship ship. Um, and then the sequel trilogy is like, look, we've got X wings and a wings and tie fighters. And like, how hard is it to introduce a new hero ship? Right. Like, like, <laughs> right. like why? Like, and, and I, I like the millennium Falcon is iconic and I get it. Like I even wrote an article at one point that was like, it's time to like destroy the millennium Falcon. Like at this point it's got your tongue. God damn it. Like there's almost more value in it, like dramatically, great being here. and and having Thanks. it go down. Not because like I don't like it, but because like you've got to at, at a certain point, it's just like it's too much of a. You you can keep it around, or like for example, the ghost. I guess is cool to have the ghost as a thing, but that's even that's barely our Easter egg in the movies. How is there not another ship that like? I'm sure someone here can probably name another ship in the movies that like is a. But like, what casual fan can name? another ship in the star Wars universe other than the millennium Falcon. I, I actually agree with you on that because I will, I, I will say that like the first time I saw force awakens, like, you know, the, the, the scene where it first shows up and like the, the, they play it off as a joke. where like, they're headed for the better ship, the quad jumper. And it's like, what about that one? That one's garbage. You don't see it off screen in the quad. Jumper yeah. It's straight. It's like the garbage well. will do. And then you run over and you like hear the theme and it's there. Yeah. I will admit there was a part of me that was like, Oh, I mean, no, I was excited. Oh. But there was also a part of me that was like, Oh, cause I, I did kind of want a new ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, even though I do, even though I do love that one, it's weird that like this is a thing I even have to be frustrated about because like this is like Star Wars exists to sell toys. Like, so yeah. how are you not like oh introducing got the, ship after ship like after the, ship. like yeah. the Razor Crest is probably in live action the only other ship that has a name that anybody could name or or care yep. about, and yep. they destroyed it. Um, <laughs> right? I you mean, know? didn't just like destroy it. Like they they. 
they took all that time. I actually was digging the fact that, like I said, I was joking there, but I was actually digging the fact that, like, the ship kept taking a beating and having to get pieced together yeah. and fixed and everything. And I, and like I, I laughed out loud that that last episode before they blew it up, where it's you know just doors falling off, you know, and the whole thing is just exposed. We've never really seen that before. And I thought that was great, you know, because like the ship keeps getting repaired. And I was looking for that moment where they were going to take it back. And like he was finally going to get the proper repairs, maybe after a couple of seasons. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. it was going to be like this nice, pristine razor crest or like get mm-hmm. some sort of a like like aftermarket upgrade. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I mean, which is, again, sells toys like right. I mean, right. so unless the, unless he gets another ship, you know, of that design. You know, it it just kind of sucks, you know, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, the Mm -hmm. first time in during the Mandalorian, when I saw when I saw Slave One flying across the screen. Fire spray. Yeah. Look, I listen, my whole thing with that is I don't care what you call it. It's just I don't get the I don't like the. The, the the outrage crowd like that's yeah right. the outrage crowd I, 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 I was gonna say, I, but there's outrage on both sides there's right, the outrage right. and there's the outrage that there's outrage and both are i think are completely I, disingenuous I, I, this, I, this I, is I, the finger that we wear that we wear this on for anybody calling it fire spray <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm i'm not saying it like like if people if, if it bothers people okay it's just the people that are like our world is going to hell in a handbasket because You're it's my right that's yeah. it's it's that shit that <laughs> That yeah, gone too far. I I, 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 I don't know about you, but that 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 scene when in uh, the last episode where he's coming down and starts blasting all those guys and oh, I'm just, oh man, I'm, oh yeah. dude, that was. I'm gonna tell you right now, there are a few. There's like a few sounds uh-huh. in existence yeah. that like get me fired up more and than two more of than, them belong to that ship well, there's, yes. there's, 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 dude when i heard and it's the same fucking sound from attack of the clones yes the seismic charge and i'm like mm. just 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 hearing it just like mm-hmm. it's like when you hear the transformers you know that <laughs> it's the same it's the same kind of like feeling and especially since fucker deserved that seismic charge Oh yeah, man. You know, like I, uh, but yeah, I mean the show, I think the show is fine. It's just, it's yeah. pacing itself as long as, as long as it comes to, a, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as it comes to a good end, you know, then the journey is worth it. I'm digging the, I'm digging the flashback stories more yes. than yeah. the present day stories. I feel like, um, of course it's star Wars. So I'm going to propose an alternate edit. But um, <laughs> I, my my opinion from watching it, I feel very much like um, the flashbacks would have all made they they could be trimmed a little bit and put together, and as a hour long first episode, do all the flashbacks. Um, I think cutting back and forth between detracts from both, like in terms of pacing, detracts detracts from both stories a little bit. But um, the thing that I've noticed between this and then also, um. Uh, Hawkeye and then also I think after I realized that it's true of basically all the Disney Plus um, shows they all kind of feel like the assembly cut of a movie where you Mm. watch it and like there's you mentioned that last week I did mention that last week also rerun um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, no, it's a good point because I, like, yeah, I, because, I agree with you. because there's stuff in there that's cool and there's good moments and it and it, <laughs> and it works. But like, like for example, in Boba Fett, 
like the 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 Vespa gang chase would have been cut if it was a movie, if it was edited together in a movie. That would just been like, oh, they they shot this scene and it just didn't work, and so they is they, everybody they left calling it out. them Vespas? That's what I see people because, calling it because of because um, of how slow they dry. Okay. Well, I mean, because they also look like Vespas too. Like they're not. They do. Bikes. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> um. And um. And that and there just seems to be stuff like that in every single show where it's like, and and I, and I think the biggest thing with all of them, but also Boba Fett, I think my biggest frustration after I realized after this last episode is that so much of these episodes has been spent explaining stuff that I don't, I'm not convinced needed to be explained. Um, like the flashbacks are cool, but I don't know that we needed quite so much to explain like why he's going to go against the Pikes. And now we're four episodes in and it's like, why not just start like, give us the flashbacks and then give us episode four. Um, there's there's cool stuff that happens in between, but I don't know why it feels like it's all there to explain something that I was ready for in the first episode. Um, and um, I don't know. And I think Tamora Morrison also, it's funny because he's just like, it's very clear he's like not media trained. Because <laughs> um, he walks, man. Um, I'm uh, I, I, I love he, what was it? He was, he was in an interview and he's just like, yeah, I think they have me say way too many lines. I'm complaining to John all the time, like cut this line or give this to her. And, um, and that was one thing I noticed in the last episode where, um, where there was a scene where they nailed it. Well, for him, at least, I think a lot of that, the cantina scene with black chrysanthemum, um, could have been trimmed a little bit, but when it comes to like how I wish Boba Fett had, was more like in this show is that scene should have been a, mostly the same except he's standing there with his helmet on and then and then his line it was worth a try is like there that's that's what he needs to be like I don't, there's too many moments where he like goes on this like soliloquy and uh it's like i don't know that you need it i didn't need that much from him um, yeah like I'm not saying he has to be just like this helmet wearing one liner just just because of yeah. how he was introduced. But, but there but are a lot of people that feel that way. I'm there looking a lot of moment. I feel like there's a moment coming though where he's gonna lose it, and uh -huh. and we're gonna see that. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like I feel like there's coming this moment because like everything that happens seems to not phase him right now. Yeah. It's like it's like everybody's like, well, no, we're not gonna join you. Okay. Yeah. It's like, dude. Like even, but even Fennec is looking at him like that, like, like what are you doing, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like why yeah. aren't you forcing your hand on these people? You know, like why aren't you, why aren't you making them do it? And I think the point is going to come down to it is he's going to end up with the respect of everyone, yeah, and over all of it. And there's going to be, <clears throat> you know, a um, a confrontation with the Pikes, you know, and there's going to yeah. be this thing that happens where Boba Fett. I mean, like we got a little taste of that was like. Boba Fett's been nice, been nice, kind of, you know, he kind of beat up everybody in the, in the tattoo parlor, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, and then, and, uh, but then, you know, like, like Dave was saying, like he literally blew the entire biker gang to yeah. hell. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, so I feel like there's those moments <clears throat> where, where Boba Fett is like, look, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. So therefore I don't have to do whatever I want. Whenever exactly. I want. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's where I feel like, um, I'm totally fine with him being that way, even though he hasn't been traditionally portrayed that way, including in, in canon and non-canon. Um, my biggest, um, I don't know, frustration or quibble is like that 
from in the timeline when we've seen him, we see him in Empire Strikes Back, and that's the first time we were introduced to him, and it, and it is Darth Vader who has spent two movies indiscriminately killing dudes <laughs> for looking at him wrong. And then he's got this lineup of bounty hunters, and he's like, find Captain Solo by whatever means necessary. Oh, but you, don't go too far. Like, whoa, wait, who is this dude? Right. You know, they, like, I, 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 but I want them alive. You're free to use any methods yeah. necessary, but then, I want them alive. No disintegration. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, As whoa, you whoa. wish. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, who is this? Oh, you're doing the Jeremy Bullock not the uh oh, the good one. <laughs> okay. you know i, I, I um, listen i love to i love tamara morrison and i'm really happy for him in this show but yeah. that is the one change oh man that i hate the most greatest yeah. mistake um, of my life i hate the, the first change. the first comic-con i ever went to in detroit jeremy bullock was there and we were so caught up in a bunch of other stuff like I kept thinking man i really want to go meet him 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 Never got around to it. Oh, Never man. went over and even said hi. Didn't Damn. go meet him. Did, did, and... did you know that's also not his voice? That's actually a third act. That's actually another yeah. actor's voice. Yeah. But yeah. Bullock was the physical. Like, yeah, he was, Bullock yeah. was Bullock. He also, he also was the guy who was leading Leia through uh, Bespin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Do you not see the room that I have? In <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and then, well, then Would you like to the test movie. me on more Star Wars trivia? <laughs> He's the only... <laughs> That's He's like the only testing guy. me on Star Trek. No, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, um, get my ballot out too. <laughs> He's the only guy, other than like other than Tarkin, I think, who like doesn't seem to be afraid of Vader, mm -hmm. and also yeah. isn't just killed because of it. He's worth a lot to me. I was gonna yeah. say right. He he mouths, He's like he's no good to me. Dead. It's like, yeah. Okay. This dude is just saying. And then, and then he Vader wants. isn't. Then Vader isn't like shut up and do your job. He says you will be compensated. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> everybody um, else, he's like. Apology accepted. And then, and then everybody <laughs> seems to focus on that. Yeah, because he's got a lot of people who like. I don't see what the big deal yeah, is. Admiral's he... like, like killing it, like left and right over here. And Boba Fett's just like, yo, yeah, you better not kill him. Yeah, that's my money. I but yeah, I better get my money. my money. And um, it's weird because there's a lot of people, especially like some hardcore Star Wars fans, who are like, I don't get what the big deal is. People just like him because of the cool costume, but he oh, dies unceremoniously and like whatever. Like, but. But so that's what we know of him, and then we see him in at, at Jabba's palace once again. Craziness going on, but he's yep. just like being chill AF. Um, and then clearly he's got a reputation because you've got um, then then Han is like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. So anyway, the point is that the movie the the movies allude to this reputation, and he portrays this like Darth Vader. He's 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 super cool and 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 unaffected. But also, we know that he's got a like sinister side when he needs to. Like he's all business, but Vader tells us this dude will disintegrate you if he wants to. Yeah. Um, and then he goes into the Sarlacc, and then he comes out in Episode One, and he is almost immediately transformed with the Sand People, like where his time with like the Tuscans, and I don't. I don't mind kind of the the character that he becomes. I just don't feel like they there's no bridge there. I understand the the idea is he becomes this because of them, and that's great. But like, there's no moment of like, like I I feel like he's that way when he comes out of the Sarlacc. Well, it's because that same person so, was a woman, and it's all well, woke. 
don't well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boba, Bo- nice. He's now uh, he's changing his name in season two to Boba Woke. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was, I, I, was, I, was actually, I was actually gonna say the 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 vision quest was actually gonna say that like the vision quest that he, like because that's clearly what that was yeah because it's oh, yeah, that, that whole that's what I'm saying is that's, it's all it's all there and like I get what they're doing but and I don't know if it's because he's not I don't want to say he's, he's not a bad actor but I don't know if it's because it's they just didn't have the time or the range or whatever to like to take him on that that journey but it just felt like he was he went we didn't get any of the empire strikes back boba fett yeah in this um he was and and um and i just feel like there could have been or well, maybe should have been a little bit of that so that there's more of an arc which instead would be of interesting like, though because because maybe if this is like the next chapter of boba fett it would be interesting since they did this in flashback what if we get a season two or whatever that's like the book of Boba Fett part two or whatever, where right. there's something that that's leading up where like, we get to see that like pre empire. Right. There's supposed to be the him and Cad Bane on Tatooine. Well, 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 but let yeah. me ask, like, let, let me ask, ask this though. Cause like, it, cause okay. How much of it? Cause it's not like Boba wasn't in the, Boba was in, like, I know he was in Clone Wars and, and I forget whether or not he was in rebels, but I know he was in Clone Wars. He was in Clone Wars, not rebels, yeah. but yeah. So, how much of it because one of the things that i've noticed about like disney's handling of the franchise is that they are not just pulling in from one source they're pulling in from like there's there's prequel trilogy references there's original trilogy references yeah and like they're 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 all they're connecting they're they actually are following jeff Loeb's it's all connected bullshit that did not work for the marvel for marvel netflix they did not follow that at all this yeah, actually... you guys read Star Wars, yeah, the comics. I have, yeah, that have led between you know because they they filled in the gaps. Oh, the between... can canon or yeah, not the canon. canon stuff, the canon stuff between I fell between off a, a new hope, ago, but a new hope and Empire. I mean, they filled in everything that happens with the story. And Boba Fett basically goes off, finds Luke Skywalker. Vader ends up confronting Luke at some point. Doesn't yeah, I realize that. that it's Luke, but that's where he first hears the name Skywalker is from Boba Fett because Boba Fett is the one who's been hunting. Luke, mm-hmm. and that's why they all, you know, know him, so, you know, whatever. But uh, so, so, and then so, they then they just filled in between. Well, and and so, by the way, in in that they they make him probably the most. I haven't read all of his EU stuff. I know he got he's pretty cruel in some of that. Yeah, but in some of those Star Wars, the I don't think it was Vader. I think it was the Star Wars ones when he's like interrogating people on Tatooine. He is like real cruel, like not like like outright villainous like psychopathic level does whatever he needs to do to get information out of people mm-hmm. um which makes it because i think that he's always a little bit of that not anti-hero necessarily but like lawful neutral sort of well and he's, then, a, he's a bounty hunter he gets right. paid to do the job he's not necessarily evil right he just but and, pays but I, right but I, he's never I, i've never considered him someone who like goes out of his way to be evil until yeah. like i read that and i was like you didn't need to go that hard <laughs> to complete the job um and so and so it's that, that kind of stuff where then i'm like i don't i don't so i'm just confused why why they they introduced him in this where it's just like oh no he's just like happy all the time now <laughs> <laughs> with this big pearly white smile i it, yeah. it, well I, I don't know that i 
maybe not happy. No, but maybe I'm exaggerating like, on that, but yeah. Well, nah, well, no. well, I was just gonna say like reserved. <laughs> yeah, but but I but I guess my whole point with that is like maybe it's not just now he's petting rancors. Like when you <laughs> no see 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 now that I see and I, I he's gonna ride up. that rancor before before it's oh, over. Yeah. He is, and I can't wait. And I love the fact that it was. And I Stephen, were you the one that said that took you out of it? The fact that it was Danny Trejo was that I you? I think somebody else. Or no, said it was that. it was Travis. I think Travis said that. Um, but I was I was yeah. I I tried to not speak on it too much last week because I had bad mouthed it too much the week before that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I get but, it. I didn't see like, him. I don't know what character he was playing. It's Danny Trejo. Like I felt the yeah. same way. The second he showed up, I was Danny like, Trejo, "Oh, yeah. it's well, Danny Trejo." Well, You're like, was, "Oh, Robert Rodriguez." It, it, yeah, it, it, we get yeah, it. But but it, yeah. but it was machetes training rancors now. I'm, I'm yeah. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that like if I see somebody that I know from other things and now they're in this franchise like like I, I just talked about how I love that Thundercat is now canonically in Star Wars like as mm-hmm. a character so Danny Trail Machete of course yes him being yeah. in Star I don't, Wars I don't mind just, it like, so much I feel like him it. being the ranker trainer specifically might be what was weird about it well it no felt I, very I, much like a bit I, part as I, opposed I, like, to like. Make him yeah. a bounty hunter, or make I guess him. Uh... The story <laughs> behind that is that he is like a big pit bull defender, and uh, so that was like uh, his primary motivation for. Because the idea is, and and that's one of those subverting expectations where, like, okay, you, we all have our expectations for what a rancor is based on Return of the Jedi, and so his whole point is no, it, and you even hear him and say they could be very loving and very gentle, and they imprint yeah. on the first human that they see, and it's like, okay, he's trying to get us to buy that rancors are not evil yeah well, you know, although speaking of established though that people were writing rancors and stuff like yeah. that like even in the eu and everything i mean well, i was gonna was, say speaking of thing. speaking of bringing in um other other canon stuff is it was established um this rancor we were waiting it was a it was a what do you call it a um a plant a, a, a uh chekhov's gun that was planted in one of the books um, I think the same book, the uh, Chuck Chuck Wendig um, book, where um, the what's his face, the 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 marshal that had Boba Fett's armor, Cobb um, Cobb Vanth, Cobb Vanth. Um, they also established that I think it was actually the same group of people were kind of a spinoff. A lot of that stuff is kind of the the result of the like the Jabba's palace. Um, kind of falling apart and uh, different people went different ways and um and i believe it's that rancor at least it could be anyone but there was a baby rancor in the mix where they mm. they um established no no actually i'm wrong they have a baby hut somewhere on tatooine <laughs> i just remembered that that's what baby it is that's a baby rancor. Um, they've um, got a hut that they are raising somewhere is, is is it like the lannisters because let me look pe- it up now because i'm going because people were totally making that joke about the about oh no the huts, yeah the huts and the lannisters is hilarious yeah just um, the whole like them holding hands just like oh really well, they could have <laughs> gone with the original bib fortuna story you know that story right which one is that so from in like, the comics from... in yeah in the eu originally bib fortuna when jabba fell bib fortuna had a um had a backup plan that Bib was actually planning on killing everyone, was ki- planning on killing Jabba, and that he actually poisoned everyone's drinks abo- aboard the sail barge. He was actually really happy that they all got together, that all the important people in the palace were on the sail barge that day to execute Han and Luke and Leia. And so he had he had established to poison them all. 
and uh, he had to stay back at the uh, at the palace that day. So that's why he wasn't aboard the sail barge. And so when they all blew up anyways, he took over. Well, the Bomar monks, who are the, the spider you know creatures, they are they're monks who have taken their brains out because they evolved and they evolved so spiritually until they just they don't need their physical form anymore. So they just put their brains in these jars and, uh, you know, and then their spider bodies walk around. Well, he took over. Bib Fortuna took over the palace and was trying to control everything. The Bomar monks finally turned on him because the Bomar monks, that was their palace. Right. Jabba just took it over. The, but the monks didn't care because they weren't worried about physical things as long as they were left alone. So they just always left the Bomar monks alone. Uh, alone. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but when uh, Jabba died, all the monks turned on um, Bib Fortuna and as punishment, they cut his brain out and they put him in a jar. So he That's was, right. so he yeah. was, a, so he was in a, his brain was in a jar for like the longest time. And he was trying to plot his revenge the whole time. So he reached out. I can't remember the guy's name, but he reached out to a different Twi'lek uh, and like was like telling him, hey, Jabba's palace is here. Like the you can come and claim it at any time. Like you should come and take it. Convince the guy to come to Tatooine. The guy comes to Tatooine. Uh, and Bib Fortuna like took over that guy's body, put his brain in the other Twi'lek's body, put that Twi'lek because that Twi'lek had done something to him in the past, put his brain in the in the jar, and then uh, ruled going forward as as Bib Fortuna, but in a different body. It was weird when, when I read that the first gonna, time. When I read I that the first that time, I was like, "What." That's crazy. I want to see that. Made, yeah, it actually made Bib Fortuna like kind of a more, much more interesting character than just being a dummy because he actually had a plan to kill Jabba. Like, you know, I, hmm. I, I, I don't know if I've said this before here, but like I've talked to other people about it. Is like with because I know there's still like I feel like there's a decent amount of animosity from old school fans about the fact that the EU is no longer canon yeah. or, or that it's not canon at all. Like, and the idea is like, they, that's part of why they think what Disney's doing is perversion because there's all this wealth of storytelling that was done for years in the EU. And now it's just all being shoved aside for whatever this new stuff is. Oh yeah, for sure. So, mm -hmm. But uh, great you know stuff, what? but you know, they're slowly bringing I, it back. I, I, but, I, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought the, hold those up again. Pull this up again really quick, because this is, this is the point that I was kind of getting at. Like, the point is, is that, and I, I, I said this in, like, my most recent Book of Boba Fett review. They don't want, Disney doesn't want a Game of Thrones situation. Mm. And what I mean by that is, they don't want a bunch of people that, like, like, remember all the people that had read A Song of Ice and Fire that were recording reaction videos of everybody that was watching the show whenever the Red Wedding or some other stuff would come up, like, oh, I can't, <laughs> can't wait till you get to this point. Oh, watch what happens when you're going to get to here, right? Yep. They don't yep. want the same situation. They want their own, like, original canon. They don't want to do adapted works. Exactly. Having said that, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that the Ahsoka story slash the culmination of all the TV stories is actually going to be a remix of the Thrawn trilogy, yes, which oh, Enosh probably knows oh, what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, I know right. exactly what you're talking about because yeah. did you watch the Bad Batch? Yeah. Is it interesting that the Bad Batch ended on Mount Tantus on the planet Wayland? And the first thing that they introduce is that they go to Wayland, Mount Tantus, where the Empire has been storing its its 
stuff. And guess what? This guy right here, if you haven't read the book, he's a cloned Jedi. I'm just going to reveal it. It's the book came out in 91. Sorry. sorry. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Read it. If you haven't read it by now, just freaking read it. I, I, I actually haven't watched years. the bad. He's a clone. Yet, he's okay. a clone Jedi Master um, who thinks he's a, a real Jedi Master, but he's crazy because he was a clone. And that's the whole point: is is Thrawn goes there to get him because he realizes that the Emperor was the one keeping the battle together in Return of the Jedi. And when the Emperor died, that's when they lost. So he wants to get himself a Jedi Master to control everything. But then he uh, surrounds himself with these creatures called Yasalamiri. And create force bubbles and so he goes and gets that and so i guarantee you right now i guarantee you right now and i've i've talked to some people about some different things uh <laughs> you're gonna see just that you're gonna see sure. just that well, and and there, <clears throat> there, there's there's characters there's characters that i guarantee you you're gonna be hearing from in the not so distant future once they get into that well, story i'm gonna and, be shocked i don't know what really you know what made me think of that first, which is a weird twist. And not that this is a replacement necessarily, but I realized I Ahsoka's place in canon can fulfill a not entirely so different role as Mara Jade. As yeah. the as the apprentice of the right. of, of Anakin and the connection to the Skywalker line and like all these different things. I was like, wow, that's I know she's not like evil turned good, but functionally, if they're going Thank to you, remix Aaron. that story that is a um, good way to do it. one of the many elements that they can take along yeah. with. And then also you've got Ezra would be basically probably Luke um, in that, in the, the equivalent, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to go into like the unknown regions or whatever. And it's going to be yeah. heir to the empire and the unknown, unknown regions without the OT characters. And, and, and I think it, and I wouldn't be surprised the, if you see some OT characters though, too. The, 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 uh -huh. the fact, the fact that Thrawn is the fact that they, that Thrawn was, central in like the in rebels signifies that okay they are they're most certainly willing to bring characters out of the eu into this sure. they just want to do their own telling of it so remixes yeah. are fine they yeah. just do not want to do exactly an adaptation yeah i mean it's going to be wildly different i think yeah. but well, it's going it to be like fans from the books are going to say like oh they're taking this from here and this from there but like on a high level, I think it's a very like the chess pieces are going to look different, but they're going to move in a similar. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and all these people were like, well, and they're going to erase the the sequel. Tr they're not. They're going to show how it <laughs> got to that point and what happened. It's there's 30 years worth of story to fill in like that's. That's the crazy thing is, is what's always what's always surprised me is, is how people expected all these characters to still be in the same place in their lives like like. They never changed within 30 years. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, well, that's to, what to... I was saying earlier. Is like, you know, Star Wars is, you know, when it comes to telling these stories, you need it in a series format more than, you know, trying to cram it all into like all these movies. That's the Bingo. thing. There's Bingo. so much. There's so somebody much in one of my collectors groups, somebody well, in my collector group, one of my collectors groups the other day was just talking about, they, they posted a picture of Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. And they were being sarcastic and they were like, who's this person? I don't know who this guy is. Can somebody tell me who this is again? And here comes all the, you know, he's a disappointment. He's this, he's that, you know, like they're making up stuff or whatever. And then somebody goes, yeah, well, he was supposed to be the, you know, like a, a ruler who ruled with an iron fist from the dark side and the, and the most powerful Sith that ever was. But they screwed him up and they did this and they made him a whiny, you know, complaining, uh, arrogant, you know, person who let his ego take over. And I'm sitting here thinking, familiar. 
You mean like Anakin? <laughs> <laughs> Womp womp. Um, <laughs> and and I, way, I literally said to the guy, tell me you don't know anything about Skywalker boys without telling me you don't know anything about mm -hmm. Skywalker boys. They're all whiny. They're all egotistical. Yes, even Luke. Oh, Luke yes. is my hero. Fuck yeah, Luke. Yes. <laughs> Luke is my hero. But this this Luke worship that Luke like Watch did no Empire wrong. Again, fuck not. Seriously. And, and that what he can't hell? do any wrong and everything. Like Luke is my hero, man. I just I just bought a Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi action figure. It's the it's the it's the most prized thing now that I own a uh, figure that's still in the package. Um, you know, like I love Luke. Don't get me wrong. Luke is Luke was my hero growing up. But this idea that Luke is like this perfect guy who never made any mistakes, who, you know, who's just going to be the most awesome Jedi master. And they just ruined him. Listen, that's just not. He spent an entire movie fucking up. Like everything an entire that he movie. Did. I know. And that's the thing trilogy. is like, and like, listen, like people have such a, and I, and I hate to bring everything back to like, like Zack Snyder, but people have such a, like a, uh, a conniption fit about, uh, Pa Kent telling, uh, you know, Clark, Clark, you know, like, oh, well, you know, look, if, you know, maybe, I don't know, you, you know, should, like, yeah, you, you should have let, you know, like, let him die. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. Yoda straight up tells Luke because he's like, well, should I just let Han and Leia die? I saw them in the clouds and, you know, and they were they were hurting. And they were in pain. Should I just let them die? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you value what they if fight you honor for, what they fight for. Yes. Then yes. Right. That's and exactly even Obi-Wan's out there going, Luke, don't leave. Like they're both on and they're like, Luke, don't do this. But you know what? Luke has always been prone to getting visions of the future that he doesn't understand that confuse him, that get him thinking with his heart because he wasn't taken away from his family as a baby. He's not the typical Jedi. He he was raised in a completely different environment with his emotions, and so he lets it get the best of him. And that's what started to happen, and nobody likes that, I know, well, but that's they what also started tell to happen. Him, they also tell him straight up that he has to kill his dad. Right? Yeah. Both of them, like, hey, you gotta kill him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. But... You know, it just, it just always, it just, I, I don't know. Like people, people will have all this like rose colored window thinking when it comes to our childhoods and like how everything was so perfect and everybody now is just ruining it. Tell? Yeah. Well, everybody, a lot, um, I don't know. I, I don't mean to make it like a, nobody knows this as much as we do. Um, I Cause I wasn't even like that deep into the EU. I read a, a fair amount, but I know there's lots of people that read way more than me, but um there's a lot of people who, who have a a very broad um, memory of their or very broad perspective of their understanding of the material based on a sliver of um, of kind of what's out there. Not that that means that that's that's a wrong perspective, but I I, no. I frequently find that. A lot of these opinions, and, and not not because they're like extrapolating, but because they remember reading all these books when they were a kid, or reading all these comics, or watching the movies a ton, and like that's fine. But it's it is it's like the slide being bigger. <laughs> when you go to the playground, you're like that slide's not as big as I remember it being. Except the difference is you're not going back to the same slide. They're like, here's this slide that's like the other one. They're like, nope, that's not like the slide I was on when I was a kid. It's like you know what? Neither is the slide that you were on when you were a kid. This, this transcends um, <laughs> fandoms because that's a, yeah, that's a great it, point. It, everything that we're describing here, like you brought up Zack Snyder, we brought we talked Star Wars, all this shit's happening in Star Trek right now. There is oh, a sure. all, all the it, yeah. there's this phrase that it's it's as bad as Hamada verse. It's called New Trek. 
That's what they it's it, it's spelled N U T R E K. And it's literally what they use to describe all the Paramount Plus shows because that's such a travesty. And Alex, that's Kirschman, way better branding and, than Homodiverse. New Trek is actually pretty. I'd buy it into that. Cool. It's, yeah. it, but it, it, but it's you. It's used in the same way though, derogatorily. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, and, I'm just I'm 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 complimenting oh, yeah. the the branding. The, the name. The name it. is definitely better. And, yeah. And and, and, yeah. and they say they say the same shit too. Like just how Kathleen Kennedy every day is going to get fired. Alex Kurtzman every day is going to get fired. Right. Every time you know the, the, his ratings are horrible. Just like her ratings are horrible. <laughs> and they look at the shows and they're like, I can't believe how they bastardized TNG and the Star Trek that we know and love with all of these stupid stupid jokes and bad humor and all this ridiculous retelling of Picard's origins. It's like there is an episode. There is an episode in the first season of Star Trek, the next generation that is definitively 110% racist. <laughs> there is a racist episode of Star Trek, the next generation. It's called code of honor. It's the fourth episode in season one. Enosh, I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. Um, I'm so, I'm still kind of behind on all the on all the Trek stuff. Okay. I will say this: Look, I don't wholly embrace Disney Plus and all of Lucasfilm's creative decisions. I don't at all. There's many things that I have a problem with. I just um, like the Rise of Skywalker to me. Mm. There's so many problematic things, but you know totally. what? But but There's I don't have a problem with a lot of the things that I see people gripe about, right? Like I see people gripe, like, like there's no way that the emperor would come back as a clone and blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, that's maybe because it's back in the early nineties. None of us that's were complaining. We thought it was the most awesome thing on the planet. We thought it was so cool that the emperor had cloned himself. I got an action. We figure thought it was so cool. Emperor, they did right it again. There. I got an action. <laughs> figure that's that's cloned like, emperor right about there. Yeah. And, uh, he's one of the coolest figures that I have. <clears> and then like, and then stuff like people are like, well, Ryan Johnson doesn't know anything about Star Wars. Well, okay, because in that same in that same comic book, you know what Luke does? Luke turns to the dark side. Full on. Can you imagine if that had happened in the sequel trilogy? Yes. Oh, if God. Luke had like gone and been like, I'm going dark side. Because one, uh uh Lucas was gonna do that to him in Return of the Jedi. The yes. original ending was was he was supposed to put on Vader's helmet and go, now I'm Vader. Which is hilarious. I need to right. see that. Like <laughs> right. I mean, come uh, no. on. Somebody reenact, somebody re <laughs> right? repurpose that. But in that comic, <clears throat> in that comic, Luke literally goes to the cloned emperor, yeah. pledges himself that. to him, and guess what? Then all of his friends come in on the Millennium Falcon to come save him. They all get Luke out of there. They're in hyperspace, they're leaving, they get across the galaxy, and Luke says, Hey, thanks everybody for coming saving me. I really appreciate. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, thanks for coming saving me. You guys, you know I love you and everything, but this is something I got to do. Please don't come back for me. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And then he disappears because oh, he force projects himself uh, across the freaking galaxy. Oh, kind of like he did yeah. in last. Although, huh? have have it not? I I I enjoyed that comic, and I didn't have a huge issue with the force projection. <laughs> but I will say, I thought the force Dark Empire was kind of a. That shit insane comic. Too, I'm like, just saying, nobody. I'm just saying. Back Very during long. the time, though. Back during yeah. the time, though, we were in a position where we wanted story. Like nowadays, we just don't want stories. We just want yeah. to reminisce about what we had, and then we complain that everything is like too much, like when we were a kid, or it's or it's somehow bastardizing our childhoods. And it's like somewhere in the middle, there is something. You know, like I don't know what, but like I'm not complaining about the emperor. But what I'm complaining about is they didn't flesh out the story enough. For like how he came back, and mm -hmm. and the, because of the reaction to the force or to the last well, Jedi, 
they literally just like crammed a bunch of stuff into the last one to just try to make which, everybody happy. Which and is that's weird never going to work because it, it, it in like the EU stuff or not the EU, but like the 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 new canon stuff, the NU canon stuff. No, um, the <laughs> like the books and whatever. Um, the, like they actually, I thought, really effectively set up the Emperor's Return as a clone, like especially the Chuck Wendig novels. But I mean, even like you go back to like, the Vader comics and they brought in Dr. Silo and um, and introduced the Emperor doing all these experiments to to find out how to bring himself back after death. The they were doing like the the elect the like digital like mind recreation and clone bodies, whatever. And he was looking for apprentices to replace Vader and then. Um, there's this whole Sith um, ceremony that's done in the aftermath books that the one of his acolytes says that he's going to return across. The, like, there's all this stuff in there that's like leading to that. And then in the movies, they're like, "All right, so we've got this all built up," and they like contradicted all of it to bring him back. Like, "Oh no, he's just back." And it's like I don't know why they didn't like. I know like you can't hinge the movie on the book canon. I get that, but like there was this opportunity to like they were gonna work together and and I'm watching the movie and I'm like this does not flow at all with like what the way they set it up and 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 after seeing what they're doing with the Disney Plus shows I question if you can set all of it up in two and a half hours but you certainly can well, in six or seven episodes in a Disney Plus series yeah I mean it was very they they went out of their way to 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 not There's set it a, up I'll I'll say in well no were, so well, no there there was okay even though I enjoy the sequel trilogy, was it clearly a cluster in terms of organization? Yeah, it was. <laughs> clearly it was. There, there's there's no question about that. Even though I en I um, do enjoy all well, three of those movies. And part but. of it was even simply just the the spoiler. I, I part of the reason I'm so like anti anti spoiler in some ways is because that's I think one of the biggest things like they knew they wanted Palpatine back, like instead of Snoke early on and i think that they just didn't make a decision i don't know that they that snoke was always palpatine but they just couldn't make a decision so they're like well, let's just do yeah. snoke and then and then i don't know if they knew during last jedi or not but either way they put it all off until the last one when like how how great would it have been if like palpatine's message arrived at or after the battle of crate before the end credits like yeah, there's right. something little like that yeah. totally yeah, i mean they put that in Fortnite for god's sake yeah like, exactly you know like that yeah. that's kind of stuff like i i do and, I, I and like that and that. and i don't know we don't have to argue about broom boy but like that fits way better <laughs> as a conclusion to that movie than like broom boy feels I, like a I post still like scene. broom boy but i i broom hear boy, what you're saying i agree with, totally. agree with um, what you're saying <laughs> um speaking of outside canon and chuck wendig looping back to my my rancor my rancor faux pas um i don't know if anyone in the comments brought this up yet but here's why I said it was a rancor initially, forgetting that it was actually so. So Cobb Vanth is in possession of a baby hut, <laughs> um, <laughs> and this I believe happens canonically before. Not as, not as beautiful as a um, before um, Mando. So I don't know where he is in Mando, but there's a crime mm -hmm. syndicate who has a baby hut somehow, and the implication is that huts have an inherent royal kind of claim i guess or, or i don't whatever to the hut lineage and so wow. they were raising this baby to be under their sway and they were going to put him on jabba's throne eventually was the idea um which i guess book of boba fett shows anybody can have his throne so it doesn't need to be the baby hut but balaki 
or no, not Nabalaki, Maliki, the former Rancor trainer, which is why I made the mix-up, the, the big dude that cried when the Rancor died, mm-hmm. is hired. So Cobb Vanth captures the hut from the, the, the crime syndicate and then gets Maliki to, um, uh, or Malakili to, um, like, be its, like, nurse to raise it. And he's like, okay, fine. We're not raising it as an animal. We're raising it as a, we're respecting it and raising it as a proper being and becomes it's like school teacher or something. <laughs> and then it just disappears from canon. So watch out in Boba Fett. There might be a baby hut out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not, I would not be surprised. I mean, again, are we going back to selling toys? We're going back. I mean, that's, that sells itself. Baby hut. I mean, yeah. baby Yoda was so fucking huge. Uh, uh, right. The, the, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole selling toys thing when you were talking about that earlier, just, especially with the razor crest thing it just it frustrates <laughs> me the frustrating part about it for me is i'm the kid that you know i'm the guy that when i was a kid before the prequel trilogy i had all my legos and i would have to like think in my own head what the hell the millennium falcon was going to look like what an x-wing was going to look like what a tie fighter was going to look like and I would racer have build... sets were the greatest oh, thing okay ever but, when they okay, first came out. okay but you gotta understand something steven is that 1999 was like 50% yay, 50% about fucking time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted all those license sets back then. Oh, yeah. And now there are so, like Star Wars. It's like, what was everybody? What was the other thing that everybody was excited about like a day or two ago? The Skywalker saga finally has a release date. The video game, the Lego Star mm-hmm. Wars Skywalker saga. It's, it's April 22nd, I think. I'm fucking playing that game. It's going to happen. But that's what I'm saying is like, is there a Lego Razor Crest model? Is there? Did they make one? No clue. Because I still want it. Even though they blew the fucking thing up, I still want it. <laughs> but the, and, and Legos are not cheap. Sure they're, they're yeah, Legos are not cheap. 130 bucks? Uh, At least for like the, the, the normal level one. I'm sure they've got a... Uh, what do they call it? A black series or something? Oh, the right, the collectors, you know, like the the, the three thousand piece one that's like you know a thousand dollars or something like that. Or, and we have a Lego store in Troy that it's like, I can't, I I have to if if I ever go to Somerset, I can't <clears throat> walk past that <throat> store. I can't do it because it's like it's like see it's like a it's like an addict seeing a crack store. It's like mm-hmm. it just starts shaking. Like oh my god, I want all of it. I want all of this. I want all of that. And so no that. The toy, yeah, the Let's see. toy possibilities oh, are endless. I only see one. It's actually a pretty good bottle, though. It's a Razor Crest, and it comes with um, a Scout Trooper and Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Grogu. His name is Grogu. And anyway. uh, <laughs> IG, what is it? IG-11? IG-11, yep. Um, wow, that little Grogu model is adorable. And a And a not Lando. And a not Lando. Not Lando. Not Lando. <laughs> yeah. What it's a uh, Carl Weathers. Oh no. <laughs> Brief Carga, but okay, not Lando. Not Lando. <laughs> wow. That black dude. That, that, not Lando. Not Finn. The other black. Dude. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I, it's not not Finn. It's. I mean, it's, ah! it's, I would not only Finn, do that. Wrong like, timeline. <laughs> yeah. Oops. No, because he, he's very much a uh, of that archetype. The other black guy. Um, no, 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 not that one. No, I mean, no. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. Yeah. 
How many black guys right. are there in Star Wars now? There's at least uh, three. There's at least three I know about. Right? Lando. Wait, wait, Finn, wait, wait. Grief Carga. Uh, Lando. <laughs> don't uh, don't go disrespecting um, Mace. Well, there's Sorry. Mace Windu, but I was gonna say, um, um, when's he coming back? Is he gonna come back in Obi One series? I, I hope he's not alive. Why? Really? I mean, I, I just would, would not be surprised. How, how would they I, not? Captain Panaka. Don't, so don't Captain Panaka. Captain Panaka. And then yes. Captain Typhon. Yeah. 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 His nephew, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I come on. How how do they not I, bring back? I, I want Mace to be alive. I do. I, want I think I think they're gonna bring him back. It's I Sam do. Jackson. How did no. they I mean, not bring him back? I, 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 I mean, because they knocked him off the top of a building while being. Oh, he's a fucking time. Jedi oh, Master, God. Steven. I don't oh, want him. Back. How many characters? Want him back. How many characters well, uh, can uh, you uh, shoot off the top of a uh, building? Okay. With, uh, to be fair, he's look, probably not coming back because we already saw him in that Marvel sizzle reel as old grizzled Nick Fury. So he's probably still just. Tied up over there. He's not going to switch over to Lucasfilm. He's not going to go bet, across the I hall. Bet, and I, I bet he comes back. I think they stretched. They stretched it of the far and got got away with it, and in, in a big way to me, I think. But still, with um, with Darth Maul, and that doesn't mean that I, I think that that means that like don't don't try your luck again with that. With like, turns out he's alive. Um, I see. He's the I one get that I people... wonder. He's the one that I wonder if we're going to see him at the end of of, of this season of Book of I Boba Fett. Because so. that's the other. Because that's the other thing people are wondering is when more. is when's oh. Crimson Dawn going to show up? Mm-hmm. They've been uh, they've been around. Um, yeah. It's a big arc with them in the comics between um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Basically, nobody's called us out yet, but I mean, basically, they're replacing Shadows of the Empire with. Uh, with Crimson Dawn stuff, it seems like I haven't read it yet, but from what I've read about it, that seems to be kind of the case. Hmm. I've only ever played the '64 game. This is my hmm. favorite book, probably. But I guess, yeah, and that was an event. Yeah, that was an event. and a soundtrack. Oh my gosh, it was a, it was a, it was a. You would have it thought is, it was a movie. It is weird it, looking it was, back it on it. Book, and... It was a it was a soundtrack. It was uh, uh, a game, a toys, comic. the game. I mean, oh man, yeah. I had a bunch of those toys. I had the Luke in the uh, in the Imperial armor, and the boat and the Chewbacca with the in the bounty hunter disguise. Um, yep, I, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got and, all those figures up and there too. Dash Rendar. Um, yeah, my mom threw away a couple of them, and I oh. was gonna, and she thought that I was gonna get them out of the trash later, and I thought I was too, and then I forgot. Oh. Um, and so. So they're gone. I lost Those Dash Rendar's. I Those lost his pistol on an airplane. She just throw him in the trash. They can like, like Steven. I was, I was like being you noisy being when she was on the phone or something. And so, she, and so she punishment. It was punishment, but also she was like slyly think she was like, I, I want him to know I'm serious, but like, I, I, I know he'll go get them and I just won't look when he does that. I'll let him get away with see, that. See, and then see, I just didn't. You're like, mom see, threw away see, my dad. I brought that up later and she was like, and she's again. like, I feel bad about that. I thought you were going to go get those. See, <laughs> see, see that's, that's Years different later. than, that's like, different than your like parents. 24. Yeah, no, that, that's different than your parents telling you, you don't play with these toys anymore. We're calling the Salvation Army. Bye bye to your Fred Flintstone and your He-Man. Like, oh, I was always, I didn't keep them in the packages, but I kept the plastic 
portion of the I, I cut the cards out of the back and kept them in a little filing like mm-hmm. Rolodex thing. Okay. And then the the actual plastic covers, I would put them back into those the two pieces and then put them like in a drawer when I when I put them away. So like my Star Wars toys were always like like I had to earn like money to buy them and so I was like very like I didn't get them as gifts. They were all stuff that I had to like like I knew how many hours I had to work to get one of them and so I was very particular with keeping all of them. Um so I think they were a little bit more lenient on like you know what we'll let if he's going to take care of stuff <laughs> we'll like let him have them. I was, I was going to say did 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 you did you write Steven on like the bottom no, of the shoes? No, way. Like, yeah. no way. <laughs> no. Like in Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no marking. Bent limbs no as little marking. as possible. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I, I know. I've never. You were one of those kids. Most of the playing okay. was like lining them up and then yeah. just like, dude, really? dude. When I was when I was a kid, I had all my GI Joes, and I had an eight foot long like folding banquet table that I had in my room, and that was my GI Joe base, and I had all of the all of the tanks and all of the you know aircraft and everything like just kind of put out there. And when I wasn't playing with them, I would set the guys up. I would take the engine covers off and I would make it look like the guys were working on the engines and I'd put everything back. Then I'd come back to it. It was all right there. I had another like folding table in my room. That was like this big uh, thing for, uh, so so you were, so you were were young Lord business. No, no, because I, no, because I played with them. I would get them out of my bed. I'd get them out of my bed and I'd play with them and everything. And I'd do the whole thing, but I didn't just leave them there. Like I would put them back so that they were taken care of because all my friends, GI Joe's, they had all had broken crotches. They all had lost all of their, um, their accessories and everything. When I sold my GI Joe's, listen, I've shared this story before, but when I sold my GI Joe's back in 2001, when I was like 24, right after I'd been married a year for the first time, uh, and my ex-wife just wanted me to get rid of all stuff. I had everything in bins, man. I had, I had, you know, ships and I had, you know, all my, all the action figures were together, all of their accessories, all their backpacks, everything. The travesty of that is I sold it all for $35. That's Ooh. the bad part because Ow. nobody cared about GI Joe at the time. And yeah. It was all like yard sale prices. And so I was just like, I couldn't give the stuff away. Right now, one figure would be hard to, you know, especially the figures I had, because I had all the hard to find figures. I had all the snake eyes. I had all the storm shadows. I had Cobra commander. I had like all this stuff. And so the thing is though, is that I would just put things back and I never let my friends play with the stuff when they came over because my friends stuff was all broken. It was all yellowed. It was all trashed and nasty and the paint was wore off and everything. And it was just like, Nope. But my stuff was always in good condition. No, I, I, no, I, I get the not letting friends play with stuff because and, and they when were you said, pissed at me too. When you said broke it, whatever, <laughs> I had a ton of stuff. I had tough shit. That's that's their fault, right? Because that's tough. why I still have my original Boba Fett. I, I, still to this day, I, I, I'm with you on my collection. Bro- broken crotches was a problem. With broken crotches, <laughs> it was it was a problem yeah. with it because of the way that the they have the legs. Yeah, it was definitely a problem. My that, uh, that's why I still have things like my original Voltron Force. Nice. Wow. From when I was a kid. I got the other ones right over there. My five year old loves Transformers. Um, and man, those things break like nothing else. It's so hard I'm for sure. me because I was always so yeah, I had like one Batman action figure when I until I was like from like age five to eight and I just like held him and carried him everywhere. Didn't like Yeah. 
It was always funny when like, like you had fan, when you had friends that like broke their yeah there you go my original then, sound wave I was like, right I, was like I I mean maybe mine were like a little worn out when it came to paint but I never broke any of my stuff I was pretty yeah. good with my well, figurines um, yeah and um, yeah then my son gets all these and to be fair like they 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 are they they break just by by use but also oh, he's, yeah. he's five and so he's he's rough with them look and then him. he's always like can i play with your star wars toys today it's always today and i don't want to say like no I, I do sometimes <laughs> but it's always can i play with your star wars toys today no why not i'm like i don't do you see the shape the state of your i've had these for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah and and the reason i've had them for 30 years is because i didn't do that to them mm-hmm. and like i don't i don't want to be like lord business <laughs> but also <laughs> You do that to your toys, so no, I don't. No, I don't think I'm out of line no, here. No, you're like the. No, you're, you're like the guys. I had parents do this at GameStop. They would come in and like if we had like defective like PlayStation twos, like defective systems, they would want me to give them or sell them a broken system because their five year old wants to play with the 360, mm-hmm. and they're like, no. You don't get to play with the 360 and they'll just give them like a broken whatever and they'll pretend like they're oh, playing dude. the game with a broken controller or a broken and they're not my, doing anything. My kids cause... are at the perfect age where where my son it will is can play a game and it like knows how to use the controller and my daughter can have a controller and have no idea that nothing <laughs> she she's not doing play. impacts the screen and they'll play great and she'll be having so much fun and have no idea that it doesn't matter. And and he'll be playing and actually having fun until she just starts talking about like I'm gonna shoot him and he's like no you're not playing and it's like dude just let her <laughs> let her think she is you don't need to... <laughs> I have to tell don't him don't reveal it to her I have to tell him sometimes it's okay you can let people be wrong dude let them be wrong yeah. it's okay yeah. it's like nobody's you, you, gonna you gotta be like the meme like shh let people enjoy things yeah <laughs> yeah let, let her enjoy it she's having fun your sister's having fun yeah. with He's you much, you're having a she's bonding calling the transformer the wrong name it's like you know what people but the, so the funny thing about that though is like okay so you have you have that concern like with your kids right but then like you know you have the reverse of that which is remember when the Wii came out and mm. you had all those stories about the the people the adults that were like putting like throwing the controller like at their tv screens they couldn't hang it so like when so my uh i helped my dad get one for my sister my baby sister uh for christmas it was like the big surprise right and at the time one of our cousins was three years old and so the edict was don't let the three-year-old get a hold of the controller because who knows what will happen of course over the course of the night the three-year-old got the controller for like two minutes and was like all this or that. And the hilarious thing is it never left her hand at age three. She Isn't knew that funny. Don't throw it. Yeah. But a grown person. Yeah. How grown? many times have we seen those uh, YouTube videos or any videos on any kind of social media where the fucking, the controller just launches out of their hand into mm-hmm. the TV yeah. and breaks the TV. Yeah. Right. You're trying to play. But yeah, but yeah, a three-year-old is like death grip. Like full oh, on, just and like, I, and yeah. I mean, and, and and she wasn't like, I mean, she was going all over the place, but still knew, like, had two hands on it, even was like, yeah, never left her hand. Yeah, so well, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, all right. Um, I think, uh, four and a half hours in, it's pretty late. And, uh, thank you to my guest. Oh, wait, um, 
no, no. We'll see what happens when it comes to that. But uh, no, thank you to everybody who uh, showed up to this uh, vodka stream. Of course, thank you to Scott for joining. Thank you, of course, yeah, you guys and everything. And let's go around the horn and uh, we'll say our our plugs. Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I'm Stephen Colbert. You can find me at SM Colbert on Twitter. You can find my writing at ScreenRant.com. Um, I was talking about my Joss Whedon piece. Uh, it's a good Josh piece. Sweden's response to Justice League abuse allegations made everything worse. Yeah. Um, I uh, talked a little bit about it, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff in there. Really, I promoted it on Go Ham. I saw that. Yeah. Thank you. You uh, didn't think he had a great um, defense and well thought out. No, but... no. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was, it was, um, I thought it was fantastic. It was insane. I thought it was well thought out and well written. Oh, man. I, um, <laughs> I, I kind of went ham on it. Um, <laughs> and um, also, if I, I mean, I was gonna bring it up earlier when we were talking about last duel. Excuse me, I got, I, I got to pee. Didn't want to tangent too much. <laughs> <laughs> when I get uncomfortable, I have to pee. <laughs> you, have, you have to go oh, to the I love that. Right. The fact that he, the fact that he told her and then used the strategy multiple yes. times was like, mm. dude, so terrible. Oh man, because I need to come back. Like, so I thought about it. It's like, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, he probably but, sat uh, down to pee. Um, I also, um, I, I pulled all of, uh, Ben Affleck's Rotten Tomatoes scores for every movie he's acted in and, um, and wrote a, a interesting piece about this this week that, um, it's kind of like, you think his career is head up and down. It's insane. The like streaks that he's had of like amazing movies and then like terrible movies and the, the way his averages fluctuate and stuff like that. So um, that's another thing I'll call out that to check out on Screen Rant. And cool. um, I'm not done yet. SnyderMinute.com um, for <laughs> all the uh, BVS by the minute. And uh, we've got something else uh, cool on the way soon as well. Um, nice. That I'll just let that something else be a little bit of a surprise when it arrives. But something else is coming. Cool. Enosh. Yes. You can find me at the Poindexter Lounge defending my castle against William <laughs> and all comers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Poindexter Lounge. We, uh, you know what? We are dedicated to having fun and uh, and just uh, talking about the stuff that we love. And so, um, yeah, come on by, hang with us, have some fun, have a laugh or two. Uh, we had we had quite a laugh tonight with the with the music. Uh, now with Streamyard, it was uh, it was quite a good time. We had a little dance party. Nice, you know. Um, William may have been dancing. Just saying. Wow. Put, that, put that in your mind. Put that in your mind. Yeesh. I don't know if I want to. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Ray. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Flightcast. Uh, you can find my blog and my weekly podcast at theflightcast.com. I've also got the, the sports show that I'm still doing, Monday Morning Sports Ball, which we're pretty much in NFL playoff mode at this point. I talked a little hockey last week. Because some stuff happened with the wings, go wings! But uh, there is, uh, it, we're mostly in NFL playoff mode, which is going to be like all weekend, like starting with some big games tomorrow and some games on Sunday. So there's that. Um, I still do fans without borders uh, over at uh, Squadcast Media with Brent, and as Scott mentioned earlier, we did have the triumphant return of DC TV Squadcast. He was on last week's episode. He's not going to be on every episode uh, because I'm finally doing. So I'm finally talking about DC TV that I haven't watched before. I'm finally catching up on some things. To that end, this Sunday's episode of DC TV Squadcast, for I have finally now watched 
in its entirety another DC animated universe show. Whoa. Up until up until now, it had been only Batman the animated series. I binged one over the I binged another one over the last right. couple of days. And and tune in on Sunday, you'll find out which one it is. Uh, this gentleman, this gentleman right here, might be a little interested in what it is. Just just Ooh. just just a little more interested <laughs> than than a few others. If if you know his fandom with respect to that, but yes. Uh, and I, I, I have some thoughts because it's it DC it. superhero girls thing on Netflix. <laughs> the, the one with bat wheels, I'm actually, yeah, I'll check it out. It's Batman. So, um, anyways, did I, so, did I mention I like, the, I like the, the super pets, man. The super pets look good. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna it. see that. I want to see, of course, that. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, did I anyway, did I mention the baby hut's name is Borgo? Borgo? Yeah, Borgo. <laughs> All right. That's a good as it name. would be. As it would be. Yeah, yeah, I mean it sounds about right. Borgo the Hut. Borgo be, the Hut. He's and you know what? He's it's timeline wise, he's like big enough for Grogu to ride. So Borgo and Grogu need to maybe meet up. So uh, Boba Fett will be riding the Rancor. Yeah. Grogu, Grogu will, be, will riding be riding Borgo. Borgo. Yeah, and then they all have to take on Pizza the Hut. Thank you very much, everybody. Spaceballs <laughs> reference. That's right. I did it because Pizza's going to be, gonna yeah. be sending out for sending you. Out for you. Yeah. You're delicious. Yeah, he's so delicious. Hey, boss, you're delicious. <laughs> oh, God. What do you see that? I know. It's like. Ugh, oh, god damn so you, when, when, every god. time you every time i've watched that i'm like god damn they made that thing so horrendous <laughs> not, not good for the payor not for the you're gonna pay yeah. it or else <laughs> god damn <laughs> thing was like bubbling oh. and fucking drippy and oh, you can stop not all you the need to get a, do not get a oh. pizza the hut drop oh i know right <laughs> oh no no <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to tell you to get that drop from The Simpsons where someone like, they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then like, and then you had like the door slam. And I was going to tell you to get that drop to do what we talked about weed, but I forgot. No, you got to get the, you got to get the, remember the dental plan episode where like, he's like, he had to go to the bathroom. He's like, where's the nearest bathroom? 23rd door on the left. Nope. 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 Oh man. Yeah. I'll have to look for that. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm make gonna sure go you get beamed. Like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe, notification bell, so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Join if you want to join the members. Of course, you got the Patreon down. Patreon uh, down there if you want to support that pirate chip. And of course, the Film Junkie Closet. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to Stephen Ray and Enosh. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later.